Can I get two eggs, scrambled on toast? Sure thing, honey. Adam and Eve on a raft, wreck them. I'd like a hot dog with ketchup and some jello, please. Paint a bow wow red and a side of nervous pudding. Can I have a well-done burger with lettuce and tomato? Burn one, drag it through the garden, pin a rose on it. Can I use your bathroom? Got a telephone pole heading to the swimming hole, spray it with sunshine. <laughs> you bitch. You did it. Stupid, stupid bitch doesn't even know. She is going to get the best bottle of wine of her stupid bitch life. <laughs> she she doesn't even know. Two schmucks spent six goddamn hours talking about comics last week, and and I won't do it again. You you, you can't make me. Uh, <laughs> I'm Eric Shea. God damn it, Eric. I'm Jim Warner. And this is the very manageable, not too short, not too long episode number fifty-eight. That's not what the ladies say about you. Not too short, not too long. Just right. Damn right, just I'm the right. Goldilocks What, what right is here. your opinion of a just right podcast? What is the time frame of that, Eric? Three hours. Three hours. That's what say I'm saying. Say three and a half. All right. You say three. Boy, it's still half of what we did last week. I'm telling you, everybody listen. I, and when we put that out, first off, there was a little disaster. Uh. I put it out there, and it only, for some reason, downloaded four hours of it. And so I put out a four-hour podcast, and I expected a lot of, like, craziness like yeah. people, oh my god this is the law and there was nothing and it started making me uh wonder and then i looked i i'm looking to see if it's catching on the different players and whatnot now i do it all the time and i look and i'm like it says four hours what happened and then i listen and the original one i put up just cuts off in the middle i believe of green lantern green lantern. green lantern and you're like yeah and green lantern it just stops I'm like, oh, God damn it. I went into fucking freak out mode. I'm running around. <laughs> I, I get it up there. But in the meantime, I, I even said to you, I told you about it. And I told Reggie. And Reggie's like, you should, you know, tweet something out. And I looked and people had already grabbed it. I, I got it pretty quick, but people grabbed it. And some motherfucker on fucking Twitter. I don't even know who this goddamn guy is. I, I would love to say that he listens to the podcast, but I know he doesn't. If he did, I'd tell him to stop because I put out the tweet like, hey, everybody, if you grab the podcast right away and you look and it's four hours, uh, you didn't get the full deal. I re-put it up. It's at six hours. And this guy gives me like such a hedonistic thing to say. And I'm like, you fucking asshole. You, you know what? First off, I, I can I know what words mean. So if you think that you're making fun of me without me knowing, it's not happening. Plus, we even mentioned this this week. It's hard now, especially online, to argue or make fun of anybody because I can still look things up. Yeah. If he had like some crazy term that I didn't know, and I, you know, I'm not a freaking walking uh, fucking Webster's dictionary, Eric, as you can tell by our you know words that we use in our podcast like you know, surprise yeah all our curse words and stuff because i was told uh when i was young that when you curse that means you don't have uh, enough of a vocabulary to express yourself and then i used to say you know go fuck yourself but this guy sense. such a jerk 
And so I, I tweeted him back, and they're, I'm just saying that, you know, a four-hour podcast is enough. Then you have to say, say I'm like, what is, well, go home. I don't need you We're here. We're just letting buddy. people know, Plus, fucko. Yes, that's all I was doing. I was not saying, like, hey, that anybody with a four-hour podcast is an asshole. Let's uh, pat you know, ourselves on the, the back six, for a Because second. you know who's an asshole, Eric? The Us. person with a six-hour podcast. Six hours and, what, 19 minutes? Jesus yeah, Christ. Like no, we're the assholes me. for doing it. Hey, we talked about it on Monday at work, didn't we? Yeah. No, we did. Yeah, we did. Because I didn't go to work. I was sick. I was talking about it yeah, at work. It, it killed me. And then all week, then yesterday, uh, because we had promised to get the uh, Just for the Hell of It podcast up about cereal, which we'll talk a little bit a uh, little bit later. Um, and then I went to edit it again, and I got fucking crazy with these goddamn fucking commercials <laughs> and bits in there. I ended up staying up till 5 a.m. last night doing it. And I still wasn't done. I had to finish up in the morning. Just like with the ladies, Eric. Ah, yes. Hello and liking. welcome to the Weird Science DC Comics podcast for the week of February 13th, Eric. And this is part of a double shot weekend. Double shot weekend? Double shot weekend. I, I put, that reminds me of like a, a radio station. I want to start yeah. a radio station. It's the Weird Science radio station, Eric. And it's going to go something like this. Like, uh, is this a good DJ voice? Hello there, hello there, welcome there. Is that good? That's eh, all right. Well, how would you do a um, uh, DJ voice? Give me a DJ voice so I can impersonate you. Oh, no. You put me Come on the spot now. Give My voice sucks. Voice. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Okay, this is JJ. Go. Hey there, everybody. Like that? Hey there, I'm Eric Shea. Yeah. Is that good? Like, welcome to the Weird Science Radio, where we have all the rocking hits of the 70s, 80s, 90s, and beyond. You this like is that? rockin' Ricky Ricardo coming, Ricky. coming up next, we have a double shot of the Moody Blues, along with a <laughs> quest for 10cc, Dead-Eyed Dick, the Lemonheads, Hanson, and Limp Biscuit, Eric. It's a weird radio station. I said they have everything, but right now we have a young lady on the line. Hello, caller, what's your name? What are you calling for? Hey, I'm Lisa from Kensington. Oh, Kensington. Oh, what song do you want to hear there, Lisa? I want to hear With Arms Wide Open. By Creed. Oh, God, no. <laughs> All right. Is this for somebody special there, Lisa? Yeah. It's for my boyfriend, Snooky Duke. Snooky oh, Duke. All right. Here comes Arms Wide Open by Creed. And Lisa, who plays all the hits from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and beyond? Weird Science Radio. You like Hit that? it. You like that? And then they, we would play uh, Creed. Would you like With to hear some Creed? With Arms Wide Open. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's Snooky Duke. He gets around. Snooky Duke does. Snooky Duke was uh, very prominent in my early days of uh, Power 99 FM. Sure was. Urban radio they had there. Me, Mr. White Guy in Quakertown listening. And I'm telling you, you know when they always... <laughs> hey, I listen too. Yeah, when they always have that thing in a movie or, or you know a TV show where the kid is sneaking a radio. They don't do it. They can't do it anymore. But you have the radio underneath the pillow. Oh, yeah. Uh, I did that because if my dad found out I was listening, not that I don't even know that he was, he wasn't racist, but if he would hear the stuff that they would say, because I'm telling you, you would hear Power 99 FM, and it all, it, not dirty, but almost. Like people would call in and say some things, uh, I don't know. I, it sounded very dirty to me. Even so, Snooky Duke, I think that's code. <laughs> it's code for like, you know, butt fucking or something. I don't know. Oh, geez. I, I told you, this week we're going to uh, keep it clean. Gonna keep it real but clean. It's already yeah. out the door. Snooky Duke, Aaron. Snooky Duke. It's time Duke. to do a Snooky Duke. That's I'd see a girl in in the hall uh, when I was walking in school. And, hey, you want to do the Snooky Duke? 
Uh, they didn't listen to me. They did not. And actually, I wouldn't say that. That was in my mind. I was saying that. As it turns out, they did not want to do a Snooky Duke. No, they did not. With or talk to me. Yeah. Though I send you a picture this week. Uh, we found a picture of oh, me back little in my, Jim Warner. Back in my uh, early baseball days. That was probably Jim Warner 13. And uh, you know what's weird you about like that? like a seven-year-old. I actually know about 14. But if you looked at the full picture, when I told you when I hit my growth spurt, that was then. Because if you look, I am not the smallest kid on, on that team. I'm medium. But yeah, oh my god, I look so goofy. Freaking You look the same. Yeah, I know, but I look like I was so happy. <laughs> Didn't I look happy yeah. in that top picture? Did you could you pick me out in the bottom picture? I only looked at the top yeah, picture. Yeah, the bottom I picture I was so angry. Yeah, I, I did not want to do that. But, yeah, I was very happy. But, Eric, we are proud members. If you weren't front and center, you didn't want to be a part of yeah, it? Yeah, I was on the side. I was bottom uh, left. Uh, we are proud members of both the Comics Podcast Network and the Weeby Geeks Network. Proud. Proud. You can follow us on Twitter at Weird Science DC and like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Weird Science DC Comics. And if you do, maybe maybe I'll post up that picture, a little throwback Thursday. We'll throw back there. Do I, I got to edit a luchador mask in there? Maybe. Yeah, because that's the thing. I, I don't want anybody to know what I look like. And if <laughs> I put that up, they know. Because, yeah, I have not changed much. Uh, you can follow us on our site, Weird Science DC Comics Blog. Blogspot.com. Damn it, Eric. And also <laughs> on Podbean at Weird Science DC Comics. Podbean.com. And, like I always say, please rate and review our show on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you download the podcast, because it's like two weeks. Nobody, no reviews there. They've None. judged us. I, I think I keep people, looking too. I do. I look and I look right before the podcast, uh, especially. Yep. But the problem is, I think that that six-hour uh, podcast scared everyone away. I really <laughs> beat them down into submission. <clears throat> that was me trying to to pause. Or uh, did I cough on the thing? Because I oh, tried yes. to mute it. No. Nope. God, I, I'm sick again. I am sick again. But uh, part of the reason, like I said, we did that. A pilot episode of the Just for the Hell of It podcast last week. Then we did a six-hour podcast. And uh, I guess it was like an hour and 40 minutes, the Just for the Hell of It. Then six and a half hours, which Just actually... Just for the Hell of It. That six hours and 19 minutes was actually like eight hours because we tend to do it like we did again tonight. We could have started up so early. I know. We ended up talking. Talking about freaking California dreams and fucking hang time. Yeah, these are your things. It's your uh -huh. fault. Though I was sending you pictures of the ladies from those shows. Yeah, I And the guy that. from California Dreams that I thought was going to be the next Tom Cruise. <laughs> yes, but yeah, we're, uh, I'm looking. Oh, uh, I have a little bit of an update, too. Because if you listen to that uh, Just for the Hollywood podcast, which is on breakfast cereals, which we wax poetic on, uh, you will hear me lament over the fact that I cannot find the Rice Krispie Treat cereal that was supposed to be at our Walmart and was not. Well, I went the other day. Friday, and it's there. They have it there. I and bought, I know why they didn't have it the last time. Yeah, because I bought three boxes, and, and everybody else does. I ate them all in 24 hours. I ate three boxes of goddamn cereal in 24 hours, and, with, and over a gallon of milk. What oh do you my think god! Of that? Well, I think, think you're think sick and crazy, and you look the way you should. There, I coughed that time. I, I actually muted. I we start now. I haven't coughed all day. Now I, I'm coughing. I think it was that impersonation of Lisa. No, that wasn't an impersonation. That was a call-in, Eric. We have a call-in show now, yes. which leads me to my next deal, 
we are going to have a call-in line. Now, this is not going to be a live line, Eric. This is a good transition. Thank God. Uh, It's not going to be a live line, but we're going to have what I like to call right now a rant and rave line. Um, And what I'm going to do, I will give you the number. This is something we're just throwing out there. People can do it if they want to or not. But what we're going to do is this is going to be something. It's not going to take place in the listener mail or anything like that. But what it's going to be, if you're during the week, you know, you're reading the books come out on Wednesday and you're reading, uh, say, next week, it's uh, Robin, Son of Batman. And something really gets you nuts or you really like it. You fucking dial the line I'm going to give you. It's a crazy line with a weird extension. <laughs> but you put those in, and then you can just yell like, oh, man, I'm, I'm listening to, or I'm watching, to, what am I saying? I'm reading Robinson of Batman, and man, it kicks ass. <laughs> you could just say shit like that. Or you could even, if you're listening to the podcast line, Jim keeps fumbling with words. I'm going to call. Jim, you're a fucking retard. And then we'll play it. We're going to play him throughout the podcast and see how it goes. If people don't get involved, then we won't have it. But I, I thought it would be kind of fun. Uh, I'm telling you, this week when we get to the part where we're talking books and we talk about uh, Batman, uh, Batman and Robin, Jesus Christ, uh, Batman Wizard and Robin Heart, Eternal. I'm, I'm ready to start this over. I'm throwing <laughs> myself off. Uh, Batman and Robin Eternal this week, I think I went in a little more positive because of how much I hated last week and yelled and screamed on the podcast. And I said to you, it's like, it's like therapy. You go in, you yell and scream, then you feel better. So it's just going to be for everybody to feel better, Eric. Why don't we feel uh, better yeah. about Batman and Robin Eternal each week then? Yes. Well, here's the the number is 641-715-3900. Then when you get to that, you hit the extension 452-328 followed by the pound sign. Oh my god. And then you might have to pull your cock out and maybe give a thumbprint. I don't know, but it should send you to the thing and then you can record your message. Like I said, maybe nobody does it. It's fine. This is just something I threw out there. I want to see how it is. I like to hear people's voices. You hey, Jim, why, why don't you give that number again? That number, Eric, if you want to contribute, is 641-715-3900 with the extension 452-328, followed by the pound sign, Eric. I feel like I'm on, like, NPR. We're doing a, <laughs> uh, a fun drive. And if you like fresh air with Terry Gross, just call in and, you know, you get this book bag and a, a fucking slap in the ass. How do you like that? This is going to be my new voice. I don't uh, mind a slap in the ass. No. I, do you like this voice? This is going to be my new uh, podcasting voice. Uh, now, the book positive. bag, is that like a backpack or is that just like no, a little tote? That, is a, that is a tote bag, Eric. It's a tote oh, bag. And if I don't you want act that now and call in to 641-715-3900, followed by the extension 452-328, we'll also throw in a couple pencils and maybe a thumb up the ass. And that is a thumb up your ass, not up mine. Well, I wouldn't have it any other way. Oh, really? Do you know what that is? That's a six. Uh, you know what a seventy is? That's a sixty-nine with your thumb up your ass. Thank you. I fumbled that joke a little. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you're on these uh, drives for NPR. You ever listen to NPR? No, I have not. You're not pretentious. No. You well, would, a bit. Well, you listen to serial podcasts. That's that I did. Was part of NPR. I know then, it was. But then they they quit, and now it started up again. And I have not listened. Neither have I. I really want to. That's what happens when you leave something for a year. People forget about you, Eric. They forget about you, and that's what happens. I forgot. I'm never going to forget about Doctor Who. You're not? No. (laughs) How about fucking Sherlock? How about Sherlock, (laughs) I started watching elementaries. That show show Sherlock has not been on for 17 years. It was on uh, a couple months ago. And you know what? Last month. I just realized you told me before the podcast that you were watching Elementary, and for some reason, I thought that that was the show undeclared. Really? Yes. 
<laughs> I've lost now, that you, now that you've tied it in with Sherlock, I realize what you're saying. Yes, I do not have a disc of elementary. How the fuck would I have had that? I don't know, man. How would I have that, Eric? Just Why would you have a disc of undeclared? Because there were times, and, and that was not an illegally downloaded uh, thing with a disc, Eric. No. No. Or, That's just I, plain it, wrong. It, That's it stealing, folks. It certainly was not something that I rented from Netflix and then copied on my computer and sent back the next day. And had a and had a crazy rotation of and still movies. never watched and never have watched it. Never watched one episode of Undeclared, Eric. Never. Well, it's a good show. It's time for the news, Eric. Oh shit! This is a special leprechaun flute, which has been passed down from thousands of years ago from my great great grandfather, who was Irish. <laughs> I just came to help out. <laughs> that, that, that guy needs a little lesson on history, or at least how things go. Thousands of years, great grandfather. Yeah, thousands and thousands of years. Well, you didn't know that that fellow's, uh, his relatives and, and his family, they were long lives. Long that man lives, was they Randall were. Savage. That is, that's Randall Savage. He's and all those years it taught him to make that goddamn flute out of uh, what appeared to be like PVC pipe. Sure, PVC pipe. And I'm telling you, of all the leprechaun quotes that we have used that is my least favorite i think that that threw it up uh, down the, the wayside you know why because i'd like to believe that all those other motherfuckers thought there was a leprechaun this guy is playing <laughs> everyone he knows there's no leprechaun he's just out there trying to fucking fool everyone these so other guys that's right yeah i was already positive now i'm freaking i'm on the roll now Eric. i'm on a roll butter me up uh, Butter I didn't want to leave up, you with on one roll. that you didn't like. What's that? I didn't want to leave you with one you didn't like. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, that guy threw it all off for me. When you have the Wanda Sykes yelling about the fucking, you know, crackhead with the wrong stuff. I think it was a crackhead who got a hold of the wrong stuff. Yeah, she means it. She thinks there's a leprechaun. And then that one oh. guy, he's the fucking, you know, ghetto professor, he's trying to figure shit out. I he, think it's he a means shadow it. playing off the light. Yeah, I mean, that guy, I'm telling you, that guy is the guy you go to for answers. He might not know them. He's going to tell you them, though. He's going to give you an answer. All right, let's get on with the news. The first news item is something that's kind of redundant if you've listened to our news segment. And, Eric, I know we're hard-hitting news. But it is Scott Snyder is leaving Batman. All right. Well, in an interview with Comic Vine, Scott Snyder made it official that he will be leaving Batman after issue number 51, which I'm going to stop real quick before I go on with a quote from our man Scott Snyder. It's weird that the people are leaving at these 51s. Why yeah. aren't they staying till 52? I don't understand. Because 52 is, is May. Yeah. 52 is May. It's very weird because uh, in, we'll hear later Van Jensen. Same thing. 51. I don't understand. Is it like they just went that 52 because of the new 52 and they're freaking it's, it's killing them? I don't know. Here's his quote. Here's our man Scott Snyder. Now, I'm not going to use any crazy voice for Scott Snyder. I actually never heard him talk, Eric. So I could probably not do a voice, right? Right. But it would probably go something like this. Just that Greg Capullo. I'm not gonna. I, I don't. I don't hate Scott Snyder. No. I don't hate him. I, I like him. It just it drives me nuts. It, it's like the Grateful Dead. I actually, and I'll offend everyone. <laughs> uh, it's the fans of him that drive me nuts. They get so over the top about him. I, I don't understand. Plus, eh, I do kind of hate him. I'll yeah, just may as say well. it because you know what? He always said every issue that comes out, he's got to have an interview. I told him, where's his interview about Batman and Robin Eternal? Where's that interview? I want him to explain that. To oh, me. I thought we were still talking about the dead. No, no. I hate the Grateful Dead. So do I. Yeah, I'm never a fan. 
One guy that I graduated with did go and follow them, traveled around with them. Ever been seen again? Yeah, he's a teacher now. Weird. Yeah, I know. Big fat so too. <laughs> Just that Greg <laughs> and I have had a blast together in this run. I did. This is like right into it. This is a cold open. This one. Yeah. Just that Greg and I have had a blast together on this run. It's our second to last issue together. 51 is my last issue as well on Batman, Snyder said. For me, 50 is the quiet issue. 51 is really just a letter to the fans from us and a letter to Batman. Oh, is it now? He's not real. It's the lightest I've ever written. Did he go on a diet or? No, he just. Actually, he took off his pants. He just put a really weak color font on his freaking (laughs) keyboard. Not lightest as in happy. But light as in not as many panels per page. All right. All right. It's really, really open. Kind of like this. With arms wide open. Yeah. Yeah. That's what hurt my throat. Holy moly. (laughs) It's a chance for Greg to draw the clothes before we take our break. 50. We want it to be the opposite. We wanted it to be the most explosive, jam-packed, sort of blockbuster-crazed issue we've ever done. I hope it delivers in that regard. Me as well. Then, I continue with my news. Then, just in case he wasn't getting enough pats on his back, Eric, he posted on Twitter, Truth, I've been delaying writing the last pages of Batman number 51, my final issue on the series, and last comic, with Greg Capullo for six months. Six whole months? Yeah, I'm telling you, he. this is like when you have a, a buddy... And then summer comes, and then he's so afraid that Greg Capullo is going to forget about him. (laughs) He really is. I'm telling you, he's probably going to be sending out tweets every three days just so that he can see if Greg Capullo still. Hey, Greg, saw him on a second earlier. It's not going to be a note. It's going to be like, really tough here without my brother in arms, Greg Capullo. And then he's just going to wait to see if Greg Capullo retweets it and favors it. And when he doesn't, he's going to (laughs) cry. (laughs) <laughs> but Greg, I still have that leather jacket. I'm waiting for that motorcycle. He's waiting to hear the motor. He's like you when you're waiting for your dad. He's dad. waiting to hear the motorcycle revving. It never comes, Eric. Greg Capullo went out for a pack of Doug who had the fucking motorcycle. What's that? That was Dirtbag Doug who had the motorcycle. He probably had a dirt bike, didn't he? No. No? He had no. an actual street bike? Yeah. It wasn't one with like those fake saddlebags on the side, like those cruiser ones where the old people go around with the helmets no, and no, Britney no. Spears mics. You're talking about like dirt bikes. I'm like, do you think my mother dated Kelly Leak? <laughs> I did Kelly Leak, yeah. Freaking... <laughs> hey, man, that's the that's the best athlete in the county. That's Kelly Leak. That's Kelly Leak. That guy smokes. <laughs> ah, yes, and I continue. Capullo, of course, is working with Mark Miller on his creator-owned book, but if rumors are true... We'll be returning to DC to rejoin Snyder on Detective Comics. And again, this was not anything that was new. Uh, no. We didn't leak it. Friggin', uh, what's that shitty site that I hate? Bleeding Cool. Oh, you don't like Bleeding Cool, don't you? Oh, Jesus Christ, Eric, you are negative. But yeah, Bleeding I cool. am negative, I'm sorry. I just wanted you to say it. Uh, Bleeding Cool, it broke all these things. And, and up until now, I'll tell you, I hate the site, but boy, they've been on. They've been on they the ball right. It's like the French. When the French were upset at uh, America... Uh, they were right a lot of times, Eric. I, I don't think I said that. Do you know what I'm saying? No. I don't either. The next one, Van Jensen leaving Flash and DC Comics. And uh, already, this nonsense is going to cause us a lot of grief tonight. We're going to just go on and on. And this is from Newsarama, Eric. You know why mm. I'm mentioning all these uh, sources? 
No. I read on another podcast that somebody said that they really like that this podcast tells where the sources are from, and unlike those other podcasts. Oh, and any time I see other, that means us. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even matter if it's a, a lunatic. Po- it doesn't even matter if it's a comic podcast or anything. I am so crazy. It's a podcast about pottery. I am so crazy. Yeah, I, I think that a podcast about pottery would have to start with Unchained Melody. It has and, to. And have, right? And it would have to have that scene from oh, Ghost. Oh, my love. Yes. It's a very musical uh, podcast. All right. From New Zealand. wide open. Yeah. Oh, my God. Don't make me do that anymore. I, I should make you do it. Oh, my home. Yeah. Van Jensen has announced he is stepping down as co-writer of DC's The Flash. Revealed in several tweets, Jensen is leaving DC and work for hire completely to focus on, quote-unquote, my own stories. He says, I'll be wrapping up work on The Flash over this week and next. It's been a real honor spending time in Central City. You, you aren't in Central City. Jensen said, Flash there will be much more news from DC about what they have in store. Don't worry. Many more great adventures ahead for Barry Allen and all which he's like, wink, wink, meaning Wally yeah. West. As for me, I've spent most of the past four years focused on the DCU. It's time for me to focus on my own stories. I have so many exciting things on the way. Some you've heard about, most you haven't. I'm blessed to do the job I always dream of doing. And he said Jansen's last solicited issue of The Flash with co-writer Robert Venditti is April 27th, The Flash number 51. Of course, this doesn't say anything about Venditti leaving. No. Um, and also... This is where I don't get upset, but I always miss out on things because, yeah, we knew this three weeks ago right. from the source. Van Jensen told us, and he actually said, yeah, you can tell anybody. On the record, I'm leaving. I'm <laughs> exactly what he said there. And we mentioned it on our emergency podcast that is now uh, very uh, outdated and irrele- irrelevant. The, <laughs> some of the things we said were not right, Eric. That yeah. happens a lot. Yes, it does. But that's what happens. Emergency podcasts, you really throw it out there and you lay yourself on the line. But, uh, yeah, he told us that then. I mentioned it, but I didn't push it. Uh, that's And, again, I'm actually glad I didn't. It's for him to tell everyone, Eric, not me. Yeah. Who am Who are I? you? Yeah. Who am I? I can't even say irrelevant. Uh, but, yeah, I messaged Van today, and I'm telling you, what Van said in that earlier bit, uh, I will never make fun of Van Jensen. And I think everything he said, including the, you know, they have a lot of exciting things on the way of DC. I believe everything he says. The guy yeah. is is the nicest guy. He loves basketball, and he's just he's just a downright ni- nice guy. And he seems to like us, so that makes him nice in my mind. If he's he a weirdo like us, too. Just go to town. Yeah, I, I think he'd fit well with us. A little third. He could be a fourth <laughs> with Reggie. Next, uh, freaking just for the hell of a podcast, I'm getting Van. He's in. all right. Uh, but he actually, I wrote and said to him, hey, is there anything you want to say to people who, you know, have enjoyed The Flash and enjoyed the Green Lantern stuff you did? And he wrote to us, he said, writing some of DC's iconic characters has been some of the most fun I've ever had. I'm not saying goodbye to that world forever, just for now, and I'll still be putting out comics. They'll just be on my own, they'll be my own creations, my own stories. That's hard to beat that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, he's all excited. He has some stuff. He had Pinocchio, uh, Pinocchio uh, Vampire Hunter. I think it was Vampire Hunter. Uh, that was pretty good. But, yeah, I don't know what he's up to, but he's going to have some books on his own. But, yeah, we're going to continue, Eric, and continue on to some of these n- number 52s that everybody seems to be bailing before <laughs> because the May variant covers are going to celebrate the new 52 books that have reached, Eric, the 52nd issue. Ooh. It's a big thing. There's not many, 
but they are there. And in May, DC will pay homage. Homage. Homage? Homage. Or homage? Homage. I hate, I hate do when I, people say homage. Do I sound like George Takei when I said that? Homage. Yeah, actually, a little Pretty bit. Pretty good. That's another. I've never brought my George Takei out. I might do that sometime. Tony, you got to go listen to Gilbert Godfrey's podcast if you want to yeah. get a good one going on. Uh, the big that there's the the uh, trigger for that is definitely the oh my oh yeah do that but uh, he's paying they're going to pay homage to the original launch of the new 52 and uh, that launched in August and September of 2011 with a series of variant covers for those series which have continued and will hit their number 52s uh, in May there are 11 titles and they'll have these variants and some it's funny because I'm I'm I was going to quiz you to see if you knew that but it would take forever because you're it an would. Idiot. Because you're a fucking idiot. No, but, I, uh, I am totally. No, they, there's some, though, you you go through these, and you're like, okay, that makes sense. And then there's a couple, you're like, whoa, that really lasted that long. But uh, they will be Batman, right? Superman, Action Comics, Aquaman, Batgirl, Catwoman. Catwoman's the one. That's kind now, of, that is the only one in my you, mind that's you, weird. You think? I, I, yeah, I guess. You're right. Uh, Green Arrow's a little off to the side, I would think. You, The way it's been, it should have been canceled a couple of years Oh, my years God. Ago. Uh, Detective Comics, Flash, Green Arrow, Green Lantern, Wonder Woman. Uh, Justice League is not in there because it's been delayed. Uh, they do not know if they're going to slap one on there. I, I would. Because then the problem is that's probably the last issue of that numbering because Rebirth happens next month, and that's going to be one that's re, you know rebranded, and it'll start at number one. So it'll never get at that 52, and so I think they're going to slap it on. That's Don't a you? shame. I, I, I would either that or I would just I would rush another issue out. Just have a double issue. You've had all these months, and they caught up at one point, and then they fucking went back again, because I don't think they, they had one in January, right? They go back and forth constantly. Yeah, it's weird because I always forget about it, and then I'm like, holy shit! When it actually comes out, and we have to talk about it. I'm like, God damn it! I, I can't remember when. This well, it's like during Convergence, they had an issue during that because they're well, trying yeah, to because catch they up. Were trying to catch up. That's what I'm saying, and they still fall behind. But speaking of falling behind, Eric. The next story is that Dark Knight 3, The Master Race, keeps getting delayed. You know what, sure I'm, does. You know what I'm talking about, Brandon. Brandon <laughs> messages me twice a week. God damn it, the Dark Knight 3 is... He's so mad about this. Uh, Dark Knight 3 was originally supposed to come out every month with a break in February. But things got kind of kooky, Eric. And here oh, is where it stands right now. Currently, Dark Knight 3, The Master Race number 3, was meant to come out on the 20th of January. Now will be coming out the 24th of February. And you stay tuned for next week. It'll Seriously. be pushed again. Uh, so that that screws all of the others up. Everything gets crazy pushed around. Dark Knight 3, The Master Race number 4, which was meant to come out on the 16th of March, is now delayed on the 13th of <laughs> April. And then the fill-in issue, The Dark Knight Returns the Last Crusade, which was meant to be published in, fe- in the February month. That's why they had that yeah. February. Uh, between issues number 3 and 4, will be slipping from the 17th of February to the 30th of April, now sitting between number four and five. And then the Dark Knight then... 3 and Master Race number five, meant to be published on the 20th of April, is moving to the 18th of May. And I suspect we'll be moving some more. Yeah, I do. I bet you they will get past that... Um, they'll get to that Last Crusade. The, the Dark Knight Returns the Last Crusade. Okay. And then four and five will be delayed more. And uh, it's just nonsense. Uh, this is their biggest book, uh, sales-wise. Last yeah. year, it's their biggest book. It's it's a cash cow, it seems. I don't understand. I'm not enjoying it that much. 
uh, I think it's because it has seven trillion variant covers. I, I don't they know. I'm actually just, enjoying it more than I thought I would. Really? They are real. Well, I, I think the only um, thing that I can say as a big complaint, though, I'm, you're not getting much Batman. It's the Dark Knight, but it's more of the Dark Knight universe than actual Dark Knight. Right. You, it's more of a super... Get a little bit more of that Master Race when I want that Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah. I want a little more Dark Knight. But um, I don't know. I, I don't understand. I, what is, it has to be, me and Reggie were talking about this last night. It has to be art. That's usually, oh, what, yeah, it has to be. you know, that obviously it's the hardest thing to get done. <laughs> I um, imagine now it's actually the writing. Every copy like Azrael had at his house, Frank Miller broke in, wrecked yeah, up the place. Yeah, he, just, he, he had to fucking quick try to remember <laughs> what he wrote. <laughs> yeah. And then Azarello's trying to do like in Batman this week. He thinks he's, he thinks ahead so much that he has like, you know, <laughs> a, a fucking file hidden somewhere oh yeah yeah though i'll tell you there's an i i i there you go my first i i i eric i'm not going to take that one out uh i don't know about you there's uh, times back in the day when i was in school and i'd have to write a paper and the paper would get missing somehow like either i had it on the computer and it went bad or back in the day it would just be i lost my notes or something or uh, the dog ate it and that i mean my mother uh, but yeah, when I'd always think to myself, Hey, you know what? The second time I write, it's always better. It's not always true. No. That was just me trying to freaking, you know, you have to motivate yourself, put a smile on my face. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't true. And it's a pain in the ass, but yeah, I don't know. Well, how can this be delayed that much? And I, I guess I was saying this too, that if you have one of the issues delayed, then that really does delay the rest. But how can you have a delay of number three but have four done? I, I don't understand. I guess it would all come down to the artist. Which yeah. one's Jim Lee doing? <laughs> if if he's that. on that, yeah, then, then yeah, I understand. All right. And the next thing was the biggest thing that happened this week, and I know that a lot of other podcasts went like in-depth with this. We're not going to do that. That's not yeah. our style. But the new uh, final two-minute Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice trailer uh, hit this week and poppy sent it to me we were at work and uh, actually i went to lunch and i got a message from poppy that the trailer went i went to the link and i'm telling you the music in this trailer is so over the top uh like i, I know d-ron will be mad but it's like heavy metal music it's not right. heavy metal but it, it's like that it's the generic uh, i it threw me off i did not think it was real but <laughs> the uh the footage was new and all that, but boy, I do not like the music that they play. I think that's really and it really big. threw you off right away. It did. The it best, I imagine it really threw you off because when you looked at your phone, it was so bright out you couldn't see. Oh, what I you couldn't were looking see. At. I just hear. All you could hear was the music. Oh yeah, I heard the the voices, uh, you know, the dialogue and the the music, and so it really, you know, accentuated the music. It was really off. And uh, then we went back. I showed you. We watched it a couple times. You've watched it since. I'm, I'm sure. No, no. I watched that's it again. the thing. I'm glad we're not talking about it in depth because I've only watched it on okay. your phone. At I work. watched it tonight again, and I I like it. It has me pretty pumped for the movie, and you finally get uh, some Ben Affleck Batman. Right. That, not just you know quick pans and things like that. He, he kicks ass, and that it's a featured thing in there. And I told you up until now, I kept saying to you. I don't think that Ben Affleck has been Batman for a while because I think that when they keep saying, oh, this Batman's brutal and he's over the top, I really thought that was going to be the uh, the reveal of Carrie Kelly or right. somebody else. Or there's somebody else taking up the mantle that Bruce isn't down with or whatever, and that was going to cause him a – no, it's him. Oh, yeah, and he kicks the shit out of boy, everyone. Boy, he kicks the shit out of it. And it's so funny, too, to me because he kicks the shit out of him. And then the, the line of him getting too old, I'm like, he don't look too old. Yeah. He's just, it's one of those, like you have the athlete and then it's, uh, 
you know, before they used to have their uh, football game on Sunday, and by Monday afternoon they felt good. Uh, then you get old, and all of a sudden you're Peyton Manning, <laughs> and you still hurt the next Saturday. I think that's what it is. Uh, but yeah, I think it looks awesome. The part where uh, Superman's going to punch Batman, and and he stops it, and Superman that was great has closer. that look. And I'm telling you, that look is like it's an oh shit look oh, into shit. a into a like it shits on now, buddy. You know, now shit got real. And I like that I part really a lot, like man. That. What's uh, but I like that part a lot. But the thing that really grabbed me is that we got to see Batman doing his thing. And I think when I said this on another podcast, or maybe just to Reggie, this is the most we've, in my mind, the most Batman we've ever seen in a movie being Batman from the yeah. comics. I told you, it actually reminded me a lot of the Arkham Knight Batman. Just it looked, yeah. just the crazy counters, and he's just beating the shit out of people. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty cool. Now I, I, I've been going back and forth with, with how pumped I was about the movie. Right. And I, I'm pretty pumped now. I, I really wasn't. I, it takes a lot for me to get to the theater. It and, takes a Star Wars. Yeah, a Star Wars. But I'm going to go see this. I want to see it uh, the first. I won't see it opening night. I'm not going at midnight. I might. I'm not fucking insane. You're going at midnight? Oh, no, no. I mean, like, opening That's day. That's it. We're going shit. midnight and then coming home and emergency podcast right after Fuck that. Fuck that noise. We'll take off the next day. Okay, I'm that'll done. Be, because that'll be a Friday, right? We just won't yeah. come in that Friday. Fuck it. Screw them. We'll do right, that. Down. Emergency podcast and go to bed be pretty cool it would be cool yeah we're not gonna do that though no i'll be too tired we're not gonna i'll be rocking my superman hoodie yeah yeah just like every fucking day that uh mansion scumbag what what who said (laughs) i'll be rocking probably shorts and a hat yep maybe a shirt hopefully no undies no undies what do you think about the wonder woman I love that. That hya at the end where she fucking leaps forward. All about it. I thought it was ridiculous. I liked how she leaps, though, because, boy, it it looks, you know, that looks metahuman to me, buddy. Oh, yeah, metahuman? Yeah, that looks metahuman. It actually reminded me a little. I was looking because in uh, American Ninja, when uh, when Michael Dudikoff jumps and does a kick... He's obviously on wires and go bounces. And I actually was looking to see that things are a little better so now. You're if they're pulling a Dudikoff? Yeah, yeah, this is no Dudikoff. She goes, there's no dipping or anything. Uh, there's one in American Ninja 2 where he jumps over a bed. Oh, my God. If he got stuck and they just had him suspended there for like three seconds, it would be, uh, be so good. But, yeah, I, I didn't like the screen. Uh, people seem to like that. I thought it was ridiculous. Sounded stupid. And also, it's drowned out by fucking goddamn Eddie Van Halen solo. <laughs> Threw me off so much. But yeah, I'm pretty pumped. That's, I don't have much to say about the trailer other than that, but it really has me It was excited. a very good final trailer to get everyone excited for. You think that's the final trailer? Seriously. Yes. Do you? Yeah. I think that we'll see two more TV spots. What do you think of that? I think okay. this is the final theatrical trailer. I think we're going to see two more TV spots. And uh, actually, I want to go on one thing. I wanted to see Aquaman. Where the fuck is Aquaman? Even if it's, I'm telling you, even if it was a scene that it went by quick and you saw him there, boy, that would have me so excited. Have your girlfriend wet and me ready to go yeah, to the theater. Yeah, pretty much. But it, did, didn't you think we were going to see at least some of him before the movie? I thought so, at least like a quick shot. Yeah, it, it really makes me wonder that how much he really is in the movie. Or they just everything want to keep it under wraps. It's weird to keep it under wraps because we know what he looks like, and we know he's in it. 
Like I'm telling you, if they had a scene in this where Ezra Miller's running around like a goddamn crazy man, and it looks like like holy shit, he's in the movie more, or all of a sudden this one they show a John Stewart, a Green Lantern, then that would blow your mind. If you saw Aquaman, you just I just want to see him. I want to see him with that goddamn trident, fucking going to town, Eric. You all right, man? Go into town. You gonna be okay? Yes. See, I always find something to get mad at, right? Yeah. yeah, that's we're a negative podcast. It, I thought I it was hear. a cool trailer. I don't know what's your problem. No, I loved it. I'm just saying, I I really wish that we would have seen some Aquaman. They're they're keeping that under their fucking under the covers. Uh, we're gonna move on to the mail section, Eric. And I huh? think that everybody is fatigued from last week's marathon because we only got uh, a couple emails. In fact, we had two up until this afternoon, and it, it threw me off. And I think that people have bailed on us. They're done. <laughs> <laughs> they saw six hours, and now it's become a job to listen to our podcast. Just think of that, though. We do a we did a podcast last week that some people don't even work that many hours in a week or in uh, a week. week. Jesus Christ, where are they working? <laughs> Fucking begging outside the goddamn Seven Eleven. Huh. First mails from Manship. Right. Manship starts. So Tina thinks that the podcast is getting worse. I find that very odd because I have the complete opposite opinion. I thought he was going to say the podcast is just getting longer. He says the podcast is getting better every week. We never think that. Never. We're very negative afterwards. I've already got an opinion on tonight. It's a shit show, Eric. If Tina's using that one podcast where Jim was so pissed at Eric that they barely finished the podcast as the reason for her giving up the podcast and more power to her. Do you remember which one that was? It's like every yeah. one. I do remember the one. There was one. Where I got so angry at you. You kicked the computer and I thought you just hung up on me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't even think that was the most angry. There was the one where I said something and you were basically like, fuck him. <laughs> I got so <laughs> mad at you. Uh, sure, it was an uncomfortable listen, but it was still entertaining. If Tina argues that you guys are sexist, well, I can't disagree with her. You think we're sexist? No. I don't either. Eric. That's right, Lisa. I don't. You, my eyes are up here, buddy. Up here. I would like to know why she thought the podcasts were getting worse. He wants to know. I actually don't know. I just think she probably started out the podcast thinking we sucked, and then it just kind of stayed the same. It didn't improve, and then she was just pissed. It's no secret that at first I was not a fan of the podcast. He wasn't. The guys were way too negative for me, but I had nothing else to compare it to other than the super positive DCR podcast. You want to hear some more positivity? Go to that Raging Bullets. Jesus Christ. They've never met anything they didn't like, Eric. <laughs> They're part of the Comics Podcast Network. <laughs> I'm not a lot. I'm not bad-mouthing them. I just, they, they really, they go be above and beyond. Like, they'll have the biggest, what's the worst book this week? Red Hood? I would say so. Uh, you like the art in that book? No. A little preview. That art's terrible. Somehow they'll say that the cover was great. Uh, they'll find something. <sighs> but I you didn't guys... even like the cover. Yeah, I didn't either. That book sucked. But you guys <laughs> have grown on me like a wart. Probably a genital wart, the way freaking manship gets around. And now I am a weekly participant in whatever it is that Tina does not like. I now consider the Weird Science Podcast the best damn goddamn podcast out there. You say that too, right? Goddamn. Goddamn. Keep doing what you're doing. That's what my grandfather said. Uh, God damn it, you man. On his deathbed. Yeah. No, they, he recorded shit. Here, here comes a story. Everybody sit back. 
Oh Here my comes God. The story. story time. Uh, I'll make it quick. When my grandfather was going to die, did I ever talk about this on the podcast? I have no idea. I know oh, you well. told me. Eh, I told you a lot of times. I get so mad. When my grandfather was going to die, he knew he was going to die. He's he was in the hospital for a while, but the time was coming up. And they, he recorded a tape recording of messages to everyone that he wanted to play after the funeral. Worst, worst fucking idea ever. <laughs> it's so stupid. You, you, people are already upset. Then you hear that guy's voice. <laughs> oh, my God. So they go through this whole thing, and every, everybody got their message, and it's going down. It's like, oh, and my cousin who's a, you know, was the worst person. Ronnie? Even, yeah, Ronnie. And even my goddamn fucking goddamn retarded uncle. He's like fucking, hey Jeffrey, you're fucking, I, yeah, you know, keep going to that bark, and uh, you're right, the Fonz is great, and I you love make those, a fine love the monkeys. Yeah, you know, keep going with that mo haircut, buddy. And then it gets to me, and I'm telling you, everybody had all these things in the site, and I, again, I am the third. I have his name, my grandfather, my dad, and me. And he's like, oh, and Jimmy. All a bunch of assholes. And, and, and he's like, uh, are you Jimmy? And he paused, and I'm telling you, somebody was whispering in his ear, that's your grandson. Yeah, keep doing what you're doing. No, uh, no, I honestly think that pause is he thought about you and realized that he didn't know anything. Do anything. Yeah, he didn't know anything. And I was so angry. And everybody's crying. <gasps> I'm telling you, I was going to punch the fucking wall. I was so mad. Like, you son of a bitch. Keep doing what you're doing, Jimmy. Yeah, Keep doing what I you're did. doing. At, at that point, masturbation. That's what he was telling me. In fact, <laughs> I went home. Oh, this one's for you, Papa. This one's for you, Peep-Pop. All right. So the <laughs> manship continues. And you oh. know what? It's weird because uh, I'll, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing probably later tonight after this podcast. Uh, or Turing. Uh, Turing, maybe. I might be doing it now. Uh, he says, keep doing what you're doing regardless what the haters have to say. To the haters, I say this. No one is making you listen or write in. Manship, you're telling them to not listen anymore. <laughs> That's not the business plan. I went in on the would you rather talk from last week. The would you rather. Would you rather eat a shit sandwich, okay, shit sandwich, yep, yep. or pull your own tooth? The sandwich is a tooth. quarter pound patty with any toppings that you like. The tooth is any tooth of your choice. I am picking tooth. Yes, First well. off, f- fucking cereal. I ate three bowls of cereal. This is not a... a, a out of place thing. I don't got a great set of teeth here, manship. These things are coming out freaking a, a stiff breeze is knocking out three teeth. <laughs> they blow in the wind. Yeah, really. The fucking like wind chimes. I'm walking down the street. Ding, ding, ding. Ay, ay, ay. There's another there you ay, go. Ay, ay. <laughs> But uh, I'm telling you, I'm not eating a shit sandwich. First off, Ever. just before you get to it it, it, it smells like shit, doesn't it? Doesn't a shit sandwich smell like shit? I would and think. And he says, uh, he doesn't say, does he say condiments? Yeah, does, well, okay. he says anything okay. you want on any toppings. Yeah, I, what would you put on a shit sandwich? I, I think know I'd what do it up like a Whopper, put. honestly. What's that? I think I'd do it up like a Whopper. Really? Well, I probably would. A lot of times where I don't like to put lettuce and tomato on a hamburger because I think it's nonsense. Yeah. Uh, it might be on there. At least get something healthy. You're eating a shit sandwich. You need something. Now, of course, I would probably before this, and also I want to know, uh, is it my own shit? Uh, no. That's going to matter. If no, absolutely else, not. Okay, it's somebody else's. So I couldn't beforehand eat a lot of peas uh, or corn and, and peanuts to kind of, you know, I want a firm I'm, sandwich. I'm starting, to, I'm starting to feel sick right here. I don't want the sandwich to be loose. Um, oh, but I would oh, God, probably, I so. I'd probably have lettuce, tomato, bacon, 
uh, mushrooms, can we, can we just say fried to move on? grilled mushrooms, uh, onions, maybe raw onions, because that's also I'm really trying to combat the the shit oh, I got in the you. sandwich. I'd probably want it on a nice brioche roll that's uh, kind of uh, buttered and grilled a little, slightly grilled, Eric. And maybe one of those toothpicks through the top with a goddamn fucking uh, olive there. What do you think of that? I don't want to talk about this anymore. I feel ill. And still I would pick a tooth, Eric. (laughs) Still I'd go tooth. I just wanted to tell you what I would have on my shit sandwich. And probably that would probably taste better than anything my mother cooked as uh, when I was a kid. Boom. That is from Thin Manship. See, Manship, when you you write something like this, you really have to spell out all the details. You send it before, and I'll tell you what details I want to know. Because I'm telling you, whoever shit it is really does matter. If it's the one guy at work, I'm picking eight teeth. Because I'm telling you, <laughs> all week this guy walks by and he smells like he shit his pants. So I, he's I'm probably gonna making stab him to birds. death. Yeah, it's going to happen. Eric almost killed this guy this week because there was two or three times. And in fact, at one point, you pretty much um, put a protest up and stopped doing any work for a half yeah. hour while the air cleared. That's the worst. The next uh, mail is from Maddie D. And it's funny. Maddie D., I, I think he got drunk this week. <laughs> he sent a couple crazy emails and he was going on about uh, some beer and then he had a, a pretty funny uh, a sound clip that he was doing some impersonations for me. But I, I'm not going to put it on here. Oh, I may. When we edit, I might throw it in. But Maddie D says, well, I finished listening to your podcast and really don't have anything witty to say. I'm more sober after listening to it than I was expecting. Sigh. I like ay ay ay. We've already had two tonight. I'm not going to edit them out. I'm, I'm, and I'm not even going to edit myself. I didn't mean to have it get you down. It did a little. I'll tell you. I'll, I'll admit. There you go. There it is. See, now I'm, I'm depressed again. It's Aww. more refreshing to hear than ums and likes that other podcasts do. Yes, I admit I was listening to another podcast by a couple of people in their teens. It made me feel old. I had one that I told you that I was listening to that had some teenagers, and it was funny because the stuff that they thought was important, they were, like, talking about girls and stuff, made me laugh. And also they would, like, say, and you know what? The hell with that. And then they'd giggle. <laughs> it was so funny. But, yeah, then uh, I listened to it up until the point they had one on Star Wars. Oh, yeah. And it drove me nuts. I yelled and screamed. Almost broke my phone. I was so angry because they like almost all you the, the ledge. Yeah, they almost like all the prequels more than uh, New Hope. And like that New is Hope was the last ridiculous. on their list. Of- yeah, I think it was actually no, because nobody will put Phantom Menace uh, other than last. So it was like New Hope then Phantom Menace, and I, I was going to kill them if I knew where they lived. I'd fucking kill them. All right. Well, here's to another great podcast from you guys. Cheers, Matt D, the fan of ayayays and other Yiddish expressions. Though I'm not a Jewish princess, I think he is. Ay, 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 Eric. It's funny. She doesn't look Jewish. Yeah, yeah. Chisanga says, hey, Jim and Eric, with Scott Snyder leaving Batman in April, do you think Duke and Harper's importance to the Batman mythos will become less, which will lead to them becoming irrelevant since their favorite writer isn't steering the main Bat book anymore? What do you think of either? Oh, I think they'll they'll maintain no matter yeah, what. I think because Scott in. Snyder's a superstar and you want to keep him happy. Yeah, I, I actually think that's part of his rider. Oh, yeah. As long as he's there, uh, they have to do stuff with it. But I hope that Harper is in a Birds of Prey, or as some asshole calls it, the Birds. The Birds book. I hope she's in that Birds book. Hey, when that Birds book. Oh! And Duke, <laughs> I wouldn't mind him just being Robin. 
I would like that, though there might be issues because now it's really showing that Harper's supposed to be. So I don't know. Honestly, Boy, both of them in birds for me. You want both in birds. You want to, Why do I always – why is it – I guess it's because of the lineup, but uh, birds seems like it should just be all female to me all the time. Oh. And every time you say a dude in there, it, it throws me off. What about Condor? Yeah, what about him? <laughs> you know what, which way he swings, buddy. I'm saying if he calls himself Condor, Robin, though, he he pretended that he liked freaking Black uh, Canary. He was that was Black Canary was Condor's beard. Sure Condor was. was going actually. Condor probably would have been more of a Kurt Lance fan if you, if you know what I'm saying. There, hey, you're saying uh, he likes dudes. That's what I'm saying. Brandon is the next email. He says Jim and Eric. Now this is going to be part of uh, some serial talk from oh. our serial podcast. So anybody who hasn't listened to the serial podcast, go and listen. God damn it. Put a lot of effort in that one, Eric. Well, I'm about halfway through the serial podcast, but I'm out of time and need to get this email in. For the record, I need to state I'm a huge fan of the topic. This topic brings a lot of emotion to the surface for me. I'm overwhelmed with excitement, so bear with me that it's going to be pretty random. Oh, so bear with me because it's going to be pretty random. Much like yourselves, I was a serial aficionado from about age 6 to 17. See, I was probably about 4 to 23. I, I took, was probably about 4 till 14. And this is funny. He said, I took a break in college. I just maintain, though I have to admit that in college, I only had – my freshman year, I had a, a meal plan. Yeah. And uh, I, they had – it was heaven. I, yeah. I should have mentioned this on the podcast. Oh, yeah. But we would, I went there the first day, and I went in, and they had um, like these big – clear containers oh we all know what they look like yeah you know you know what i'm talking about yeah uh, just imagine those but these things were probably seven feet high like the actual cylinder filled and uh, these were not it was not bullshit eric these were the best (laughs) cereals i you know they had some bullshit they had cheerios and fucking nonsense but no they had like fruit loops and and oh my god every morning i'd run down there and eat my standard cereal and then when i'd come back from class right to there i'd eat i ate so much that was it was like an ongoing everyday buffet so it was the freshman 50 is what you got (sighs) freshman fitting yeah actually i probably i put on about three pounds Oh, yeah? I used to work out. Oh. Working out. Yeah, he, he used to work he, out, everybody. Yeah, work out. Actually, it's because you have to walk around West Virginia, fucking hilliest fucking town ever in Morgantown, that you couldn't help but lose weight. That's the whole state. Yeah. But it's a, he took a break in college from cereal and comics to eat whatever I could get my poor hands on. Then once I had money in my pocket again, got back on the bandwagons. My mother was and still is an amazing cook, but I would regularly forego her cooking to bask in the greatness of cereal for any meal. I have to agree with most opinions halfway through the podcast so far, but I need to take issue with Eric. Uh-oh. Corn pops are what God created on his day of rest for us all to enjoy one box at a time. How dare you hate on such a heavenly creation, Eric? Yeah, you said they didn't have any taste. They were terrible, and I bet he was just one of the cool kids. That's why I had him. Okay. Yeah, really. The monster uh, I remember it. Do you remember the slogan from Pops? No. It's like, gotta have my Pops. Oh, yeah. So much. Fuck you. Gotta have them. Gotta have them. The monster cereals are a disaster of epic proportions to my childhood. Were they a localized thing? He never saw Booberry in New York or have even tried it to this day. I've only known of it. At times, usually around Halloween, I see Count Chocula or Frankenberry, but Booberry is the white whale that still forever eludes me, <laughs> which is funny because I would have thought when they did those variants with DC, that yeah. seemed to push it. They even had an Aldi. I saw them everywhere when yeah, they, they did were that freaking variant. 
Uh, it's on the bucket list he has. I, I'm telling you, I might get his, his address. We'll send him one. Well, I'm we telling you, when I was growing up, they never sold blueberry in, uh, blue, booberry in my town when I had to get it every time I went to my aunt yep. in western Pennsylvania. And you never had Frankenberry. Nope, still to this day. I'm a huge chocolate fan. You could tell from when we were talking, but Frankenberry is my favorite of those cereals. I really like it. I don't like strawberry milk. Uh, something about it, though, I really liked it. But I'm telling the the shit that that they call the monster cereals now, it's bullshit. It, it's not as good. I had some more of that Batman cereal today for Batman v and Superman. And you're starting to like it more, aren't you? No, I'm not. But no. the thing is, this cereal is the bastard child of Count Chocula and Frankenberry. And Frankenberry. That is what it tastes like. No. That's when they had the Monster Mash cereal, Eric, that we wanted Ooh. to discuss, but we're not going to discuss that now. I also need to state in front of us all here at Cereal Eaters Anonymous that I like Fruity Pebbles and you Wheaties. Fucking monster. With sugar, he says. Now, I'm not proud of this by any means, but my taste buds are what they are, and in my world, both are magically delicious. <laughs> yes, I know that's a Lucky Charms thing, but fuck Lucky Charms. The marshmallow to cereal ratio is way off, unless you were like me and ate a whole bowl of marshmallows. With all that being said, my top five is uh, constantly changing, so it's difficult for me to give you what my absolute favorite could be. And he's going to say the current one, but this is actually an issue with me, and I was going to bring it up, and I forgot this, that it's my favorites are almost like a list out of time because I don't really eat a lot of cereal anymore. So it actually was around what I could think of my last favorites because growing up, obviously, they didn't have – uh, Rice Krispies uh, treat cereal. Oh, like Co- Cocoa Puffs was on mine. I haven't yeah, had a bowl of Cocoa Puffs and, in years. Yeah, Cocoa Puffs would have been one of my favorites, but I loved uh, Cocoa Pebbles was always in my list. I know you don't like them too much, but that's always been. And Oops and Berries, that came out later. You yeah. know what I mean? So earlier 97. On, yeah, would have been something different, but that uh, when that came out, it blew my mind. My current rotation does involve Corn Pops, Captain Crunch of any kind, Golden Grams, which at one point Golden Grams was one of my favorites, Hershey S'mores, which I've never had. I want to, though. Uh, I had, like, the knockoff of that. It was okay. And a random movie tie-in. I know I'm forgetting a few that deserve justice, too. As far as movie theme boxes go lately, I've had Star Wars. It was okay. Uh, Sweeter Lucky Charms with more more marshmallows. Batman v Superman. Superman wins that battle. I agree. And currently have a box of Marvel Civil War in the cabinet for later. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. Well, I could honestly write a thesis about this, so I'll stop here and let you know. I look forward to the next random podcast. And then he goes on for actual uh, weird science podcast talk, as Tina and Gone Guy were entertaining last week in the mail. I bet they're a blast to hang out with at parties. For whatever reason, I imagine <laughs> Tina sitting down with a cup of tea and turning your podcast on, then calling her other million mothers' friends to bitch about you and how you're polluting America's ears. These other million mothers then compelled her to write you an email. So if you guys suddenly stop doing this podcast, they have something else to put up on their website. This is what goes on in my head. Does Adderall help at all, Jim? No, it doesn't. No, it it does really not. doesn't. I, I think uh, Reggie is convinced that I definitely do need it, only because when I tell him that I take it, it does nothing. That uh, they just have to get the dosage right. I don't know that they can go that high. Freaking. It gets dangerous at those doses. Yes, yeah. yeah. It doesn't really do anything. I still lose shit. Freaking lose track of what I'm talking about. I can't remember crap like take my markers my, at work and walk off with them or lose them somewhere. Fucking your markers. What markers? Marvel related news. Deadpool was awesome. Boobs, swearing, blood, guns, adult humor, and lots of fourth wall breaking. That's an all. That's all spoil. But go see it and leave the young kids at home. It was awesome. You're going I'm tomorrow. S- I'm seeing it tomorrow for Valentine's Day. I probably won't see it in the theater. 
I want to, but I, I don't have anybody to go with. Nobody wants to go to the movie. You could go with me. This is just like freaking high school. Comic related. <laughs> I really enjoyed what I read this week. Batman 49, Eternal, Batman Superman, and Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were all worth their money this week. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Batman come out? Oh, yeah. Oh, did it. However, I think Batman Superman was my favorite of the bunch. Smart man. This three-parter is turning out to be a pretty epic and best writing of Batman Superman together uh, in forever. Gosh, I agree. I agree. I agree. I told you how great it was, and I was really worried that you wouldn't like it, but you sent me a little code today. You sent me code. Yes, I did. Banana yeah. muffin. You sold me the banana muffin. Batman 49 wasn't bad. That's all you bad. needed to know. Yep. Batman 49 wasn't bad, but I feel like Snyder went a little Grant Morrison on us this week. Seriously, right? Yep. You think so, too? I think he just didn't have much to say. We'll get to that. But, yeah, I thought that was a lot of smoke and mirrors this week. And let me tell you, I don't like Grant Morrison at all. Me either. We were talking uh, the other day because we're talking about when Rebirth happens. I There was a rumor that Grant Morrison has been getting cute and talking about maybe doing Flash. Right. And I said to you, you can do Flash then. And you actually called me out because I've never reviewed a Grant Morrison book. Yeah. Now, I've read them for the podcast. I've never had to review them. I don't think I want to. I don't think I want to either. It's a fucking pain in the ass. Yeah, I I don't think Multiversity was probably the worst experience I had reviewing books on the site. You like that one with Hitler. No, I'm sorry. I like the books, but reviewing them, it's a nightmare. I know. Well, we said there's certain things we're viewing, and we talked about this, too. Do people like to hear us talk about what it is to review things? But uh, Grant Morrison books, when you review it, if you love it, then people are going to call you out. But the worst is if you don't like it, and legitimately you get everything in that book. You know what he's saying, yeah. uh, which is, is tough. I don't which know what I, you're I, on I don't on think I'll ever say I know exactly no, what he's but saying. But you, you know enough of what you've read, and basically a review is to come and see what Eric Shea thinks of it. But if you say, like, I didn't like it, you're immediately you're a, a dumbass. Fucking dummy. Who doesn't get shit. And you should just kill yourself. And they, they are actually, they're worse than Scott Snyder fans. Scott Agreed. Snyder fans are getting there. Scott Snyder fans are a cult. Uh, Grant Morrison fans are like guys, again, that sit around in their fucking tea room and fucking impress each other with their thoughts of uh, the fucking world. And actually also what? might be pot smokers. I don't What's know. What's a tea room? The tea room. That's where you drink tea. Oh, yeah? Rockefeller? Yeah. Rockefeller. That's what I'm saying. These are high-fluent guys. Pinkies up with these guys. Talking their fucking Grant Morrison. All right. He also says, my only other issue uh, is minor, and it's with Flash 48. The new panel layouts are not what I want while reading this book. I miss Brett Booth already. It's uh, very plain Jane. It is. I, I have that in my notes later as well, that it's going to take me a little bit of time to even say if I really like it or not, uh, mainly because I, I, it's just very plain. It, it's not in your face. It's There's no extreme. motion. No, there isn't motion. And that's the one thing. People can yell and scream about Brett Booth, which they do on Reddit every day. Constantly. And I love Brett Booth. And I like the fact that that, that book had the feeling of motion. And Damn just, right. It just felt quick. Uh, I like that reading Flash is almost like a different comic experience because of all the color and movement and different things done on the page. That's, uh, that's exactly what I just said. Yeah. Now it just... Feels like I'm reading a normal superhero comic and isn't pleasing me very much. I'll give it to 50 to see if this improves, but this book took a step back for me this week from what it has been. Now, I'll tell Brandon, just hold tight. See who's going to be on it later. It's a flash. It's, it's, it's going to be a, a fun book. And again, it was fun. Uh, the art, though, it was. It did not help the story at all. 
Well, yeah, he says, I would compare it to pouring out a bowl of Lucky Charms towards the end of the bag, <laughs> but all you get is alphabets and cereal dust. You get a lot of cereal dust at the bottom of that bag. We never talk about cereal dust like by ourselves. I'm glad we brought it up for the podcast. Yeah, well, yeah, we never really do, but yeah, we were talking about stuff and that dust. I'll eat that dust. Captain Everything Crunch in is there, the I'm worst. eating. Oh, you know what else I was mad about? The box of the Rice Krispies treats. Right. You, you ruined it for me. It's that same fucking box you were talking about with the fucking Mickey Mouse riddle. Oh, really? To the T. <laughs> and I ruined it. Oh, it's like, God damn it. He already ruined it. And then I, also, I'm looking for these goddamn stickers or whatever. You say, win a trip to Walt Disney, Disney World. World. Yeah. And they did not, they should have a stamp. Sorry, Sorry you're not a winner. Again. That's all yeah. you have to have. I keep thinking that I won, but somehow that sticker got stolen. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. And he says that there's no marshmallows left because Jim ate them all. Reggie doesn't like marshmallows. Ooh, wait. Speaking of pinkies Fucking up. Fucking Reggie. Reggie. Final thoughts with Rebirth coming along. I hope DC shakes things up on more than just the book front. I would like to see DC copy some Marvel strategies going into Rebirth to make this company more accessible in general. Obviously, market things uh, better, even cancellation, so I'm not sitting here getting pissed. Things aren't coming out on time and when they say they will. Include digital codes with books 399 and up, and it's something they need to get along with. I'm not buying a digital copy of a book I already have, and I'm certainly not paying the same price for it. Set up an all-access app like Marvel Unlimited where you can read any book from the company for a monthly fee. Simple yet effective changes that almost cost them nothing but have the potential to make them so much more cash. I'm not sure that DC really understands, like, the Internet. I'm telling you, even to the point where they should set, they should get a, I don't even care, boy, girl, uh, Anything. All right. No, I'm saying. What are you trying to tell us here? No, I'm saying get them in charge that they sit at their goddamn computer and answer fucking things on Twitter. You know, don't just fucking tweet out your shit that you like. Don't act like weird science. Just tweeting out their reviews there. You got to get involved. People, you know, tweet them, hey, this is great or whatever, and get like a dialogue going on. Do stuff like that. And also, I'm telling you, it gets me so mad if I ran DC in this day and age. And I hired any artist or writer or colorist or fucking inker. I don't all care. Right, all the way down anybody to you want here. anybody. They should all have a, a Twitter account. I would make them set one up if they don't because people like to talk to these people. And this is finally a day and age where you can actually talk to people that you think are your rock stars, like you said. You yeah. even told a guy at work. Guy came by. He's not on Twitter. And you said, hey, just name somebody that you like. And I think he named Dane Cook. Uh, and then we threw up. No, yeah. but you know what I'm saying? That, And then you said you could get on. You could send them a note, and they might send back. And the people who do send back, it's awesome. I was talking to Terry Serpico. It was just some guy I happened to see on Person of Interest that looked like Anthony Michael Hall. And I said to him, hey, dude, you look like Anthony Michael Hall. And he wrote back to me all goddamn night. Yep. Yeah. And, and now you're a big fan of his, and you're going to go see The Purge 6. I'm the one who told him that The Purge 3 trailer dropped. The thr- Purge 3. Uh, even so... I'm, I read Deathstroke. I, I'm a dummy. I don't understand some. I fucking send a message to James Bonney. Guy gets back to me and tells me, fucking puts me in my place, Eric. It's a great world we live in. It is. Why can't they get on the fucking boat? And this whole thing of, like, Charlie? even this rebirth, by now we should know what it's about. At least something. Don't leave it up to people. They are so over the top thinking that everybody's like going to give them money. <laughs> Yeah. They, but they just think that everybody's, you know, hey, screw them. Uh, they'll pay for it. They'll I'm going to sit this. there and look at that blue curtain some more. Yeah. Yeah. 
You just sit there. I'm telling you, I'm freaking looking at that curtain trying to analyze shit. It's a curtain. Uh, I, got also, my, I got my computer up to an X-ray machine to see if I can see through it. I'm not the smartest guy in the world. No. You're always the guy who, you know, you're turning those pages and on that right page, you see something, and you're like, oh, you look for 20 minutes, then you turn, and then uh, there it is. It was revealed the next page. Fucking, what's his name? Fucking Telos' real name. <laughs> the 20, of 20 minutes trying to fucking find out what it is. And then I think it keeps getting longer every time you tell this the story. Next 40 minutes you were looking at that thing. Oh, my goodness, 60 minutes wasted. I'm going to find out something important. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, I'll tell you, this is my theory. This is something I came up with that I wish they would do. Now, it kind of gets, uh, the rebirth throws a wrench into this because of things, uh, changing and being canceled. But, uh, like right now, say rebirth wasn't coming out or say we're a year into rebirth and we have all, all right. these books. What would hurt them now if you get your bigger books? And I'm talking sales. You, you talk Batman, uh, Justice League or whatever. And you each, you, you, do a rotation of this each month. But this month, or this week, Batman comes out and it has a digital code for the first issue, number one issue of Martian Manhunter that came out in June. Yeah. It's a June book. You are not going to li- No, not many people are going out to buy it. But if you throw that into a Batman book that sells 120,000 copies, you might get 20,000 people who go, you know what? Fuck it. It's free. I'll try out this Martian Manhunter. Checks it out. And in the meantime, you fucking be smart and have that trade of that first run available, like coming out that week as well. So they have an option. Oh, I can buy all the issues. Oh, I'll buy the trade. It can only help. You're not going to hurt yourself. Why don't they do that? And do it with all, like, number one. We slack our own work to talk about what DC should be doing. Damn. God damn it. it! It gets me so <laughs> mad. That's so easy. And I know Brandon really has been pushing. He's been talking to me about it, where he wants something like that Marvel now, where Marvel has like every comic from I think it's like a six month period and back available online. I, I don't know about you. DC's not doing that. They they don't like to throw shit out there for free, even if it no. is a subscription. I have a feeling that if they ever do, I do think they're going to have something like this. It's going to piss people off. Because it's not going to be that. It's going to be shit from like 92 and, and before. Still neat, but it, it's not going to be what people want that way. But again, you have Rebirth, Reboot, all these things, then start doing it and have all the new 52 stuff available. Oh, yeah. It, it only helps people get involved. They might find something. that Yes, the Suicide Squad might be different now, but maybe they start reading that Suicide Squad and like it and then want to check out the new Suicide Squad. Or they read uh, Batman and Robin and fall in love with Damien and want to follow him then in Robin, Son of Batman or whatever fucking book they're going to throw out when this comes back. Uh, it, it can't hurt, right? No, man. It can't, Eric. I'm tired. I'm tired of this. To me, it looks like a leprechaun to me. All I got to do is look up in the tree. Who else in the leprechaun say yeah? Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, and he ends it with, that's it for this week. I'm signing out. Jim and Eric. No, I mean Brandon. This was Brandon. Tim, I swear it's Brandon. Okay. <laughs> he, uh, and that's at Beam Your 3660. And as you know, I do Brandon. That's my uh, oh, okay. My guy that I do, Brandon. I'm Chisanga. Yeah, you're Chisanga. All right, but we're going to go off to Reggie's Recklessness, and I'm, I'm going to cue into this this week, Eric. We did not segue into a segment last week, and I had to add it in later. <laughs> and it was so odd the way so I added weird. it in. It sounded so loud. But, yeah, I don't know what was going on. We were already off the rails. We had just started, and, boy, that it just kept going. But, yeah, we're going to be back after Reggie's Recklessness with the books.
fellow comics enthusiasts, and welcome to Reggie's Recklessness. I am your host, Reggie Gordon Bennett. A third trailer for the upcoming Warner Brothers film, Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice, debuted on the internet last week, and public reception to it has been a lot more universally positive than before. This trailer differs from the prior two in that it features a lot more of Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne and Batman, and seems to have been devised in order to quell a ubiquitous, but not seemingly large contingent of people who believe or believe that Ben Affleck is not suited to portray the character Batman. I, for one, did not watch the trailer. I'm pretty sick of this culture of saturation that insists someone must give away some of their work in order to entice consumers at the purchase price. I didn't hide my eyes when the Batman vs. Superman trailer played before Star Wars The Force Awakens, but I'm not going to seek out material that could potentially spoil something that I intended to see already. But I've never thought Ben Affleck was a poor choice to portray Batman. Indeed, I think he will do quite well because he possesses the number one quality any actor must have in order to be considered for the role. He has a chin. I'm not sure when it was decided that Batman is a very complex character. Perhaps it's because he's been portrayed in so many ways over more than seven decades that his personality is seen as a fractured collage of various incarnations, simultaneously the deputy police detective of one era and the rib-snapping agent of steely vengeance of another. In truth, there is nothing deep or difficult to grasp or convey about Batman. He is a hurt little boy who soothes his personal pain by thwarting criminals. Sometimes he uses his brain, sometimes he uses his brawn. Usually he employs a satisfying combination of his expertise. And while in costume, the only visible part of him, the piece that proves he is a flesh and blood human being, is his mouth and chin. As long as the chin is reasonably prominent and the face is shaved, any actor stands to be a good candidate for Batman. Everyone's got their specific version of film or television Batman that they think is best, but the truth is, they all pulled it off pretty well. Perhaps not as perfect as the Batman that resides in our heads, but then nothing but the version from Batman the Animated Series ever could be. As for whether or not Ben Affleck will be a good Bruce Wayne, pretty much every presentation of Batman has eventually come to the fact that the face presented during the day, Bruce Wayne, playboy billionaire and compulsive fundraiser attendee, is the mask, while Batman is something closer to his actual person. The man known as Bruce Wayne, the cavalier ineffectual tragic heir to a massive fortune, is therefore an act, and the man portraying him, whether you call him Bruce or Batman, is an actor. Ben Affleck is also an actor, and I dare say one good enough to be a one-dimensional rich, rich douchebag, which would essentially be reprising some roles he's held in the past. As for the real man, the real Bruce Wayne one might see with Alfred or other confidants, for what little time he will probably be, what about that aspect of its role makes one think he can't do it? Alfred, bring me a cheese sandwich. Computer, show me all of Joker's hideouts. It's simple stuff. Maybe if you have a speech impediment, you might have trouble doing a Batman voice. But then you would have already hindered your acting career sufficiently so that you'd not be considered for the role in a major studio blockbuster movie. It just seems awfully nitpicky to me. Someone who has spoken before Congress in an attempt to get Superman's Mandarin collar repealed. 
to denounce Ben Affleck as a potential Batman when the character has a legacy of unlikely characters portraying him. Michael Keaton, Adam West, even Christian Bale wasn't an obvious choice as some people have made him out to be after the fact. They all did a good job, and the reason for that is, at his core, Bruce Wayne and Batman are just fucking superheroes, and their motivations and perceptions are things that were constructed to appeal to children. For Weird Science DC Comics blog.blogspot.com podcast, I'm Reggie Gordon Bennett, and this is Reggie's Recklessness. You can reach me on Twitter at Reggie Reggie or in care of this podcast. Good night and have a pleasant tomorrow. A likable guy, bicycle by on my 10 speed, going to the library to find some help. And we're back here. All right. We are back. We went down the rabbit hole of uh, looking at cosplay pictures there. Oh, my break, God. And boy, it's now late. Uh, what, what are we thinking? Like this podcast for us is going to be a six-hour podcast, though. It will not come out, that, out at the uh, the end of what's recorded. Just sitting here talking to each other about cosplay. I had my dick out. So did I. But, right. yeah, this is the books part, the meat and cheese. Meat and, and cheese. And I'm going to give you and everybody listening a spoiler alert because we are spoilerific. Spoilerific. I like, have been you, since day one. You always say we like to spoil the shit out of everything, right? I do. You do. You do spoil the shit out of everything, but yet you don't want any spoilers said to you. Nope. You are a hypocrite. No, but I'm just a complex these, fella. Yes. If people want to come and read all of the reviews of these books, they can at our site at weirdsciencedccomicsblog.blogspot.com. <laughs> I'm like where, a bully. Yes. Where we have, uh, what do we have there? Flowery talk and lots of pictures. Yeah. Lots of pictures. Instead of hearing us nitpick. Uh, but the first book is going to be... The book it's always been for the past goddamn 19 weeks, Eric. Batman and Robin Eternal, number 19. I'm actually will be so glad when this is over, not just because I've not enjoyed it that much, but because I'd like to mix it up a little at the beginning. <laughs> but yes, Batman and Robin Eternal, number 19, written by your man, Tim Seeley, art by Paul Pelletier, Tony Cordos, Rain Barredo, Carlos M. Manguel, Eric. Manguel. Manguel. I was a little more positive this in this week's Eternal, but that doesn't mean it's without its flaws. Tim Seeley puts the flashbacks on hold, and we get one of the most straightforward issues of the series, and even learn a couple of things that I've been wanting to know. How Team Robin can counteract Ixthys? I'm waiting for your reaction. I, I got nothing. You're just going to go, uh-huh. Uh-huh. And how old Harper is. Uh-huh. Kind of. All this goes on as St. Hadrian's is under attack by school girls and boys in an action-packed slugfest that for some reason didn't bother me as much as last week's issue. You had a lot of issues. I did, too. Why are there boys? I know. Well, it's because that, that bus. And it starts off. You see the ichthys. I didn't even think about it, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, there are. I actually went back to look because uh, I was writing this. And I thought, you know, oh, boys and girls. And I'm like, wait, there, there's no boys. But yeah, St. Hadrian's School is. for Girls. Yeah, but it's this bus. And the bus threw us off anyway at the beginning. Immediately. Yes, because it, it starts off, and the ichthys is affecting the kids in town, it seems. Somehow. Somehow. I don't know if these loud there's loudspeakers that's getting to everyone, but these kids in this bus have obviously been affected. They have killed the bus driver. and It's, it's all smashed. children of the corn. Yes, it is. It's crazy. And basically, you get this set up at the beginning of this issue where you see the effects of Ictus. You, you get this bus, and then you go into St. Hadrian's where the girls are attacking their teacher. 
Miss Gold. Miss Gold's getting attacked. And this is the beginning. There's one thing I really liked about this issue is that there are a lot of in-jokes and Easter eggs for Grayson fans. Yeah. yeah, if you've been reading Grayson, there's a lot, uh, especially the issue when Dick... Uh, they kind of found him out by checking him out, the, the girls, and he became their gay gym instructor. That, that's because he was doing all that gymnastics the whole goddamn time. Yes, yes. And, uh, but that, that's later on as well. But you get uh, the first bit of that is uh, Paris Pantoja, where she is affected by ichthys. She saves her teacher, Miss Gold. And I don't no, understand. Now. I don't understand. Now, no. I really do like the concept of how they've made this come out where ichthys is affecting everyone. Though I think it's bullshit. But the way it's affecting them and you're in a school that you've been trained. They're trained assassins. Yeah, I so like I, that. I really like that. that but it doesn't make cool. any goddamn sense no, because, for this girl. Oh, no. I'm fighting it. Oh, are you now? Yes, how Paris is fighting, fighting it. And you have you ever seen this? Have Never. you ever seen anybody fight it? Have you ever heard them say like, Oh, you know, something's wrong. Because I'm telling you, in a school of this many girls or whatever, we're going to get two examples at least of people fighting this. And I don't know. I think they would have went back to the drawing board. I don't know that Mother would take that. It, I'm telling you, that's not good. It makes no sense. I don't understand it. And it doesn't, um, it doesn't make sense in this book, mainly because they haven't set this up before. But what this is with Paris is a setup for later when Tim fights it. That's all it has to be. Correct? That they're just like, look, this can happen, but we don't want to happen yet because, you know, shit's going to happen. But even before. Tim can't fight it completely. No, I know. And even I think even Paris is like, oh, I'm trying hard. It's just nonsense. It saves her. This whole scene is not unnecessary, really. Just It's just to show you that some people can fight it. It doesn't look like Harper can, though. Absolutely because then you not. go down below in the basement prison and... Um, there is, and you know what else? I, I guess though it does say basement level punitive measures wing. Oh, yeah, Every time measures. we get something called out different, but yeah, go down. Harper's starting to get affected, and I, I don't know what the hell. Orphan is so happy. He is there. He is so happy, and this is the next phase of let's force in some rules. Because then Poppy's like, tell her to get us out. It doesn't work like that. And it's not forced, but it's like basically they're telling you, hey, it doesn't work like that, Poppy. So keep that in mind. You can't I'm just, just saying, Orphan's happy as hell, but this is going against his old ways that he wanted so goddamn much. I, it's weird, too. I guess he's happy. Because, I don't For know. his mommy? I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. Because hey, mother did her say, thing. It does eventually lead to him getting out. Yeah. But he is happy. In, in fact, and what happens? Harper... Then just like, oh. Oh, even the way he gets out is fucking well, bullshit, Well, I'll, I'll get into that because it makes no sense to me. But Harper is now affected, and basically what the ichthys is telling them is to attack every adult. Any adult, any old person you attack. So Harper basically in this state, Anybody over that predetermined age yes, that we don't that, know. that weird line. Uh, but Harper in this state figures, okay, I, that means I just shoot this glass case. Yeah. Kind of. I don't know really what happens. It actually, the art itself looks like the gun kind of explodes in on itself. It doesn't make much sense. But well, then, I think the gun always looks charged like that. Yeah, but it, uh, you don't get the fact that you think that Jason shows up and interrupts her because I don't see a shot to that to that tube. There's no shot to anything. Yeah. Somehow well, Jason I, it, and her are fighting because it's, it's all off freaking panel yeah. where they fight and somehow it disables the locks yeah. and lets Poppy and fucking yeah, Orphan I, out. I, doesn't under, I don't understand. Because and both nowhere, Jason and Harper are knocked out. 
Yeah, and a weird thing in the art, too, it's like a weird panel where it even looks like Orphan's hands coming out, but it's just kind of the way the perspective is. But yeah, uh, Harper attacks Jason. Jason had gone down to find her. Uh, friggin' Ninja Blades engaged. And I like they, that. Yeah, they get knocked out. I don't think they're very like useful. I think it's all <laughs> show. It's very weird. Uh, I will point out one thing. Where, where's Dick? No idea. Uh, he, well, he's back in that room. The last issue ended with them saying together... Hey, Jason. Uh, actually, I think Dick tells everyone, hey, me and Jason are going to go calm things down out there and find Harper. And uh, or I don't even know if they spell out Harper Helen was going to go with them, too. I just but, know that they closed the door with Nets and Tim. Yeah. And I don't even know if Cassandra was supposed no, to be there. No, I think Cassandra was going to stay. Uh, it was just going to be Dick. They actually said, he spelled it out like, we're old enough. Because that's when we were like, oh, yeah. you're old enough. We're old enough. We're going to go out there and see what's going on. Dick never goes. He, he's lazy. He, he just sends Jason, but Jason goes down. They get knocked out. But then you go up to the spiral control center, which I was told before was airtight and soundproof. That's what I heard. Yeah, we'll, we'll hear about that later because then they're talking. <laughs> they're going on, and Helena, out of nowhere, has no idea what's going on. In fact, all. she says, what the hell is going on here? I think we explained this fully last issue to you while you were in the room, right? I it was daydreaming. Uh, yeah, she was just yeah thinking of other things. Uh, she she blames she had, Cassandra. She had a lot to do that day. You know, she had to go shopping she after work. She was like work. Oliver. She's like Oliver Queen at a business meeting. Fucking That's why she always goes day away. <laughs> but she's like, what's going on? What's happening in my school? We've spelt this out last week. You know what's going on. You Everybody knew. Shit has gotten it real. It had Helena. already started then. But yeah, then she blames Dick. You brought it. And again, she's kind of right. Dick did kind of bring no, it to her doorstep, but it looks like Mother was going to go there anyway. Well, the, now the issue goes, and Tim gets a lot of exercise in this issue, jumping to conclusions. And the problem is, he, he's right. He's like yeah. the French again. But out of nowhere, he says, this was just a, a test of distraction. They want the hypnos, and then on the screen, there's the satellite. Oh, the satellite. The satellite we've never heard about. Why Why are they showing it on the screen? This this top secret. But, yeah, Tim figures it out. Nobody else can figure this out. Like, people who knew about the satellite, they can't figure it out. They want the hypnos, which, in fact, it just seems that they want the satellite, not really the hypnos, right? Well, the satellite controls the hypnos. Yes, but it's going to control what I get the feeling. They're going to uh, rig the satellite to have the excess signal and to spread it around. And this is where the ICFIS signal uh, gets all wacky in my brain because sometimes I think it has to be a chemical. Sometimes it's a, a signal itself. I, I don't know. It, it's very confusing. It's but anything you need it to be at any it given is. time. So they're going to get this. They're going to spread it around the world with this uh, with this satellite. This I think it's the Soma. Yeah, the Soma satellite. Yeah. I, never heard of it before, have we? No, never oh, once. Son, it's just there. But then it happens. The freaking signal gets in the room that we were told was airtight. Airtight, They were told to say, stay there because there's no way it could get there. And Tim and Cassandra are infected. And they go nuts. Freaking Tim attacks Dick. Now, well, I get, he's attacking him because he's old. I was just going to make a thing with you. <laughs> but yes, he's attacking him. In the meantime, Helena and Cassandra go to town with each other. They oh are my beating God. the living shit out of Helena each other. Helena hates children. Yeah, and, and Cassandra just Cassandra does the backwards headbutt and breaks Helena's nose. And she oh, has so, so much bad. blood all over. And it's sexy, Eric. So what? sexy. That is oh, sexy. it bothers me so much this I, entire I, issue I, when she gets her nose broken. Well, you have Tim. 
Tim's going to town, right? He's fighting. Uh, Dick throws him over, which doesn't really make much sense the way, if you look at the panel sequence, Tim is behind Dick, uh, choking him out. But then Dick looks like he throws him, but it would have been more like he would have grabbed him and thrown him over front way. I, it's so bad. Uh, but that's I wasn't when, concerned with that's that. That's when Tim comes to the conclusion then that the that, that fear toxin or fear gas, Crane's fear gas, would counteract the excess. Yeah. Where does he get this idea? I'm guessing because Orphan constantly in the head. does it. He got hit in the head, and then he's like, "That's it." That. that it makes no sense. And out of them, it gets even worse. Nets comes behind him and puts a gas mask type thing on him yep. that has the fear gas in it, correct? No, because they just keep that shit lying around. Where was that? Where did they get that? Why would they have that there? It's, this a, is Saint it's a very strange it's room. spiral. Maybe at some point they were – it still doesn't make sense to me. And no. it wouldn't be in that room. And they have – Multiple, More than one. They yeah. have multiple gas masks for this because then they put it on Cassandra as well. And then you get Tim and he's like, he's half out of it. He's seeing things. And he's like, oh, there's some side effects. And he's all you, hopped up on the thing. Yeah, he's hopped up on it. And you see what he sees. He just sees basically monsters and, and you know, disintegrating things. Just nonsense. This is what uh, I see on a normal basis. Yes. Uh, in the meantime, they're trying to figure out how to hack the override, this programming of the signal and the, the – I'm telling you, it, it doesn't make sense to me there because this is their equipment. This is Nets' equipment. Now, they're like, oh, they overrode it and stuff. It, it, no. It, Nets it just, better be involved. It seems. She better be I know. Involved. I said she has to be like on the, you know, she's the sleeper. She's mother. She actually has that hair. I, if she's mother, then yeah, but something's wrong here. It, it, nothing matches up. Uh, Helena's sexy bleeding, though. Uh, but then they're gonna something wrong with you. Yes. Then they're gonna they're gonna split up in groups. Then we're just moving along quick. Yeah. Right? Uh, they're splitting up in groups. You're gonna get Dick who has to yell that Cassandra's fucking off her fucking rocker. You know, I don't care if you're fucking off your rocker. You're going with me. And I'm like, really? Thank, thanks a lot. Uh, and then uh, Helena, Tim, and Nets are gonna go and try to disable the signal. Do that. So they go. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan. Yes, do that. But, but they're going to do that. What we do is basically follow uh, Dick and Cassandra, though, because they're going to go find Jason. They find Jason. And it's, I'm, I'm pissed off right away because the last we saw the, uh, Harper and Jason, they were knocked out. Yeah, they were knocked out. Now they should have just been they should have been sliced up by these goddamn insane yeah. schoolgirls. But now yeah. they're fighting. And you know Harper's there, but they don't want to make Harper do too much bad. Be you know because she's not. So they so she's there. Hang, she's got a big knife. I think that's her, right? <laughs> Holy moly, she's got scissors and a knife. And freaking Jason, and, and Jason now, I guess you could say, hey, he doesn't want to hurt these girls, so the uh, ninja blades are retracted now. Yes. But then he has to, th they have to throw in, oh, let's get funny and mention Drake and John Carpenter, fucking Drake. My, my son Alex loved Degrassi. I, I, I don't know what Drake is. Drake is the guy that was in Degrassi, and he's the rapper now. Okay. Remember that commercial where he's there? He's a very likable fella. Uh, the commercial in the Super Bowl was the commercial where they're like, and, and then we're going to tell them what they really get with this. And he, oh, I love that. That's great. Because he's coming up with a video for a song. Right. Uh, Alex got so mad at that commercial because he likes Drake, but he thinks that that was a lame commercial. And in Degrassi, uh, Drake was in a wheelchair. And Alex just kept yelling through that whole car, You were better in a wheelchair. He's yelling at him like, boy, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah I don't recall he, that. Yeah, he was a guy in a wheelchair. 
Ah, uh, yes, but yeah. I am no, not with it. But then they also mentioned John Carpenter for you, Eric. See, you get the I old, did get that you reference. You get the old and the new. And then Tim or Dick shows up and basically tells him, hey, I just made that same joke. Bullshit. Ah. Bullshit. But then they're talking. They're making jokes. They're fighting. I, I actually like that interaction there. Uh, there's the not a of the lot book. of it. Um, but the best part was when Jason and Dick are fighting back to back there. And it's funny if you look at it. Tim or Tim. I keep saying Tim. Dick is full out kicking a girl in the <laughs> face. And Jason has just fucking knocked the mask off of this other one's face. They are really they're not holding back. Why would uh, you? are going to get killed. But they're like, hey, man, and, you know, the whole thing about, oh, you know, I really thought that I, I wouldn't be in my dream fighting these girls. And then uh, Dick goes on and says, well, at least they're not talking about Jim and Juan. And that was in that issue where the girls had named Dick's butt cheeks and they were Jim and Juan. That was uh, one of my favorite issues. That was Grace. so good. Yeah. And it made me laugh. And I, and I also thought. If people didn't read Grayson, what what would they think of this? Is there would they just do you just go by things like that when you haven't read it and you don't know that you just don't even pay attention? Probably. Yeah. So they finally strap on yeah, Cassandra actually straps on the fear gas mask on Harper, and then Harper looks and Cassandra turns into what appears Somebody to be goddamn gas mask the, like the Enchantress looks like a little. She uh, looks but, like Lady Death yeah. uh, Strike to me. Okay, yeah. Well, she sees that she's scared. Ken, now she, this is the weirdest thing to me in this, is that Harper spells it out to herself. This isn't like you put this fear guess on, and then all of a sudden you're going to have a heart attack because everybody changes into these crazy things. She says, the gas, it blocks the sound of mother's voice. Then she continues, and it goes off the rails. But it shows us our fears, our greatest fears, and makes us confront it. No, no, it doesn't. That was the ichthys, ichthys, and you now, should have done that already. Now, the, the problem with that is you could go back, because when Batman was talking to Scarecrow earlier, he had mentioned he was working on this toxin, Yeah. and it does uh, does exactly what she's saying, but that was what they made ichthys from. Yes. You're not going to – somehow this is different because you're not going to counteract ichthys with ichthys. It's, ichthys, it's, it's, we, we talked about this last week, yes. where when you get fucking ichthyed or whatever you want to call it, you, you are forced to, to, yeah, you are forced have already to face this. your greatest fear. And I'm telling you, I wasn't even going to get that negative tonight because I, I didn't say like, hey, where was this, uh, you know, confronting your fear deal? Where is Where did that happen? Where was this timing? I said, I'm like, fine. I even said in my review, I'm going to go on from that. I'm going to be positive. I was a little more positive. There are some things well, I like bullshit. more. But yeah, this is bullshit. All of a sudden, and all it is is something to make another hokey fucking cliffhanger. That's all it is where you're like, oh, my God, Harper's going to kill freaking or Yeah, Harper's going to kill Cassandra. Now, the only thing that's weird about this, now I see what they're going to do. Uh, because as she's doing this, do you see what happens? Fear, her mask falls yeah, off. Yeah, her mask falls off. So now, she'll be a zombie again next week and start attacking Dick. And then it's over, and then they're going to, like, uh, I don't know. It's so Tim... Did not have to face his greatest fear when he had no. that thing, right? Did Cassandra, Cassandra seem didn't. to? Nope. Nope. It looks like they just they they know that they have the gas. They can't hear mother. They have to work through seeing the world in a nightmare version. And but they don't have seriously. to kill adults. No, so it's a trade-off. And seriously, at some point, uh, some people might go insane. 
You know, bad LSD trip, Aaron. Oh, yeah, man. No brown, brown acid. acid. Yeah. Don't take the brown acid. But, yeah, other than that, I don't think that it's reverting back to ichthys, and it, it's nonsense. It really is. I, I don't uh, understand the rules. No, these rules are starting to get to, I'm telling you, they're... How they're, do I reach these kids? How do I reach these kids? How do I reach these writers? Uh, they, there's not many issues going on. This is the 19th, right? Yeah. Every week, me and you read it and talk about it, correct? Correct. If I am a reader on this book, God damn, now again, you can tell me that they wrote it months ago, I guess. But even then, exchange some scripts here. Talk about it. Have you a know? dialogue. Yeah, have even something where Twitter. you have a whiteboard. You have goddamn Scott Snyder and James Tyne in there. And they're like, okay, here we go. I'm going to set up the main rules. You guys can do your little things. You can go a little off the rails, a little. I understand that happens. These are the set. I had rules of eating cereal, Eric. Rules. Lunatic rules, I know. These are, there's no rules. They, they keep making them up. They keep changing them. They keep going against themselves. They keep going against their own goddamn selves sometimes. And it, it really, last week it, it drove me nuts to the point where I gave the issue a 2.5. And I'm not going to do that this week. I really, I, I was going in positive. I want this podcast to be positive. The positive podcasts always tend to do better, Eric. They do better. <laughs> I love this issue. There is nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong at all. You know what? Rules are rules, Eric. I, like me when rules I Rules are made to be when, broken. Yeah. When I played sports as a kid, like made up games, fucking I made the rules as I went, baby. That's right. Don't let Jim be the banker of Monopoly. I, oh, no. I cheated so bad. I am a rule breaker, so I don't care. I don't care that there's so many inconsistencies. I'm a rule breaker and a love I maker. Mind, I'm a love maker and a fucking hip shaker, as you used to yeah. say. Uh, but, yeah, I was very upset with some of these. In fact, you really, the, the Harper thing at the end threw you off the most, right? No, actually, the thing that really threw me off the most was those goddamn kids in town because it didn't make any goddamn yeah, sense actually, to me at all. Actually, see, everybody has their own little different deal. My thing was that the thing affected Tim and Cassandra when we were told that they Out should stay there and it wouldn't happen. And it was airtight, sound. I guess broke. a little bit of that sound started leaking in. It, it leaked Slowly? In. Yeah. I, even if they had where somebody busted open the door, maybe uh, Dick's like, I got to go see what's happening. And that little no, opening of the door happened. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess Nothing. You. It just happened. And it happened only to show you everything really seemed to try to be setting up the next scene in the fact that you would learn some rule. Like I said, we even had the rule where all of a sudden people are fighting it. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm not I don't know what's going on. I'm not going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah. either. Like, what? I want to know what happened at that Paris. What was so special with her? No what, idea. Is it that you? This only did I, did I not read enough Grayson to know this? Her seventeenth birthday is tomorrow, so it doesn't affect her as much. <laughs> I don't know. Well, we'll even get with the Harper. Well, she uh, Tim says Harper is the same age as me. Oh my God, she's going to be affected. And we talked about it. How old is Tim Drake? I believe he is 17 years okay. old. He's 17. So 16, Harper, 17. In Harper that would be 16, 17. Now, I had a problem because back in Batman, I, it might have even been the very beginning of Eternal. I, it's either one of those where Batman actually set up Harper's dad to get arrested because he was a piece of shit. Yep. And he wanted them to be able to, her and Cullen, to have a better life. They are not old enough that they would be allowed to live by themselves. And Absolutely I don't think not. Batman would have forced them to do that because this is... In my mind, a year ago, maybe they would have been so, put in the system. Yeah, there's there's a possibility then that Harper was 15 then, 
And I'm, I got the feeling that Harper was a little older, maybe a year or two older than Tim. And Cassandra, I have no idea. 12 but, years old in my mind. I, but yet she was there these times when Dick was young. Dick was a young boy then. And she How was a young girl. She, yeah, she would have been two. Yep. Kicking ass, taking names, killing make, yeah, people's Because money. obviously now she's not that old because she got affected. She wants to kill the old people. It's like every time I hear people talking about music when I, you know, in, the, in a store or something, they always yell about the old people there, and they mean me and you. I know they do. I'm Boy, so sad. I'm telling you, that signal would not affect me one bit. <laughs> what about the, me? I'm telling you, I have the mind of a child. No, that's not that. Well, again, that would be the rule. All of a sudden, you'd, you'd be affected, and I'd yell, what happened there? He has the mind of a child. Okay, here we go with another rule. Put, I want you put to it say on like, the whiteboard. I want you to say like Master from Beyond Thunderdome. No, he yes. has the mind of a child. He has the mind of a child. Look I at his face. If we actually had a video <laughs> podcast or we were on that, uh, what's that called, Periscope? This would be more like a video podcast. I would love to at some point have a video where we have a whiteboard. And we just go down every rule that we've seen, and as they get broken, we we this, have this behind us while we're doing the video. And it's podcast. always just there, so it's not a seven-hour podcast. Oh no, I'd say it would always be there. We and add then to each it. each issue. We'd add some, and if it goes against it, we'd cross it off, and by the end, we could just fucking and then we'd burn it or something. But yeah, <laughs> I like the art in this issue. And I break down crying. Yeah. Did you like the art? I did. I I like the art as well, and I like the action. Of the dialogue it. wasn't bad. The dialogue wasn't bad. I like that we got a pretty straightforward issue, though I do want to see what happened to Mother after she bit that cyanide, but I'm, I'm okay with it. Uh, there was just a lot of inconsistencies. That, that the whole really goddamn thing nuts. was an inconsistency. Yeah. yeah. Tony, the action was fine. The art was fine. The yeah. dialogue was fine. It's everything else was well, bullshit. And this is where I had the issue where I had and last I just, week, I mean the dialogue. Week with uh, Ed Brisson's last second issue that I gave a 2.5. Um, it was more the inconsistencies. I did not have any problem. Now the art was a little off too. I a said little it was bit, the yeah, well, a lot of it. But of Edberson, I didn't have any problem with his writing. It was just the stuff that we were learning and everything that seemed wrong. And last week it was that I got really upset that Cassandra was one of my, like mother was fine with her now, and it just uh, it doesn't make, make any goddamn sense. But yeah, sense. this one had a lot of inconsistencies. I gave it a four point nine, I believe. I think that's what I gave it. Yes, a four point nine out of ten. And that was you trying to be positive. Good on you. Yes. Um, if you ask me now, and I in full disclosure, Eric, of talking about it on the podcast, I would probably give this and last week. I both go uh, together three five. I think they would meet in the middle, and I'd give both of them because I had met. I had so many problems with this one as well, though I liked the art a little better, and I did like the action. What, what uh, would you give it? Four, four, five. Four, five. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some people on Comic Book Roundup, I'm looking, they're giving it eights, nines. Don't know what they're reading. And in these, fucking bullshit. In these things that they write up, there's like talk of like it continues the great run. I'm really, what, what are you reading? Please tell me because are, I want to read this book. Here, this guy. Are we getting it wrong? I, I guess. I, I, you know what? I can I can yell about people, right? Uh, sure. We usually don't We've say been it. doing it's DC it for Comic News. Years. This guy Matthew Lloyd on DC Comics News. If he listens, you know, I apologize. No, no, I don't. Another great issue in this highly enjoyable series. Really. I, I really want you to I want to get your subscription of whatever fucking book you're reading because it, it's driving me nuts. 
It really I don't is. get your prescription guy, on whatever you're on. This guy on Dark Knight News says an exciting issue that is a little bit of a payoff for a week's buildup. What? What are you talking about? Then this guy says, Tim Seeley jumps on Eternal this week and brings along the standard inconsistencies. And while the big reveals felt overly forced, they pushed the overall story forward, which I'm grateful for. Now that is some writing. Who's there's the, a, Weird science. Jim is, there only, Holy, is there only three reviews for Holy this? crap. Now there's uh, Aaron Long from Comicosity. Right. And he says it's disappointing. I'm telling you. I just gave Aaron Long a high five. Listen. Right. Right on. And he get said, out of Jim's house. It suffers from, he says there's rushed artwork. And the story was a little too straightforward for him. Um, but yeah, he doesn't like it. He said this week. Uh, Batman News says, Brandon Mulholland says, action, action, action. And then goes on. He's got a feeling of dealing with a secret society of assassins. I, I think he did read something different. Uh, and it's uh, a right. little, he said the issue was a little too unintuitive and generic for his taste. Oh. Pinky's up, my friend. Pinky's up. <laughs> I, I, I'm surprised I didn't write, the shit sandwich continues, this fucking assholes. And if I had to eat this shit sandwich, we would have lettuce and, and tomato yes, on it. Go on. Yeah, this shit sandwich better have bacon. <laughs> and you oh, know what? Science. I love cereal. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, let's get the fuck the off gloves, this. The gloves are off, Aaron. Gloves are off. I'm going to call out a lot of people tonight now. All right. All right. And they already hate us, right? Yeah, that fuck seems them. like. Fuck them. Half the people who listen to us hate us. I'm getting all riled up. I don't need the. I don't want the sound either. I want to yeah, stay. No, I want to stay pissed. Good, because you're a little too up for that, like that talk right there. And I was actually getting a bit angry at you because this book was bullshit. What? The, oh, that I was uh, being positive. I was trying yeah. to be positive. I know positive it was upsetting self, me. Uh, I'm. I like some of it. The inconsistencies. I'm telling you, I am. I am punch drunk now. I'm beaten down. I'm a beaten man. <laughs> All right, let's go on. That extra Adderall I took, I think, is kicking in right now. Very, Batman number 49, written by Scott Snyder with and art by Yannick Believe me, Paquette. before you go, you're not supposed to take extra. I know you're not. That, uh, so I, I know you're not. I go on. Batman number 49, written by Scott Snyder with art by Yannick Paquette, Nathan Fairbairn, and Steve Wands. Steve Wands. In this issue, Bruce Wayne forces Alfred to hook him up to Batman's, well, bat, his Batman machine, I guess, that puts all of the emotions of Batman into a subject, but with Bruce's memories acting as a blocker, causing each of his normal and now added memories to converge in a strange way, he realizes that he has to become brain dead to be transformed back into the Dark Knight, because apparently the machine is fueled by symbolic gestures, gestures since we find out that Bruce Wayne has to die in order for Batman to live. On top of that, Julie Madison knows that Bruce is Batman out of nowhere just because. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is very Morrison-y, like we said before. Yes, Who's saying that, Manship or... Uh... Um, I think it was Brandon. Brandon. Very Morrison-y. Very. We start this issue off with this very weird thing where Bruce Wayne is mayor, and he's working with a council of vows. I'm like, what the fuck am I reading? Yeah. And uh, I didn't stop and like you know try to research it. I did yeah, the impossible, and I kept reading. Yeah. yeah That's what really you're odd. supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I, don't, I don't get it. Like It's a weird thing just to throw in there. It is. Especially for Scott Snyder, out of nowhere. He's never done this before like this. And I was just questioning my whole time, like, because we get different ones each time. We yes. have this overlapping story at first, then it becomes a bunch of, like, uh, Detective Bruce Wayne sees uh, Jim Gordon Batman with GCPD on his chest instead of a bat symbol. Yep. Very odd, though. Yes. I love all the emotional stuff in this issue with Alfred, hoping beyond hope that Bruce would just let this go. And he even says, you know, look, if you make me do this, I will essentially be Joe Chill again pulling the trigger and, you know, killing Bruce Wayne and making Batman again. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah, he, 
Uh, very good stuff. And Alfred's actually, very, uh, it's very emotional, and I'm telling you, Scott Snyder really plays with you with that by really stressing Alfred calling him son yeah. and stuff. And actually, I really like that. I liked it be, uh, because you get the idea that, yes, Alfred, because before, I don't know, that him not letting Bruce be Batman, I know the concept. It just didn't seem real to me. And I was, I don't trust a guy with one hand, Eric. That's what <laughs> it comes down to. That guy's got a stump. That and, stump and weirds me out every time get I say a, it. a rubber hand like Woody Harrelson and Kingpin, and I'd be better off then. But you don't trust the one, the one-handed man. And though this, though, you do get the idea. You finally, to me, you finally get it like right in your face that yes, he doesn't want it. But here's what's weird about it: he doesn't react or interact much with Bruce in this, you know, Bruce now. So it definitely is. A non-selfish type of thing, I guess, because he's, you know what I'm saying? He, well, Bruce seemed to have to go find him in well, wherever like, he was. Like he took himself out of Bruce's life so he yeah. doesn't have to be this person yeah, anymore. But, Let uh, Bruce be Bruce. I'm yeah, going to stay away. I, I know. It just, to no, me, it seemed you. like that up until this point, it almost seemed like he was in, and I'm throwing in also the whole We Are Robin debacle. Yeah, and yeah, I'm I don't thinking, know where that's I'm, at, yeah. I kept thinking, even when you said, when he bust down the door, he looked afraid and he was crying as <laughs> if he had done something wrong. But he keeps trying to talk about it because he doesn't want to get punished. Yeah. Uh, so he's just talking about it. It seemed like that more to me than a, a love <laughs> thing. But now you get the idea. He really does. No, you really it. do get that emotional bit. And actually, I read this issue once and I was going to review it and I had a lower score in mind and I read it again. And it's all the emotion actually bumped up my score. And a bit. again, I don't even think it's fully the just uh hey i don't want you to be batman because that's a, a horrible life it's also the process that he's gonna have to go through he knows i guess but even even though he thinks that it can't be done but maybe he realizes it can but yeah yeah that's what i'm saying he's i guess that gets thrown in as well uh but it's weird because when he goes down yeah alfred thinks he is he's taking care of that but they go they go down to the Batcave then, and like you said, it's interspersed with this. Uh, I don't know what it would be. Are these alternate realities? No, no, no. These are alternate memories. Like yeah. you have the new Bruce Wayne. Okay, you know everything since you came back from Dionysium. Yeah. All right. You got all the stuff. You and Julie, fucking uh, the rec center. Yeah, but how is this? Uh, are these clones' memories before the clones died? Because no, these... these memories are not now or ever. No, I know that, but these are like Bruce's memories now with the new, like the old Batman memories trying to push their way in, yeah. forming this wrong memory of things that are happening. Yeah, I, I just, I got a weird thing that it was, yeah, I guess. I got a, I just had a weird thing about what it was. Uh, then it makes but, sense because at one point when they're talking, uh, it's pushing itself into the memories, like Julie yes. is talking and yeah. stuff like that. It, it, they are fucked up. I don't know. How that would be like if we really sat down and said like, why would he think of a future Batcave with Joe Chill as a clone possibly, and you know where do you get that out of his old memories? Well, because and, I'm saying the old memories you have Joe Chill, but the new Bruce doesn't have villains like this. He just has people around him. He, he doesn't have any connection yeah, to Joe Chill. Yes, but it's weird. Just the yeah, yeah. And even at the one point, he he's Batman and has his Batman, which are like yeah, Poison Ivy, yeah, Penguin, yeah. Two Face. I'm telling you, but like nobody is bad really in these. And like the thing that is bad that he has to fight is just some like okay. uh, faceless kind of monster. I do thing. like that futuristic looking um, uh, Batcave. Yeah, the freaking uh, like underground the like, have, uh, yeah. waterfall. Yeah, you even have like all the, the trophies, but you have like crazy ones like Mr. Freeze is there, I see, yeah. and uh, might be Clayface. 
Well, the thing that really pushed it over the edge in my mind to realize exactly what was going on with these memories is the uh, Jim Gordon bit where he's there, like, I'm Detective Bruce Wayne with Detective Jim Gordon, and yeah. then there's, like, he's uh, Jim Gordon's Batman, but instead of Batman, it's GCPD, because yeah, he is yeah, the yeah. GCPD Batman, yep. and it's uh, that's what really pushed it over the top, where I realized, okay, this is how this brain thing yeah, works. Yeah, that's, that's you, you wrapped yourself around that. Yes. Oh, and right. it's, it's the weird part is it's close to the end of the goddamn book. Yeah, well, but, uh, they go into I, they go into the cave, and then you can say, you know, with Alfred and, and Bruce and the machine. And then I really like the fact that we get to finally see the machine in action. Like Snyder has been teasing this machine since that Detective Comics anniversary spectacular. Yeah, yep. and like how Bruce would keep uh, make sure that there's always a Batman in the world by using these clones, downloading Batman memories into him, yeah. and setting them off. And I like seeing it now. Like I, this will probably be the one and only time we ever get to well, see remember it. Remember, we saw it one other time, uh, even before. I don't know if it was just when when Alfred destroyed it, but we did see about it. It was the one Bat- time. I think it was Batman Superman. Yeah, and when uh, Superman showed up in the back end. Yeah, What's this? I think there was even a time before that. There was a time when when you even said, me and you both said, and it didn't seem like anybody even realized it was that. But it's just me tooting our own horn. There. I guess we're smart fellows. <laughs> uh, but uh, the one thing. Um, that where was it? I was going through here, and I had an issue with with something with Alfred. I forget. You go on. You you start talking. I'll figure oh, it out. The whole thing we have here is how Batman could never get this thing to work without killing the clone subjects in the simulations he ran. And you know, in my mind, the, these clone subjects, like it's all run simulation. They they never made a Batman clone, but yeah. they're all simulations. All of these would be blank slates, right? Mm-hmm. That's how it works in my mind. And we've told this from the get-go. We're told this over and over again, how these clones, like, were killed. Yes. And Bruce has, like, is dying from having the freaking memories pounded into his goddamn head. It's not working. His memories keep rejecting the new ones. So he says, all right, we got to push it to the point of brain death because I have to be a blank slate for this to work. And I just pushed the book away at that point. I'm like, we have covered this over and over again, how this is what kills people. Yeah. This is not how things work. Yeah. The only thing that he says is like, well, maybe because I have these good memories of how my th- that maybe I'm the better version. And I don't know. Yeah, they even said at the one point, like, maybe I need to use these good memories I have to make a better Batman. But yeah. no, and now we have to go for brain death. He has to have his brain killed, no memories at all, which in my mind is the exact same thing as these clones. And it works somehow. And that's why I even said in that little write-up there. The goddamn machine works on symbolic gestures because yeah. Bruce Wayne has to die in order for Batman to live. And this is that's kind of a bullshit answer for me yeah. because we kept getting told that these fucking things died. Yep. Yeah. I really – I actually – the one thing I really liked was though as he's dying, all these other simulated Batman are dying. And I uh-huh. like seeing that. It's It was pretty cool. But the one I'm looking through is – uh there's a weird one where it actually looks like the Jim Gordon Batman is dying in right. that one little thing in that the detective Wayne, uh, Bruce Wayne kind of is getting away. I don't know what, what that means or what, yeah, what not, but I don't know. I, I actually like paging through and looking at the different ones. Uh, right. But, yeah, it, it seems like a lot of nonsense. And, again, a lot of people love uh, – they love Scott Snyder. They love yeah. Batman. Um, this issue is going to get a lot of uh, – crazy reaction and people loving it because this is Batman the return of Batman yeah. people are b- been begging for it I even got pumped up at the end I was like okay oh, now yeah, we're going to get to it but yeah all of a sudden Julia knows about the Batcave and says yeah. hey I've always shows known. up 
And the, and the best part is she shows up at the perfect moment right when they figure out what has to happen and Alfred just gave his goddamn speech about, you would make me Joe Chill if I had to do this, Master mm. Bruce. Yep. And then Joey's like, look, I'll do it. Because we had to have that throwaway line a couple issues ago where Joey's in the bathroom and like, yeah, my dad, it, he sold Joe Chill that gun that killed your parents. And then Bruce's like, don't, don't worry, baby, you got that body. Come in the shower. Yeah. And I, I like the part where he's in the um, – with the heretic – uh, costume on yeah, yeah, in yeah. his simulation while it's look memories and all these are going and and uh, at that point uh, that's when Julia comes in and he actually is in that position on the machine and in that position in that deal and he's like oh Julia is that you and I really like that but I have to point out I did tell you that Julia was the villain right that I thought she was going to be repeated yes. she does kill Bruce right oh, that's fun. kind of a villain be right I am right and I'm saying, though, it, it's way too goddamn convenient. It's like she's there to make sure that Alfred doesn't have to pull the trigger and be the Joe Chilla like he was talking about. And she is like, just like father like daughter or daughter like father. I'm like, come on. That was a throwaway line a yeah. couple issues yeah, ago. Yeah, and, and it's now, not – that's not – that's like me saying that uh, – You, you know, have to be a great big fat ass. And not just that. My dad owns a beer distributor. And a guy bought a, a case of beer and then got in a car accident. I, it's not like, you know what I mean? It's, she was the uh, daughter of the guy who sold the gun, right? Yeah. And it's, it's not a great connection there. Right? It's a it's, connection. It's just all too convenient yeah. at the end here. It's kind, I'm telling you, on top of the clone explanation and the brain dead thing, this really put it over the top for me where I was just a little, pit, I was a little bit pissed. Yeah. But – uh. It's, I thought it was sad, but again, the other thing that I don't understand, because part of the memories that he's going to get are going to be uh, Bruce's before he went with the Joker, yes. that last bit. He's not going to forget about Julia. He's not going to know this part, but he's still going to know. They knew each other as kids. Yes. So he will know her, and uh, you know not what I mean? Not their current relationship, though. And No, I know. They're not, she, he's not going to remember this. But I think that it still could go on. I, I don't know why. Absolutely not. I, Batman I would never so. allow it. I don't. Who, Alfred? Batman. Oh, Batman? No. Well, that is a different story, but I don't know. I think the thing, well, it happens. He goes, he dies. And of course, there's the symbolic bats come through, Eric. Yeah, oh my God. Because, you know, he has to be the bat again. And I'm surprised he didn't even, I'm surprised that didn't slip through again. I'm really shocked that we did not see the memory of his parents. They like to fucking get that the out. Pearls dropping. Yeah, pearls. Uh, but yeah, Julia's crying. And I'm telling you, he gets there and uh, he snaps out of it. Master Bruce is at you. And he's like, stop. Who's that hot that fucking right piece listen. of ass? That's all I kept thinking of is he's like, get the car running. Explain later. I'm uh, who is that fucking redhead baby? <laughs> Where is your fucking hand? I do not trust a man with one hand. <laughs> uh, I I liked it enough. Um, I, I liked it enough. Um, as much as I was complaining there, uh, when I read it again, the emotion really came through, and that was the thing that held this whole issue yeah, together and for even me. And with Alfred, and uh, the Julia thing really did t- get me, because that is, to me, the symbol of the good times or you know the good life he was having is is yeah. with her and in a any other time if this did not happen it's all mr bloom's fault Eric. oh mr bloom's fault if this didn't happen i i would have assumed they were going to get married yeah shortly well, and even probably in, his, in his yeah. memories you know married with a kid yeah, he was thinking of that and uh i really do think that would have happened and she's a piece of ass she sure good. is she is uh i like the art tatted up yeah 
Yeah, I, I when I grew up, not a lot of people had uh, tattoos, and I don't know. Some women really does turn me on. I have to admit it. I really especially have if to they have leather on, right? Yes, yes, and dress up as in cosplay outfits. Um, <laughs> I like the art a lot. So did I. I know that this is kind of a sticking point with uh, other reviewers that I like it, and I really like it because I hate to say it, or I don't hate to say it. I've been getting a little bored with Greg Capullo. It's all the same. This is such a, a breath of fresh air, I think, with this art. And, and I, I think they it. did a really good job of trying to give it the feel that yeah, Batman and has had. Yeah, and had the feel of it. And I really like, too, that it's an issue where we said it's bullshit with these different memories and stuff that it does mix it up. So the art is all his. Yeah. You know what I mean? That it's it really looks good. I'm telling you, that crazy golden white fucking Batman, I love it. <laughs> but even that, I'm looking at it now. Even the that gyro cycle? Yeah. Had a Greg Capula esque look to it, but I really like the uh, just the art and just how different it was. And it is, I don't know what I'm saying. It is a little bit of the same, but I liked it. It seemed fresh to me. Yeah, I liked it as well. I really hope that this team gets to work on another book or yeah. continues in Batman. Yeah, so do I. Uh, and I if, gave... if he goes, if this is like his, uh, it's Yannick Paquette. Yeah. Paquette. Uh, I hope that it is almost like a trial run for him to go with Scott Snyder if he is going to Detective Comics to go on with that with him for the next six months. I, I'd love it. Or to stay on Batman even. Yeah, maybe. It, it, yeah, whatever. I like it. I really do like it. Uh, what did you give it? I was originally going to give this a 7 out of 10, but after I reread it with all the emotion, I gave it a 7.8 out of 10. I, I'm 7. I'm okay. going to go 7. Uh, again, I'm not going to read through reviews. I was just mad the last time. Uh, the the lowest is a five. Yeah. Uh, then it goes like seven. Then you're up there. Yeah, or down below. But yeah, there's a lot of tens, and it's I don't think it's a perfect comic. Absolutely not. And it's people are yeah yeah they're all right. Bruce is back, but that you can't use that as a reason to give a comic a perfect score. I I don't know. It was good. It seemed like a lot of showy things, a Morrison esque stuff, like you said, and just left me. Glad that Bruce is back, but this issue did not thrill me completely. I don't understand the explanation of the machine. Yeah, 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 yeah it's very odd. But we're going to move on to the next book that I love, Aaron. You talk about love. I want to marry this book. I want to make love to it on my wedding night. And then, not fuck. And then, make ooh, love. I'm going to make love to it. And then we're going to go to the Bahamas for our, our uh, what is that called? A honeymoon. honeymoon. And I'm gonna go to Honeymoon Island. And you know what? Yeah, Honeymoon Island. And we don't. It doesn't matter. We could have went to fucking Kensington, Eric, because we're not leaving that room. We're not leaving that bed. Well, if you do, you're gonna die. Yeah. Yeah. Honeymoon Island or Kensington. Seriously. <laughs> One has Doomsday, and the other is a fucking Doomsday. <laughs> Batman Superman number twenty-nine, written by Tom Taylor, art by Rob Simroca, Julio Ferreira, Blonde, and Rob Lee. Last month, I tried to convince Eric that Tom Taylor's Batman Superman wasn't as good as he thought. And he that, did. But that's it. that ain't happening this month, my man. Because I thought it was absolutely fabulous. Oh. That's ab-fab to you, Eric. Mm. That's ab-fab, baby. Two snaps. This issue had and incredible art. And a twist. I hurt myself where I drilled my finger <laughs> this week. And when I snapped, it really hurt. This issue had incredible art. Great dialogue and a story that answered so many of the questions I had from last issue. It looks like everyone is getting played, Eric, and it's all set up to capture Superman and use him as a super battery. That's like triple A. This issue was so much AAA. fun. Triple A. Triple A battery. 
Isn't that one of those batteries? Oh, yeah, yeah. When he said triple A, I thought it was like... I thought I was calling somebody. My car broke down. Yeah, what the fuck is Superman going to do? D battery. D. All right. He's got the D. Double Uh, A. Yes, this issue was so much fun. I love this issue. I really... In fact, I will tell you a little behind the scenes. Uh, Wednesday came around. We had the books go up. We got the books. We're going to put our reviews up. And I usually only get to like two reviews. I, I get tired. I am a tired man. I did this as my second book. I always do try to do Batman and Robin Eternal first. I was down. Even though I was even a little more positive, I was still down. I did Batman Superman, read it, and reviewed it. Loved it so much that I actually just said, fuck it. I'm reviewing something else. I, I yeah. actually reviewed three books on Wednesday because of this book. And you always tell me, always end with something great. Yes. And what happened is I read this. I had so much fun doing this book and the review that I said to myself, listen, I'm going to read Catwoman. If I like that, I'm going to do that as well. And I did that. I liked that as well. I almost did Flash that night, but I had to get to bed. I, uh, I tried doing that, but none of my books were that great, yeah. except for oh Batman. Oh, my goodness. I, I love this book. And I'm telling you, just to tell you how much I loved it, this, to me, was almost as fun as that Grayson issue. What was that, Sixteen. That was just pure out fun. And this was might have even been better, actually, though I gave it a little less of a score because this actually had a really good story as well. And plus it had our Superman and Batman the way we want to see them. It's so good. I love it. And it had humor. God, I love the dialogue. Oh, my God. The dialogue is so great. I I hope that Tom Taylor – I hope he's on Justice League. That's the book that I want him to be on in the Rebirth. That if, if what they say, Jeff Johns will move to JSA, that's his freaking baby, put Tom Taylor on Justice League, and I want shit like this every issue. Because this is not a, a guy who all of a sudden out of nowhere surprised us. This does not surprise me. What surprised me was I didn't like it last month as much. And I'm saying right. that. I think I gave it like a 7.5. So it wasn't like I hated it. No. But, but this issue, oh, my God. And it starts off, and they're on the moon still. And I'm tell, I'm, even, I'm just going to gush on it. Even the costumes that they're in, they're, they're things like that Batman. I don't like Imaginex there. I want an Imaginex figure for you of that so you can bring it into work and we can play with it. Yeah. It's so cool. But now yeah, they're there and there's the alien, there's the symbol. And, the, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, so a ship shows up and it looks, it's an alien just like the dead one, picks up the body, takes it in the ship. And Batman and Superman follow him in. And that's when the dialogue, it starts. And it's so good because they're just going, they're going back and forth. And the basic jokes are Batman uh, admits that he's going to have to call somebody like, hey, I'm going to call them, say, make sure everything's good down on Earth, whatever. While we're so we away do for this a while. While we're away. Yeah. And Superman like looks at him and is like, yeah, it really takes you a lot to admit that you need help, doesn't it? <laughs> and Batman just, he's so angry. Like, uh, And this is where I love this issue because Batman is the straight man, and it he makes com- complete sense. And his the humor for Batman is all the looks. The scowls. It's, yeah, he's so angry, and yet he he's not going to deny it. He knows no. it, and it's so good because Superman here is so much fun. <laughs> They're in the middle of doing stuff, and it, it's not out of place, though. No. This isn't like one of those issues where we say in the middle of a battle, even uh, – Dick Grayson had one last uh, this issue of Batman and Robin Eternal, yeah. where when Helena Jimmy gets, Wan, uh, too. Uh, no, even worse, when Helena gets her nose broke, and they look over, they're in the middle of hell breaking loose, and Dick's like, "Yeah, I know. It's it's funny looking at Helena have that look on her face." And no, no, you 
nonsense. This is not nonsense. Cause not at all. He, hey, you're going to, you know, we should have a code word. Because he's like, basically, Batman doesn't want to admit out loud that he needs help. So he's like, okay, you don't have to admit it. We'll have a code word. It's banana muffin. And then Batman's <laughs> like, looks at him like, you fucking asshole. And then he says, yeah, maybe something a little, or no, he looks at him and, and Superman's like, maybe something a little less awkward. Batman never responds. Ever. He doesn't say like, that's ridiculous. He, he just, doesn't need to. No, he just looks at him. So then it keeps going because then Batman's like, fucking, here, you fucking take this. It's a universal translator. He's like, ah, I decoded it from one of, uh, you know, Hal's ring. And it's a, and then there's freaking Superman. Does Hal know you were studying the ring? And Batman looks Not away. a word. Batman won't even look him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and then Superman goes, that's what I thought. And, I don't know. That that seems a little bit worse, though. It almost looks like a shamed dog, oh, though. I, that's what I'm saying. It, actually, he, I think that he's ashamed, and it's, but it makes me laugh. And then it <laughs> keeps going. Because I'm telling you, Batman keeps starting up a conversation again to get out of this uh, the last one. And he's like, hey, you should do the talking. You're better at talking. To people, it's it's a fucking lizard. Yeah, you're better talk at talking to giant lizards. lizards. So good, and you know what's great about this? It's great because you also get the full idea of these guys being best friends as well. Yeah. Because Superman just does it. Then it's not like he's like fuck you, Superman. <laughs> I'm telling you, you have guys who don't know each other like this or, or appreciate or, or respect each other. They, Superman's not going to talk to this guy. He's they no. He's like. He just goes, hey, excuse me. They're excuse real, me, real, big guy. Real tiny. And I, I said in my notes, it even reminds me, this reminds me so much again of Lethal Weapon, like the, the buddy cop yeah. thing, back and forth. It's so good. But they talk to this guy. You end up finding out that this alien is uh, this, uh, my Laura is the lady who died, the girl. Uh, this is her father. And they they have this map. And I don't, do you think the guy, the guy is definitely, you can tell he's coaxing Superman there, kind of, because he's like, oh, this part that my daughter, oh, it's that's impossible. It's scorched space. There yeah. shouldn't be there. And he really throws out that yellow sun, the the heat deal, and and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it, it, you can tell it intrigues Superman. Yeah, I'm saying though, I I did not get the idea of any wrong. Well, like no, any, not at like, this. But yeah. going back then, you kind of and, and actually, Tom Taylor does a good job here because really, you can't get that. And uh, but then yeah, there's Batman. He goes, hey, go investigate. And like uh, the there, um, and Superman's gonna go off. But I actually miss one of my favorite parts. They want to know why. How do you know us? How did your daughter know to write that amalgam symbol? How did they know? And the guy's like, listen, people pay attention to the universe. You guys fought Darkseid and survived. So that means a lot. And I was like, that's such that a so cool, cool. That's such a cool tie-in. Just a, a general freaking continuity tie-in that that really made sense to me. It's really oh, yeah, good. Man. Uh, Superman goes off, uh, and you can cut in at any point. You you see Lobo there, and it's very quick with Lobo. Uh, I love everything with Lobo yeah. in this issue as well. Yeah. So again, Lobo shows up, and the freaking big lizard man's talking about, oh, we a ship's coming in. Uh, I don't know who it is. And then yeah. Batman's really like, you know what? That's, and that's like the last straw. That because is the last straw. That, right before that, there is a little thing where they, they give you, and again, it's, it's very well done, where he talks about his daughter. And I don't know if this is him trying to get more information of what Batman might know. But, oh, you know, oh, she was an explorer. We always knew it was going to cause trouble. We did this and that. But, yeah, uh, it's it's well done. But, yeah, everything's leading up to Batman starting to wonder what the fuck's going on. 
And I don't know if it's one of those where if it's me and I'm Batman, I'm wondering why. Now, I don't know this alien race, but I'm wondering why this guy does not seem that upset that his daughter died. No, nah, I wouldn't go with that because you don't know what kind of culture I it is. I know you don't, but still, when he's talking about, oh, she's a, you know, I, we always knew something, an accident would happen, whatever, and, and then Batman's like, she was murdered. And then they're, they're talking about it. But then, yes, the big part was when Lobo shows up and the scanners did not know beforehand and Batman calls Tell me out. you don't have long-range yeah. scanners on yeah, this on ship. On a ship like that. And Lobo... What are you playing at? Yep, and Lobo is so badass, but it's great <laughs> because how badass he is. Batman Batman's even more times. badass. It's so good. <laughs> but then that's where the biggest joke comes, because there's Lobo. He's like, oh, you're Zarnian. Uh, what's the hell? You know, you you have healing factor. You can't die, whatever. And he's like, yep. And then Batman's like, Superman, banana muffin. And it's so <laughs> good, because then it's like, Batman was so mad at that, but no, he's going to do it. And it's such a cool code, then, to, to do that. I um, laugh so hard. Yeah, then Batman just pretty much... I love this thing. I'm, I'm saying though, fucking uh, Lobo goes up to him. He's like, you and know, and this before this is definitely old Lobo. It, no, it, this is new Lobo. I'm telling you, it's more. This is not how new Lobo acted. He might look a little more like new Lobo. I'm telling you, this is more of an old Lobo to me. New Lobo would have come and and he wouldn't have acted this crazy. This new Lobo, he's, he's cocky, got a code, yeah, right? and he. And I'm telling you, this. I thought that this was more of an old Lobo. Well, once Batman determines that he is Cesarian, that he has a healing factor, he, he does this line that really reminds me of Superman before about his whole thing about cutting loose and not being able to. He always has to watch himself. And we see that Batman is the same. Yeah. But now he has this guy that can't be killed. He is going to go to town. Yeah. And Lobo's going to poke him in the chest. Doesn't get the opportunity because Batman's too fast and cuts his goddamn yeah. finger off. Actually, that's the only panel that I thought was I didn't know what went on. Because you see the, you hear that, and then you go, and he's there, and I'm like, it actually, without looking right away, it looks like Batman's hands cut, and I, right. ex I actually expected the next panel that Lobo wouldn't have his head. I <laughs> thought that he did that because yeah, all of a sudden he, he took out his uh, the freaking blades and his glove, and it's fucking awesome. And yeah, and it's so funny too that Lobo looks at it, thinks it's funny. He's like, yeah, yeah and, and, and to me, it's almost like a, uh, like, oh, you, you cut off my finger, you fucking asshole. We uh, got a fight. So good. And uh, they're going to town, and then the, the alien even gets involved and starts to try to fight Batman. Almost squishes him. And Lobo says, hey, uh, you know, I'm being paid to do that. And there's when you know the, the real shit went down, is he says, you'll get what you're owed. And you know now that he's the one who hired fucking Lobo. And that's fucked up. And it's fucking holy crap. And Batman is fucked up. He, he smashed his thing. But then there's badass Batman again. And he's like, oh, what's that, a detonator? And then Batman's like, yep, to all the bombs I placed while we were walking around. And then it's they so look good. and they're... He was prepared the whole yep. time just throwing and bombs And I went about. back and I really was hoping that no, as they were I walking, I really was hoping that... Um, I will call a little foul on it because I think Lobo would have noticed these when he came in. Right. Uh, Lobo's a pretty smart fellow when it comes to this sort of thing, but I didn't care. It was so no, good. didn't care at all. And uh, the other thing that makes me laugh is normally I wouldn't think that Batman would detonate it. And he does. <laughs> he blows up. He blows up fucking half of fucking Lobo's face. Lobo I looks like Jonah so Hex. 
Sure does. Fucking Jonah Hex Lobo. It looks he's like Two Face yeah. before and, fucking the scabs peeled yeah, up. Yeah, they're they're both fucked up, and uh, they're yelling and ah, oh, my god, my stand. And then Batman steals his fucking ship. And I'm telling you, of all the things I've read, Lobo, and I'm not a Lobo historian, Eric. He does not like getting a ship, and it, it yet it's always getting stolen from <laughs> him. The guy can't keep a ship, and he is so angry. And uh, again, though, I think when Lobo, when it comes about, um, I think Lobo's also going to realize that he was played, and somehow I don't think that he's going to uh, go full out against them. I wouldn't even be surprised if he actually joins in with them at some point in this last issue, the third issue. I, I don't know. I, he doesn't like being played, and I think he's been played. Uh, but he does yell, that pointy-eared, finger-stealing bastard. <laughs> now, if he said bastitch, Eric, would you admit then it was the old? No. No? God damn it. It is definitely the new one. Uh, it, it, it's, a, it's kind of a combo. And it was even at the end of Lobo's run, he was starting to get a little rough around the edges. And that's what this really yeah, feels like. Yeah, it me. might be. I just, I think when I think of the new Fifty Two Lobo, I think of the faux bow, right? And the, you know, I'm a, I used to work for a king, and I did this, and I have a code, and I don't do this, and he still has a code, but it, it's still. And then he calls up to Superman, which in in the meantime, Superman was in the scorched uh, sun area. The scorch I don't care what anybody tells me. Superman killed the people in the scorch. Yeah, I think he might have. Yeah, that that is a little odd, but he's going in there. This place where nothing can exist because it's too hot. Batman flew right through their goddamn ship and exploded it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Superman goes and he finds the Kryptonian that was hinted at. Now, that's what the girl explorer, my Laura, had told them. And what you see then is that before the her, her father, the alien, said that basically it seemed like everything they do is, is powered by yellow sun. Yeah, and, they're, star, they're fucking star suckers, like the goddamn yeah. uh, the, the Star Wars. What yep. the hell was the thing called? The friggin' uh, the Star Killer. Yeah, yeah, the Star Killer base. Yeah, exactly. So they go in. Superman goes in, finds the Kryptonian. He's hooked up to a machine. He's hooked up to a machine that looks like he is getting the power up from the yellow sun. He's absorbing it like a, a Kryptonian would. Like a good Kryptonian like would. Like a good Kryptonian would. And then it's hooked up to a machine that powers everything. And Superman goes in and grabs him. The guy looks like fucking Father Time. Father Time, Oh, yeah. my God. He's so withered and out. He takes him out of Scorch face. He's getting followed. Uh, in the meantime, Batman tells him, too late, really. Hey, yeah. you know what? This is a trap. It was all along. They wanted you to go there. As this old Kryptonian pulls out... What looks to be kryptonite, correct? I, I don't know how this works. It's though. weird because he shouldn't be able to have it himself no. unless it's in a – I can't see. He has like a robe on. Maybe it's in a contained vessel. I don't know why he'd have it. I, well, the I'm only saying, thing, when, he, when he does this, he does not have a robe on. I'm looking. He That's has a cape. something. That's Superman's cape. Yeah, but even under that, look at his legs. He has some pants. He's got That's like a, That is a skin-tight suit. Yeah, he's got something. I'm looking at the next. Yeah, it's a skin-tight suit. But, yeah, it looks like a sliver of kryptonite that he shoves into Superman's chest. And, yeah, I want to know. Now, again, last month I might have said, like, oh, Eric, that's bullshit. Uh, I'm going to wait and see because he has now proven a bunch of things. If you ask me, this guy it has been – he had the worst life uh, Kryptonian ever could have. And he wants to die. And in his last deal, the only way they would tell him, the only way you can die is if you get a replacement. We have one. He's going to come. You're going to have to incapacitate him because we're going to have to grab him and put him in this machine. Superman's not just going to get hooked up to the machine. This guy wants to die. 
and he wants to die in peace, and he's doing that. That's the only thing I can think of. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. I would think, though, like, I'm trying to think of a way for this to work. That guy could be a Daxamite. Yeah. Because they're the sister planet to Krypton who have the same, you know, like, sun-absorbing things. That's the only way I can go with this. Are they as sun-absorbing than Krypton? Yes. Okay, I was going to say, even if they wanted an upgrade. But why? Yeah, I think, though, that this guy's doing it because he doesn't want to be in that goddamn machine anymore. Oh, no, I'm right there with you on that. And I would say that. While you were talking about that, I was actually trying to think of a way, and then I found a Daxamite. Yeah. The Is only that the thing I'm thinking I mean, of, and I just had to look it up real fast. That guy looks yeah. so used. Oh my and god! I think that he just wants to die. Or they <laughs> could tell you, uh, maybe we'll see that out of that machine. Once he gets some yellow sun, he might start getting younger. I don't know. But you would think that this guy is going to have to die anyway. You can't have another Krypton, Krypton, you know, fucking Kryptonite guy running around. Guy from Kryptonian? Krypton. Kryptonian. I'm sitting there thinking, why does that? Why do I keep thinking it's kryptonite? You know, you can't have that kryptonite running oh, it's around. It's like a daxamite. Yeah, yeah, or that. But yeah, that would be good. But I loved it. I think the art in this issue is incredible. So do I. Uh, Robson Roca, I and Julio Ferreira both do the art. I think that Julio Ferreira probably does those big splash pages. That would make sense of what right. he would get, and they're awesome. Uh, but they fit right in with everything, everything else. Everything is awesome. And, yeah, and. Telling you, we've had Robinson Roca on a lot of books. I don't remember him being this good. I'm not saying that <laughs> I, I ever said I hated him, but boy, this really took me. And the Batman in that spacesuit, fucking right on. I love that. I know that the big fancy big panels with Superman are big. I just love that suit, and it looked really good in it. Freaking even behind when the, when his cape went, and you see all these fucking mechanical things there. Oh, so good. It would be in a great action figure. I'm call up Imaginex. All right. Get them going. You think they'll ever do it? There's Possibly. no fucking way. You had that uh, Batman on the moon, moon buggy. My moon rover. That moon rover that they had to fucking reverse engineer to even fit him in that goddamn oh, thing. That fucking Toys R Us exclusive pissed me off. Yeah, that was not a very good one. I gave this issue a 9.5 out of 10 here. I loved I th- it. I think I'd give it a 9 out of 10. Yeah, it's so good. I loved every second of it. Yeah, like it's, there Why is, weren't my books this good? Yeah. Oh, my God. I really lucked out this week. Uh, but you know who else is going to luck out? Who's that? Everybody, Eric. Because it's time for Ryan and his other side segment, Eric. I, you know what? It's like a dream come true. Is it? Brian gets mad at me so much about these intros. <laughs> I was just gonna, I was actually thinking I'm going to just play it straight, be so positive. I, I actually I like to get him angry. <laughs> But then he gets so angry at me, but then he yells at me on Twitter, and I can't, I don't know that he's yelling, and the next thing I know, I think the other side segment's done, yeah. uh, and that he's going to come and kill my kids. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, Ryan. It's, I woke up this morning, and I said, Do you, this day is not complete till the other side segment. Weird thing to say. That is positive. I actually told him, or I said this before in the podcast, I message him a lot and say to him, like, hey, you're going to do this book. I bet you're going to do this. And I'd like to think during the week I'd try to kind of guess. I was way off this week because this week he is what I like to call the loot crate of a podcast segment because he it didn't tell me what he's going to do. So right there, you got a blind bag, Eric. And I don't know the UPC symbol to look up what's in that blind bag that you do, <laughs> you cheater. Uh, but, yeah, he said he might talk a couple books. It's like a grab bag. A couple books. Maybe a little Deadpool movie. 
and maybe an, a review of Fat Girls and Cosplayer. I, that sounds amazing at the end. It does. Yeah. Fat Girls and Cosplayer. So, yeah, Luke, create a freaking other side segment. Oh, you get a right. bunch of stuff, and you'll probably be disappointed yeah. by the end. Oh, Boom! my goodness. Hey! <laughs> oh, you get stuff you didn't want. Oh, actually, I think a lot of people want to hear what he thinks of uh, Deadpool. Yeah. Spoiler alert, Eric. I do not, because I'm going to see it tomorrow. Spoiler alert. The one guy at work came up to us and like, hey, I saw this commercial with this Spider-Man movie. And I hated him so much. And it's one of those where everybody has to have a guy like this at work, you know, like a half retard. Half, three quarters. We got a bunch of half, you know, some fool. That wasn't even the joke. The joke is, I hate when these guys, they know that you like comic books, obviously. Yeah. Um, we have a little thing at work where I will not let anybody know that I'm involved with you nope. in a site or a podcast. And it's not because I'm ashamed, Eric. might be ashamed that I work with you. <laughs> no, I, I actually just don't want anybody to have anything to talk to me about. So I don't want that. I don't want them to have an in. And also, I don't like them to. Uh, I know once I get involved somehow, it's going to become a big joke. Like they yep. actually talk to you. Uh, the one guy who kind of is like my supervisor now. Said to me that you were out uh, two Friday not, this week. Yeah, last Friday. And he said to me, I don't, I never even said to you about this. I think he went to the site. No, he didn't really? see my name. But he's like, yeah, Eric does that site. It looks pretty good. You know, if he doesn't like his job, it was all about you like not showing up. He's like, if he didn't doesn't like this job, he should just like make money on that. People make money on that stuff, right? And the one guy, the boss's son's there, and I'm facing away from the guy, and. <laughs> The boss's son starts going, yeah, well, Jim, and I'm just, I gave just him the word. I'm telling you, I, I didn't even have the opportunity to give like that <laughs> over the, and I couldn't shake my head. What I gave him, the stare, scared the shit out of him, <laughs> and he shut the, I'm telling you, right dead in his tracks. And it, it never even continued. How did you never tell me this all uh, week? I forgot all about this because it was the week before. Yeah, I looked at him. And I'm telling you, he and it, it was so weird because he, oh, and Jim, and then he just stopped, never even tried to to play it off or anything. And then I turned around, said to the guy, yeah, I should talk to him about that. Get out of here. But yeah, I, <laughs> I don't want him to hear this stuff. But uh, what I, this all goes back to the guy who comes up to you, hey, that Spider-Man movie, you know that's Deadpool, and you see this fucking blank stare yep. at you, and then you realize why, or you question, why did he open his mouth? Because he doesn't want to hear any of this. It's just another thing that he thinks he can say. And usually he's telling you that you're a loser and have no life when all he does is sit around and shit his pants. Yep. Get free food. That's all he does. Uh. All he does. Uh, yeah. See, Ryan, you won't, you get mad when we talk about old uh, Hollywood stars that became whores. Now we're talking about a guy shitting his pants. Take it away, Ryan. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to The Other Side. I am, as always, your host, Ryan Bradis, Daycare Clark, here to bring you the non-DC Comics talk and reviews on the otherwise mostly uh, all DC and nonsense Weird Science DC Comics podcast. Uh, this week, being that it is installment number 51 of The Other Side, so if you are 
doing the math and including the week that I took off for Thanksgiving to move into my house, not just to take off for Thanksgiving, since that's what Jim thinks it is that I do here. I thought I'd switch things up a little bit. There were quite a few books that came out this week and quite a few that I have um, talked about on the podcast before or wanted to and not really had an opportunity to talk about. So I've got a nice long list of books here I thought I'd run down, kind of talk about a few different things and just see what sticks, kind of make this an off-the-cuff, a little bit of a stream-of-consciousness uh, kind of review segment for this week because there's just a lot to, to get out there. And I've been doing this for a while, so I thought I'd have some fun and make it make it a little uh, lower-key uh, segment here. Uh, this week saw the final issue of the Aliens Vampirella miniseries coming out, and while I really enjoyed the art, uh, unfortunately the last installment kind of fell uh, fell a little flat for me. I wasn't as impressed with the the ending of the story as I was uh, how the story began, or with how I was uh, enjoying the middle half, really, of the story. Things started to shape up. We got to see more vampires. Uh, there were lots of casualties. The the sort of alien queen that was also part vampire, I thought was a really awesome visual, and unfortunately this issue just kind of um, lamely uh, you know, fell over the finish line to complete it. Wasn't nearly as as fun or interesting as I had hoped it would be. Um, All New Wolverine number five also came out this week, which is a book I've really been enjoying. I like the Laura Kinney X-23 um, Wolverine character. I think that she does a great job in this book. I really like how she's uh, portrayed in the All New X-Men, which the fourth issue of that came out this week. And in that, she's dating Angel uh, from the, the original time-displaced uh, Golden Age X-Men. Um, and so they have a little bit of a, a back and forth uh, issues with their relationship because Angel doesn't like how um, Wolverine Senate sort of throws herself headfirst into danger because she can grow her skin back and heal broken bones and do all these things. And uh, there was a really fun dynamic in all new X Men. Not really fun because it's kind of a, a downer emotional moment where you feel Angel is hurt because of how um, how often Wolverine uh, throws herself into the fire, literally and figuratively, just to, uh, the way Angel surmised it, uh, see how badly she can hurt herself, uh, which was, I thought, a really, really gut-punch kind of turn of phrase there, and I really like both uh, All-New Wolverine and All-New X-Men, uh, both of which fe- feature the X-23 um Wolverine character. Uh, I'm not really missing a lot of uh, Wolverine in the main uh, Marvel Universe. Old Man Logan, uh, which I have all caught up on. Uh, Jeff Lemire and Andrea Sorrentino back together. Uh, I loved their run on Green Arrow, so to see them doing more with Marvel and to see them making a Wolverine book that's not a main standard um you know, main continuity Wolverine book for Marvel is is awesome and has been a lot of fun to read. Um, Kevin Eastman, uh, creator co-creator of the Ninja Turtles, finished off his uh, Fistful of Blood miniseries this week through IDW, which was not uh, as impressive of an ending as I had hoped. I liked the twist ending of it. 
Um, but beyond that, there was not a, not much very exciting for it. I remember reading the first installment of Fistful of Blood from an, episode, an issue of Heavy Metal magazine. I think I picked up when I was in high school. Uh, got lucky enough to pick up one of those polybagged porn comic magazines from a gas station somewhere who didn't ask for my ID, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is so cool!" And oh my god, there's a there's a story about a, a, a silent cowgirl who wears her bra and panties with chaps and guns and blow stuff up, and then 15 years later they decide to finish the story. It was the weirdest thing that that's how they decided to go with this, but I think it was an interesting miniseries, and it probably is going to read better in a collected edition uh, than anything else. Um, two different Warren Ellis books out this week, Injection and James Bond. Injection has been a fantastic story. Uh, I love that we get a lot of uh, international-vibed uh, characters with this. We have a British woman, so anybody that enjoys uh, all of the ridiculous um, impersonations Jim does of his mother, uh, you can get some actual British people and not Dick Van Dyke with a chimney sweep uh, impression of British people, which is really good, and James Bond, another English character, uh, really just a, a, f a fun... Uh, take on something that you really only get to see in movies now, so something that's a comic book that doesn't look or feel uh, like all the other comic books out there has been really great. Um, the fourth issue of Jughead is out. Uh, Chip Zdarsky's humor all over it. Erica Henderson, who does the art of Squirrel Girl, does a really great job on this book. It's just really fun to read. There's the main story, and it just feels like Basically, every issue is just an excuse to put Jughead into daydreamy, insane um, fantasy sequences. This one involves um, Jughead becoming a, a pirate who can't grow a beard, and then it turns out that everybody rallies behind him when they find out that the new principal at, at Riverdale High is turning the school into a place to train Secret Agents, which is just a great, ridiculous sort of rallying cry moment for these guys to get together on, is that their principal is some sort of supervillain trainer in secret, who <laughs> is a, an administrator for a high school. Just weird and fun and funny. Uh, the Autumn Lands, uh, formerly Tooth and Claw, then Autumn Lands, Tooth and Claw, now back to just the Autumn Lands. Uh, a weird high fantasy book with anthropomorphized animals and the the sort of uh, anti-hero of this story being the only human it is that exists around all these people. And there's a lot of uh, unanswered questions as to, to where the human that is brought forward from the past in the first arc, which is crazy. Uh, you know, where all the humans went. Now there's just animals. So there's lots of, lots of questions left. And how did that become the, the, the standard here? And there's, there's lots of magic. Um, this was a bit slower issue, but those first eight issues are, are really great. That first arc was just awesome. And I really enjoyed that. Um, Weird World is a fun, um, different book from Marvel. I've really liked reading um, with uh, Black Knight also being set in Weird World. It kind of 
begs the question how all these people can find themselves in a place that never seems to be able uh, to be a destination. It's just somewhere that you find yourself, but that in Black Knight, the Avengers Unity Squad just sort of goes there. Uh, I don't know if that's a thing to do with magic. Maybe it is, maybe it's not. Um, and then uh, Welcome Back uh, was a book that was orig originally done as a four-issue miniseries. It's being brought back um, the, the uh, sort of eternal war of reincarnating um, warriors on each side of the these, you know, ages-old battle lines and... Um, I think it's a it's a really strange book. Uh, the first arc was good. I thought it wrapped it up uh, pretty neatly. This fifth issue, uh, not as good as I had hoped for, um, but it's just the first issue of the new arc, so we'll see if the continuation of the story can't improve things from there. And uh, Zodiac Star Force number four, the final issue of the sort of uh, Degrassi meets... Um, uh, Sailor Moon story uh, comes to a close. I thought it was really fun and unique and probably a book that, um, not that there are probably any that listen to this show, but that female comic book readers and young female comic book readers could really uh, get into and enjoy quite thoroughly. Uh, there were a ton of books out this week, a lot of stuff that, that I didn't even get to talk about here, that I didn't get to talk about on my podcast, which is the Brightest Daycare Weekly podcast, available on my website, brightestdaycare.com, and via iTunes and Stitcher. Um, beyond that, I have a lot of stuff that I've been reading, uh, not too much. In the back catalog, I did find... Uh, the Django Zorro uh, collected edition. I definitely want to get into reading that. I enjoyed the uh, Django Unchained uh, comic book adaptation of the film I thought was great, um, so I'm definitely excited to get into that. Speaking of film, uh, on Friday night I went and saw the new Deadpool movie. I thought it was fantastic. It's fun and funny and gross and full of action, and anybody who, who can stomach listening to this podcast every week uh, with these these weirdos telling awful stories about shit and piss and and masturbating in front of their parents while their grandparents are visiting downstairs, uh, you can definitely get behind a, a movie like Deadpool. It's just it's just good fun. I took my wife and she really enjoyed it, and I think we're going to try and sit down and talk about it uh, here this weekend. Go over the movie and just talk about it. Get her uh, sort of newbie perspective on the Deadpool movie. But in my opinion. Uh, having read quite a bit of the Deadpool series uh, here over the last couple of years, it feels really true to form to the book. It feels like uh, like an actual comic book adaptation, but as far as I can tell, it's a new, different story. And the random addition of Colossus and Negasonic Teenage Warhead were fun, silly additions, and then seeing Blind Al and Weasel getting added in to sort of round out Deadpool's rogues gallery was awesome. A lot of fun. Uh, officially, it, it broke opening night R-rated movie box office records. It is on par to break opening weekend R-rated box office movie records. And the sequel has already been greenlit. And one pretty big-name Deadpool uh, character has been name-checked in the post credit scene. So it is a pretty good... Uh, guess there that there will probably be 
uh, a new new guy in town for the next Deadpool film. Uh, but that is all for me. I think I've rambled on enough for this week. Uh, you can check out my podcast, like I said, uh, on iTunes and Stitcher, Brightest Daycare, two words. You can read all of my written reviews at my website, brightestdaycare.com, and you can reach out to me either via Twitter at BDC Comics, on the Weird Science DC Comics blog uh, message boards, which is at uh, weirdsciencedccomicsblog.blogspot.com. Uh, there's the um, brightest daycare other side segment there. I try to check it every couple of days and correspond with people uh, that leave me questions or, or suggestions, so you can reach out to me there. Or you can email me directly at brightestdaycare at gmail.com. Uh, that's all for me this week, and until next week, I'll see you on the other side. And we're back, Eric. We okay. are back. We had the grab bag segment of the other side, and I don't know anything about it. I'm nope. sure he liked Deadpool. Everybody who's told me about Deadpool uh, simply adores it, Eric. They I'll tell you on Monday. It. Yes. Um, really pushing to go see it tomorrow. I know I said I wasn't going to see it in the movies, and I even said it tonight. I might go. Maybe I'll take my uh, son You're going to take Zach. your kids? No, I'll maybe I'll take Zach. He's old enough for that, right? He's three. My father would have taken me if I was seven. He's 16. He can go. Um, before we go on, we, I'm a little down. Oh, I, I, need, I need a little uh, fucking leprechaun. It's a leprechaun, yeah, dude. Like, hit, me, hit me with the leprechaun. To me, it looks like a leprechaun to me. All you got to do is look up in the tree. Who else in the leprechaun say yeah? yeah? God damn it. I'm still not that up. Leprechaun <laughs> can't do it. We, during the break, we went to the site, looked at some stats, looked to see what people are commenting on, and some fucking asshole... No, you're going to tell me that we don't know if he's negative or not. Nope. Uh, in the, uh, sure he is, but... In the Serial podcast had the comment. I wonder, what did he put? What's the exact fucking quote? That fucking guy, you uh, know, I don't want to mix up his words. This fucking okay. genius. I really want to know how many people will listen to this. Okay, yeah, he really wants to know, huh? I want to know who the fuck his name is. He go, goes under anonymous. anonymous. Uh, he's obviously a troll, and uh, who cares? Why do you want to know that? Why? What do you get out of that to go to a site? That's like me showing up at a uh, fucking... I don't know, CNN, and they have like, oh, my God, here comes a hurricane. Yeah, I really want to know who's concerned about this. Uh, fucking do something else. I said he posted that at 1243 a.m. Don't you have anything better to do? Really? And I'd love to say that I know that he's one of these other anonymous guys on the site. There's a couple. It looks like there's two or three. I'm telling you, if, if, if he actually does listen to the podcast, you're not welcome anymore. Leave. <laughs> Please. You know, I want to know fucking the last time you saw a vagina. How about that, Eric? I used How to keep my eyes that? closed. Don't talk about that. Don't. Oh, God. Now I'm, I'm fucking so angry. Oh, I'm good. We got books. Here's the deal. I love people complaining about free fucking entertainment. And if you don't like it, you don't listen to it. How about that? Anonymous. Annie-onymous. Fucking jerk. Now I'm mad, Eric. Fuck this. Oh, good. I'm leaving. That's it. I'm going. All right, everybody have a great week. We'll That's see you in it, seven. I'm done. I'm done. Oh, good. Now he's actually walking away. All right, I'm back. Eric. Oh, shit, he's it's back. This freaking shit. It's these fucking headphones that I got from you. It's so hard to put on, though.
I'm set you got for me. They're at work and they're a spare set for me if I, I case I don't have stole any. them. God damn it. I told you the other day I had my earphones and there only has one ear going and I can't do the podcast with those. I'm not, what do you think? I'm fucking Rockefeller? Go out and buy fucking earphones? I bought some yeah. Batman headphones. You fucking you got your sugar mama over there. Yeah. All right, we're gonna go on this podcast that who knows who listens to it. I'm sitting there, I'm gonna type my fucking do-do-do. You good now? No. God damn it. I fucking hate people that do this. I, I wasn't even that angry. Then I start talking about it, I'm fucking angering myself. I always need an enemy, Eric. Usually it's you. I know. Or Reggie with his fucking soggy cereal. Communist. Yeah, that's right, Reggie. <laughs> Reginald. I was going to call him Reginald in the beginning of our digital spotlight, and I forgot. I don't know if that's even his fucking real name. Who knows? Who He's knows? an enigma, that guy. I, I get, like, fucking eight different males, fucking different names, and it throws me off sometimes. <laughs> like, who the fuck is doing this? Like, they're talking to me like they know me. Oh, it's Reggie. Oh, it's my mom. I'm on to you, Reggie. Uh, new, suicide, new Suicide Squad number 17. Reggie reviewed this, so mm-hmm. this is going to be his write-up, and he was pissed because I told him he needed a little more of a write-up, Eric. <laughs> he got mad. Written by Tim Seeley, art by Juan Ferreira. <sighs> let's, let's collect our thoughts. The new creative team introduces itself in their incarnation of the Suicide Squad through a tour given by Amanda Waller of Bell Rep Prison's Villains Ward. They are sent to Hong Kong to protect American sympathizer Chen Lo. Chen Lo who is a target of the triad because they hate Big Macs. Who doesn't? I, yeah, I don't. that's my least favorite. That is the, the burger that you always want to get as a kid to make oh, yourself yeah. feel like an adult. And then that is the first taste of how shitty it is to be an adult, Eric. It sucks <laughs> being an adult. And that first taste of Big Mac, my, when I think of the shittiness of an adult, I think of that secret sauce. Deadshot, Harley Quinn, Cheetah, and El Diablo do a I terrible job. I think of all job. that goddamn lettuce. They do a terrible job blending in. And when Chen Lo is inevitably grabbed by the triad, they make a complete fucking mess of it. Everyone is redeemed, however, when the entire team is seemingly, seemingly killed by a mysterious hovering figure that's been a step ahead of them all along. Reggie has, I like that freaking third person. Reggie has faith in Juan Ferreira's art. It was a little stiff in this issue, but he hopes it will warm up over time. Reggie has less faith in Tim Seeley's writing, but hopefully with the introductions out of the way, the book will get to more complete stories. Due to this issue being somewhat of a pilot issue, Reggie gave this a gracious 6.5 out of 10. And we're going to go on because, uh, yeah, he was gracious in my mind. I did not like this issue. Yeah, I, I didn't care for I it I didn't either. like it at all. And I'm telling you, it might be sour grapes. Not it because is. of Anonymous writing that goddamn comment. Nope. But... I seem to be one of the biggest fans of Sean Ryan and Felipe Barones' run on Suicide Squad. And I'm right there with you. In fact, um, it seems like a lot of these reviews are taking their time out from the review to badmouth them. Not by name, because I don't think they read it. No. These people are all calling out, this is the Suicide Squad that I always wanted. And then in the review even will admit that they've never read one in the past three years. And it's bullshit. And sometimes four or five. Now, now I'm fucking, I'm so angry because I, I, I this and that goddamn comment. But <laughs> I, I don't like when people jump in on a book. And yes, I know that they're going to jump in on this. Number one, it's a new creative team. Fine. It's a big deal. Number two, it is 
more in line with this movie coming out. And where I got mad because I thought DC was really fucking Sean Ryan and Felipe Baronis, the hype is getting more and more for the movie. So when you're like, okay, there's a new creative team. I can jump on right away. I, I won't. You know what I mean? That it, it's a good jumping on point. Oh, yeah, I got you. But don't make a good jumping on point a reason to badmouth other things. Uh, because I'm telling you, these people can yell and scream about it, and anybody listening can think, oh, the Suicide Squad has been horrible. I've liked it. I really I've have. I've liked it a lot. Um, it had turned into a really good book where it had turned into a really good character books issue to issue and it was a character study and it was my favorite version of harley it was my favorite version of deadshot it was a great version of uh reverse flash before he left and boomerang was great and it had humor it had good action had all that and they got completely screwed at the end and even if People say, oh, well, their last couple issues, yeah, they were forced into getting a whole story done in two issues. And I know that for a fact, Eric. I know. I know it. I was told that. Told it by this anonymous guy. <laughs> now, but it, this book, I like Juan Ferrer's art. Well, we're not going to go step by step through this no, one. We did not, not review it. But I, I do want to point out a couple things. But I, I really do like Juan Ferrer's art. And I'm telling you, I love his art on a cover. He does a lot of covers, and his art to me is really suited for that because it's more of like almost like a snapshot type thing in a painted way, you know, if that even makes sense. But I his, his art does not lend itself to a lot of motion. Not at it's all. It's a lot of really cool panels, uh, a lot of uh, sequences in a action scene of his. If there, say, it was a movie. You're taking out maybe six of the fucking film things. Scene missing. Scene, yeah. Not even like in the scene, it's almost like you have a flip book sometimes where you see me going to punch you, and then the next panel, you're bleeding on the floor. You, yeah. There's not a lot of uh, congruency between the panels of an action scene with him. Uh, again, I'm not saying his art's bad. It's not. It's no. really, really good. I really, I really liked I it on Gotham think, by Midnight. I'm really worried that it does not fit this book. And I was thrown off a bit because a lot of the characters had kind of things that reminded me too much of Gotham by Midnight. Yeah. And it just, I just don't think it fits right now. Um, I am not a big fan of Tim Seeley. Don't mind his writing in this. I, I think he does a pretty good job. Uh, he seems to hate the British. Yeah, he does. And yeah. He, he, and basically, the whole concept of this is, like Reggie said, it's a pilot episode of Suicide Squad to, to introduce you to what the team will be. It's a little different from what it's been. Um, but where it is very different are these characters are really no continuation from uh, issue 16. Not we at are, all. This should have been a new number one. If, if, you, if it was me, I would have just held the line, let... Uh, Felipe Baronis and uh, Sean Ryan finish their deal and start up at the number one and rebirth. Suicide with this. Squad rebirth, bam! Yeah, I would have went with that because it, it's a really weird transition. I don't know what's going to go on if this book has a rebirth. Then I'm really going to wonder what the fuck happened because then you're only going to get a couple issues of this. Um, if they do a rebirth, it won't be a reboot. It'll be a rebirth in the fact that. They'll have a couple new members of the team, which I would guess would line up with the movie. And I'm telling you, the, the characters in this, it's like Tim Seeley's like, all right, what are the new characters in the movie going to be like? Can I watch the movie? No, you get to watch the teaser. Yep. Yeah, you Here get you to go. watch the trailer because everything in this with the, the characters really comes off 
as the characters in the trailer. Oh, like and Harley hanging from that freaking uh, yeah. the sheets in the freaking trailer. Boomerang she- being a guy who punches people. Yeah. In this, he's been punched. He's obviously, they even spell it out. He can't be in the field because he gets in too many fights. Yeah, and Harley's hanging upside down when we first see her. Yeah, yeah. It, it really does come off like that. Now they can't go full out and make uh, Will Smith dead shot. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, even him, I'm telling you, the whole thing in Sean Ryan's was you have dead shot. He's a criminal. He wants to be a better guy in that. He has a daughter. He mentions that at some point in this run. But the whole thing was he's a guy. And, and Sean Ryan, I'm telling you, I can tell what he's like, okay, we need some sort of thing. Deadshot is pretty boring. He just shoots things. Yeah. What can we do to make it interesting? And what happened is he was injured. And he did not have his aim anymore. And the whole thing was, and it was a lot of this. You also had Black Mana, who was on that team, because he lost Aquaman. Aquaman isn't the worst thing. He doesn't have that anymore. And so he needs something. So he lost the most important thing. And it was one of those. And while you got a Suicide Squad where they are villains who are trying to kind of work out their sentence, whatever. It was more that they were having redemption as characters, as people. And it works so well. It was. And I don't know why this is turning into a fucking commercial for Sean Ryan's run, but <laughs> I'm telling you, that's how much I liked it, and I really wish that if you wanted to go back and read it, go back and read it, and I, you could, you don't have to go from the beginning even, because it really got better around like issue eight if, in my mind, I think, because at the beginning it was a little, it was a little shady. Yeah. Where they were having the China and stuff. But, yeah, it got really good. Uh, here, it just seems like a step back to me. And people seem to like it enough. I, I don't know. I, I, I just, it did get me angry. I saw a couple of reviews like, this is what we've been waiting for. Finally, we get a, a Suicide Squad that would, that the team deserves. Stuff like that. But. Well, I'm, saying, I'm looking at the team here. We, like, we have uh, the normal characters like Boomerang, yeah, Deadshot, and Harley. Dead, yeah. And then we have these side characters that don't get to go in the field. Yeah, they're like, too uh, dangerous. Black Mana, The Parasite, New Wave, Mudslide, Mudslide. Crow Jane, and The Lamplighter. Yeah. And I, then we also get to make sure that we know that this is a part of the movie – El Diablo. Yeah, El Diablo's in the team. Yeah, and these oh, other guys, I, for, like I they forgot said, Cheetah as well. Cheetah's yeah, now Cheetah. on the team. Too. And Cheetah is one where we had discussed, um, you know, me and you just talking. We were wondering what happened to that team, that team that was The one that was previewed after and Convergence. Like with a Black Hand. and a Black Hand, and Poison, Poison Ivy. Ivy. And we said it was one of those where everybody started getting their own books and they, they had to go that way. Um, Cheetah was the one we couldn't remember. Yeah. Uh, so that was that's okay. I, I don't mind Cheetah on the team. I, I really don't. I, I don't mind she's doing this. She's wild book. card to a degree. Yeah, she is. And it's weird. Is She's almost like the, the how can I say it? She's like the wild Harley Quinn even. You know yeah, what I mean? At times, especially when they get into uh, uh, the costume and makeup later on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. you couldn't really tell them the difference. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the whole thing, it starts off with a really odd scene with the Russians, and I, I'm not even going to talk about it. It didn't make sense to me. I'm sure it's going to play off, but it seemed, oh, like, yeah. it seemed like the beginning was to tell you that the Suicide Squad have been real assholes before, like even Tim Seeley's jabbing in, and that they messed things up, and it, it leads to the thing where Amanda Waller's giving a British guy a tour of Bell Rev to show they want to have their own suicide squad. They want to know, hey, we heard about this test for sex. Um, we might want to do that. I'm telling you, the, the way shit has gone down, I don't know why they would. I don't even know why America <laughs> has it. It never goes right. Uh, but yeah, because this guy, it's fun. This British guy 
uh, basically wants to keep telling you that he pisses his pants. That's that's pretty the, much the ongoing bit throughout yeah, this issue. That's characterization, baby. He pisses his pants. Oh, look, it's little Britain pee pants over I, there. I do like, though, that uh, Tim Seeley does dig into the British versions of their superheroes. And uh, so they're like, oh, you know, you have your, your supervillains, right? And they're in quotes. Yeah, we've got Gentleman Ghost, the Bird, and the Hunky Punk. I want to know the hunky punk. Like, yeah, I want to, I want the hunky punk too. Gentleman Ghost, even. Uh, you like Gentleman Ghost. I do like Gentleman Ghost. A Suicide Squad member. You know what I mean? Guy just goes around fucking talking proper. Ooh. I don't even know. What, what is his power set? The Gentleman Ghost. He's a ghost. Yeah, that's it. He's he can, he can good... be physical and tangible. And, and yeah. again, why would the Gentleman Ghost care about working off a sentence? He's a fucking ghost. And you can't how blow his head off. Yeah. That's that's a big part of the Suicide Squad. Uh, yeah, they're showing them, and you said. But the hunky punk, I don't. The, know the hunky is. punk. That guy plays guitar in a band called Shitstain. Hunky punk. And eh? it, the weird thing is, the manager of Shitstain is Mudslide, Eric. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but yeah, they go in, and you said they have these weird call-outs, and I don't know if this is one of those where they're showing this. Oh, do you think we'll ever see any of these in the field? Because if we do, it probably would be Parasite and Mana. You see any? You see Crow Jane. Crow Jane's dying. Oh, we got Crow two Jane, wild new characters, showing yeah. up and they, She's dying. I don't think... The, you always... I do like to have characters that you are expendable. They're fodder, yeah. Damn yeah. right. You need um, that. But I actually thought this was one of those where they're spelling out that there is these other people like you've always seen the the freaking usual suspects and you have to think some people have to think like jesus christ you know there's the same team they never get anything done right why aren't you changing it up and they're throwing in the whole aspect hey there are other guys they're just not ready yet we have to get them ready I don't mind that. I don't. I think uh, if they do get put in the field, Crow Jane's going to so his lamplighter. I think New Wave will stick okay. around, and maybe even Mudslide will die. But that's what I liked about the original New Fifty Two run of Suicide Squad, because we got these strange characters like joining the team, like Yo Yo and Voltiac, yeah. and they were just there to fucking die. Yeah, and um, and actually, I ended up enjoying them and got mad when they would die. I'm telling you, this is where, if in fact she's not in this book already. Uh, Enchantress is going to be joining in. I, it's just I, you can't tell me that every guy on the team isn't going to show up. And who else is on this? Slipknot, Slipknot, Croc. and they're going to show up, and they're going to be put in this wing, this B wing or whatever it was, where they're not quite ready. And then you'll they'll work in. They'll they'll show them getting ready. You know and what I'm August saying? August is issue. They'll get out. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that'll be the team. And I and. Here's where I think they'll they'll try to play it coy, like like Slipknot might not be in there, like one figure. Uh, but yeah, then they go, and I'm telling you, I said I wasn't gonna go bit by bit, but I do want to point out it really got me mad because there's this goddamn British guy. My mom's British. I hate British people. I, I Good hate times. Them. No, I like them. Um, how does he not know about Captain Boomerang? I'm telling you, this guy is there to study or figure out. Where, like, oh, we want to start our own suicide squad in Britain. Right. You think they'd know the team from before, correct? No, you I think, think that, they don't. You I don't, don't think, think they know they, anybody going in. You don't, you don't think that this British guy or the whole government, they, they just like the idea of the suicide squad but never have heard of any of these villains or any of this. 
Yeah. That's bullshit. I, I don't think the people in America know who Hunky Punk is. No, or fucking, no, but if you were in a committee to go and find out if you should have a suicide squad, I think that you would have had a dossier about the suicide squad. And at, at points, Boomerang was on it. They would have notes and tell you, okay, we want to do this too. This is who they had. Uh, you know, find out about how they got Harley in here. Find I out what they do to do this. That This isn't just a guy showing up out of nowhere and saying, oh, well, Bell, how did I get here? Oh, Suicide Squad. No, no I think he was, like, take, he was taken, not taken, but he went there to have this whole, like, walk through and find out what everything was about. Yeah, I'm telling you, they would know. They even talk about fucking earlier. They talk about the goddamn uh, the V T. What is the, what are they? I Fucking it. Victory V. Victory V. The, he knows all about them, and so does Waller because they know what's going on. They've studied these things to see what works and doesn't work. It's stupid that he doesn't know who. And all it is is another setup to explain who he is. And he makes fun of him too. He goes, "Oh, Captain Boomerang. I assume Lady Lawn Dart is just around the bend." This is a, a, you know, I know he's not a super villain. So I'm not a, I'm not like a high-ranking politician. I've never have been. I don't know how this works. These guys, uh, he's part of a committee to get this type of thing going. It's stupid. This would be like we're, you know, oh, I'm gonna send you to go find out about. Uh, this could be the guy that these tires finds work. out about all this and then reports back and has yeah, the report yeah, all handed so all other people will know. Else. It, well, I, the v, the victory V are the fucking British. No, I'm, I know, but uh, Waller knows about them. Well, yeah, they're the superheroes, but they're the heroes. I'm saying they're, this is ridiculous. I'm These really are telling you some, like, that Captain they don't Boomerang know. That's why I think they villain. throw in Crow Jane, New Wave, because nobody knows about them. Yeah, this is Captain Boomerang who's been on the team. I really thought that it was – again, what I'm saying is it is such a contrived way to introduce Boomerang is to have a guy not know who he is so you can explain who he is and, and then also explain why he's not on the team. It's, I didn't think that was a big deal. It was deal. so hokey to me because he's – I'm telling you, he's there to look at, at the – the things he's there he should know he may not know cheetah i think he knows i think he would know who harley quinn is why because they have studied they know about this we this don't know squad. that I, I think that they do how would they You're know about the conclusions squad? how would they I, know about the squad tell me I, how they know about suicide squad i think it was a meeting set up by the american government and the british government to talk about trying to do this for the british but i think that the british went to them because they want to do it not yeah. the, not the Americans saying, "Hey, you know what? You should try this." Well, yeah, how then? But how did they hear about it? From them being on the news? Yeah, and he would know the team. They the, would have been on the news. I'm saying the team. So you, you want to keep that on the down low that these are being held here from the, and the American government's doing. The whole point no, is they, passing this off. That. He already said, "Hey, we got our supervillains that we can get involved." Yeah. And he already spelled out who they have that they would they would get. And it's yeah. a joke because they're terrible. He knows that they have supervillains there that are on this team. And he would know from, like you said. Now, you, you would think it's a black ops thing that doesn't get much on the news. They've heard about it, though. I yeah. just I really thought it was hokey, the whole thing about not knowing who they are, even though he's there to, to see how it goes to see if they could start their own team. I just thought it was stu it's such a stupid way and to me a lazy way to, to have a story set up just to introduce characters. Well, you need that, and I thought it was fine the way they did it. No, I, I, I'm telling you, the, I, this guy is like one of the higher guys in what this committee would be and has no idea what's going on. 
And again, you could even say, oh, El Diablo, he's new. He just got on there. But the others, you could even have them go up and like, oh, this must be Harley Quinn. I've heard about her. And I just, it, it really, ups, not upset me. It's getting me angry now. But it, I thought it was stupid. I really thought that this guy would be more in the know because he's going there to almost say that he goes back to Britain and says, it's a go. Looks good. Yeah. But you don't get that here. You're just getting like he's on a sightseeing tour. Uh, again, you know what you could have had? Fuck this Britain and their team. Have this be fucking a guy that they found out how shitty the old team was, and they set up a committee in the Senate to go and make sure shit's on the up and up. And that this almost sounds like Big in. Sage. Yeah, well, yeah, and that went wrong. And again, that would be another thing to find out, hey, what'd you let Vic Sage? But they're not going to mention Vic Sage. But then they go, like you said, there's Harley. She's acting like in the trailer. They show El Diablo in, in a point where it even looks exactly like a scene from the trailer <laughs> where they show his face. and freaking nonsense. Then they show Deadshot, and he does the stupid thing where he shines the light on him and makes a fucking crosshair. And he's the, some shadow puppets. He's the leader. I say he's a fucking shadow puppet. He's like next thing he's gonna fucking make a puppet, and then he's gonna I don't know what else do you do when you look have Amanda. Shadow puppets? Look, look, it's a bunny. Yeah, or the it's one where dog. you have the guy running. <laughs> I was terrible at shadow puppets. I really was bad. Did you ever have an issue that they weren't really puppets? Like, did that anger you? No. I thought that you'd be like, they're not puppets. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, they get called. They have a job, Eric. They got to get ready in an hour. Go off to fucking China. Is that where they go? Yeah. yeah. They, they go to Hong Kong, and uh, they mention. And, and again, it's weird because this is a thing where they're going to protect a guy. Kind of seemed hokey to me. I don't know. It seemed more like it'd be something in the movie. Um, so they go. The guy Chung Lee. Is it yeah, Chung yeah. Lee? They're going. No, it's uh, Chen. It's Chen not Chung Lee. No, it's not Chung Lee. He does not say brick no hit back at any <laughs> point. Uh, yeah, this guy. Is that all you were looking for in this yeah, book? Yeah. They're, uh, they're there. I did like the way when they were doing this where Amanda Waller was full out uh, there with uh, the computer and stuff. She was more in touch with them. Um, yeah, this wasn't a comm link that always went out? Probably like in the movie. But I, I did like seeing You're going to hate this movie just out of principle, aren't you? I don't know if I hate the movie. I hate that this comic to me, and I might be completely wrong, because obviously I've seen, I think, as much of the movie as freaking Tim Seeley has. I just don't like that that like they make this seem like, oh, my God, the, the saviors have come, and we got this. Uh, they end up protecting Chung Lee. So we've been talking for a while how we would think if, if DC was smart, they would know, tie the Suicide Squad into the but movie. this isn't. I, I actually I said that the movie itself I, I wouldn't I didn't want to tie in I I think that this is better a book better to just have on its own like you wouldn't have Batman and Batman and Superman books change towards the movie you I agree yeah so I just I think this is a book that has such a good opportunity to be something different and have you know what I mean and have it a little off. Uh, than what they have, but yeah, I guess it might be smart. But are people going to buy this book that are interested in the movie? I don't think so. I don't know. People are reviewing it more books. than they were. Yeah, but it's the same old people. It's not like all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a guy from the Huffington Post is giving it a, a, a review. <laughs> Fucking Huffington Post, Eric. Yeah. Uh, Post. Yeah, it goes on there. They, shit goes wrong. Uh, Chung Lee. I'm just going to call him Chung Lee. What's Fair his enough. name again? It's Chen something. Chen, Chen Lu, I believe it is. 
Sure. I, I'm, I'm paging back so I don't offend somebody, but yeah, I think it is Chen Lu. You're worrying about offending people now? Chen Ho. Chen Ho. Chen Ho. Uh, yeah, this guy likes to get involved in fucking plays. The guy, guy is afraid he's an for activist. His, he's afraid for his life. And then now he's just he's in a play. He's on stage in this big ceremony. They're going and uh, Cheetah smells some poison. (sighs) Then they there is there is a page. I'm getting so irritated. There's a page where the big page where they even show the little thing. It's almost like a uh, a video game like yeah, I hated that Deadshot, and you had all this stuff going on. That actually was a page that you did get a little more of a. Feel emotion, but not. I'm even looking at it now. Like you have just there is Harley hitting a guy over the head. Then the next panel, the shit's falling off the the her disguise, and then she's there by herself. You're making me blush. You don't get full out. It's like things are missing. I agree. It's it's always been a style. Uh, people seem to like it. So fuck me, fuck me, Eric. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they they go to save this guy, and all of a sudden out of nowhere, a crazy. Super villain hero. Hero. Deadshot even says like, "Hey, are the Justice League in the area? The Teen or even Titans? the Teen like, Titans. Somebody's here, and there's some shit going down. She is levitating. Uh, her arms or her hands are glowing, kind of, but it does look a lot of tech, like you said, because I yeah. think it's Enchantress. Originally, I thought it was Batwoman. Looks a lot like Batwoman. It does, and maybe it is because boy, you have the hair, you have the kind of the 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 devil the devil mask, but it's kind of in a Batwoman mask type thing. And yeah, she would be there. If the only Bat- thing I could think of is a reimagined Lynx, but there's way too much tech going on for yeah, that in my mind. I, it might be Batwoman. I don't. It's weird. It can't because be Batwoman. This, why would she help them? Because it seems like the solicits, you know, a little spoiler there. It seems like they're calling out that this is somebody that wants to save them from being on the Suicide Squad. And the only thing that Batwoman, that she needed their help, I don't know. The way it plays out here, though, it looks like she's taking out the Suicide Squad. Like she's part of the uh, Ghost Dragon clan. Yeah, yeah. It's trying to be that. But, yeah, you know they're not dead. And they oh, they're not dead. That's, but that's, you know, all of a sudden everybody's dying. And it, it makes me laugh because I'm wondering, what's this British guy thinking about this team now? And you dude, know, they're that, all dead. That, next and, issue, whole new team. Yeah, that'd be so good. <laughs> other guys. And Tim Sealy comes in and kills off Harley, Deadshot, all of them. Yeah. And you see that. It, is that the person carrying somebody away in that one panel? When, a, when Waller's like, oh, no, my suicide squad. And you see somebody there that looks like maybe carrying somebody. Uh, but yeah, they look like everybody's dead, and I like in the look there. You see, Cheetah just doesn't even want to look in the camera. She's pissed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the the guys, the you know, and then the big fucking line. Oh, time to pluck some new weeds, eh? Eh? Hey, no love. I think actually it does. Oh no, Harley goes. Yay, Governor. Yeah, I did not like it. I didn't care for it that much. Yeah. I liked it better than you. I'm guessing yeah, no, because I, I got angry then at you. Freaking not agreeing with me, but yeah, actually, that's I would, how you work, huh? Yeah, I would have gone about a six. Yeah, but, I'd go a six as yeah, well. Yeah, it wasn't like I hated it, but I really don't like that they're like really forcing it down your throat a little. That this you is you need like a the, reintroduction the to these characters since you're starting off a whole new thing. Yeah. I didn't think it was a bad way to do it. Again, though, if you're gonna really do some, just start it anew. In a di- I, I don't know. Maybe it's just that it's the 17 that the fucking gets on my nerves that they're not. I don't know. But how many times? What are you going to have? The new, new Suicide Squad? 
Who knows? But yeah, Reggie gave it a six five. I would have won around a six. Yeah. Uh, it's not a, a bad issue overall. I don't care for it as a first issue to introduce these characters because it was too much of the movie, like just being crammed down our throats. Yeah. That I am biased because I did like the last run. Yeah, and I, I don't too. really I said think that, that. That's probably my main bias is I really did like the last run. And I like uh, Juan Ferrer's art. I just don't think it works for this. No. And uh, they did. I hate his heart. We even said so that uh, probably last issue, and I'm even going to look. I Obviously, I reviewed last issue. Uh, last issue had five reviews, and I'm telling you, jump between four and five for the longest time now. This got 11, so yeah. it did get some push. And the worst part of it is I look, the uh, the last couple issues, people were really giving bad reviews to. They didn't like it. Really uh, dug it. Yeah, I did too. I mean, there's even, I'm looking, one guy, the last issue of Sean Ryan's run, gave it a four. But then I, uh, I know that guy. Oh uh, yeah, you know that guy. Yeah, I got don't mad. trust that guy. No, I got mad at him because he even said like, I don't. He's always wrong. Everything he says in these reviews, he never knows what the fuck is going on. I hate people. They don't do their fucking homework, Eric. God damn. God damn it! I'm so mad now. Let's move on to a book. All right. Kind of like is Catwoman number forty nine. You know what? I used to like Genevieve Valentine's run, Eric. And what the fucking? No, I like this. No, issue. no, you like Frank Thierry. Yeah, well. I do. Catwoman number forty nine, written by Frank Thierry, art by Anaki. Miranda, which is a guy. Did you know that? I actually took that as a woman. I actually have never paid attention to I the I know that you this. thought Blonde was a woman, Eric. No, no Bengal. Bengal. Yeah, and Naki Miranda, I believe, Mr. is a guy. Blonde to me has always been a man just because of Mr. Blonde. Yeah, Eva, we'll mention him. Eva sure, De La Cruz and Travis Lanham. Camwom is back in Gotham with a price on her head, and it looks like some big names are gunning for her. She escapes an unfortunately bad killer croc, and after hearing from Mr. Blonde, figures out that the Frost Diamond contains the blackmail list of the Penguin, while Frank Thierry has shown Selina to be the smartest gal in the room up until this point. The issue ends with her being a complete idiot and paying the price for it, Eric. Paying the price. Yeah, Frank Thierry promised that he'd have a lot more Gotham uh, heroes and villains. Goddamn. And, and he does. Uh, I hope it's not like the the splash page where because I really want to see I wanted all those guys to go after him because what happens is it opens up Harley ha, or Harley Selena has a million dollar bounty on her which do you, does it make you laugh kind of I know a million dollars is still a lot it seems kind of like the whole Austin Powers thing that's like, what I kept thinking yeah uh, like a million dollars I would have went like ten it just seemed a little low. Uh, Especially for Deadshot, because Deadshot's there. And <laughs> Deadshot's Dead great because he gets the, the call, or he get, everybody's getting, like, on their phone and their computer. Fucking iPads. The, the thing. Deadshot has just killed somebody. He's just, huh, I wonder what's going on. He's a man who's always working. He is. He's a workaholic. Uh, threw me off that Poison Ivy's there, and I'm wondering if Poison Ivy's just looking at the picture, and I don't see where her other hand is, Eric. You know what I'm saying. Yes, I do. And I even get the point where maybe she will help in the next issue. Because it doesn't make sense that she would be involved going against Selena. I don't even think she'll show up. Excuse me. I just think we're seeing a bunch of people all at once to show yeah, you that the fucking I don't know. call that has gone out. That one seemed like that was like a, a call out because we do see one guy because the one guy's Riddler. I like Riddler is there. He Riddler looks like me when we were looking at the cosplay photos <laughs> uh, between segments. He's very, very, uh, very intense looking at that. Uh, I don't want to think about yes, you looking at this. There's Mr. Freeze. He's yeah. looking. Uh, it kind of makes me laugh. I don't think he's ever going to get involved in that. 
Uh, Zaz is there. Another one. He's a workaholic too, Eric. He's just let somebody say though. Zaz isn't really going out for bounties. He just likes killing folks. Yeah, I think that he just likes that. You know, maybe it's just the sport to him because you know what? That is hunting the most dangerous game. <laughs> woman, Man. woman. And then there's a nice little tie-in. I thought uh, Black Mask because it, and even he's in his car. And I'm still thinking he's driving away from Gotham still because of what happened during the Genevieve Valentine and how Selena basically kicked him out in Penguin. And I think that is pretty cool because it even says, you know, your worst enemy. And I get that this is the idea where this is his in again. He's like, oh, you know what? I'm going to go back and kill this Catwoman. She's now, yeah, and she's not what she was. She's not in control of that mob. And in fact, her... Uh, her cousin is in jail right now, which we I got furious about uh, the yes. issue or so ago. So, yeah, I wouldn't uh, be that uh, upset if he comes back. It would be pretty cool. Even I wouldn't come a, back. I'm I saying, know I you really like him as everybody. a villain. I'm not a big fan of his. I like him in the background. Like, I don't like a lot of him because I yeah. hated what they did to him in the beginning of the New 52 where yes. that mask gave him fucking mind control yeah, powers. Yeah, they're out of that now. Genevieve Valentine really set yep. the character straight. Yeah. I like where he's at. I don't want him to be a big well, player, and though. I think that... Coming up in solicits, it's spelled out before the big, uh, the big rebirth deal that she, Selena is going to face the False Face Society, and nice. that's his group. So I think that he will be back, and they'll be doing some shit. And he might even go with the "You'll be get your your." But uh, the False cake. Face Society was killed. Uh, kind of, but that same point as that. Black Mask was with them at that point, so it's obviously true. they're all going. Um, I believe that you would get your cake and eat it too, Eric. Because if he comes back, I believe it would be from the shadows. He would be, uh, you know, getting the false face society involved. Yeah. But then we move on, and there is Killer Croc from last issue's cliffhanger, where I said, oh, it has to be that he's grabbed her and like, well, you got to get off the streets, Selena. I they was wrong. They were both right. Yeah, yeah. Because I'll say, yeah, really. I got what I wanted. He was all in for the money. She guilted him into being yeah. friends against so her. You got what yeah. you wanted. Yeah, and as I well. really liked it. I liked that. I wish that he was good. I really like him as good, but in the meantime, Batgirl shows up, and really, I like it. I like that she shows up. makes no goddamn sense at all. But she really – is she there because she heard that Selena had a bounty on her look, head? Look, look. I'm a vigilante in Gotham. Yeah. I see Killer Croc and that's Catwoman what I, that's, on rooftop. I put it in my I'm notes. That's in. where I didn't know if you – but yeah, I get the idea. She was just going by. Saw, Holy shit. Saw Killer Croc and said, you know what? Selena, you know, I know Catwoman. Uh, she's not exactly good or bad, whatever. Well, no, the news I don't is want anybody she's a murderer. to die. I don't want anybody to die, though. And maybe that's the case. Maybe she's, yeah, maybe that's, does she say it? Because I don't yeah. think she does. does she, she does. She says that, but is her thing, stop Killer Croc and take Selena to the cops? Um, sure. That's what you would think. Yeah. Yeah. I she think does, she's going to she the shit knows. out of some villains and then maybe. do the right thing in the end. Okay. So they're fighting. And the GCPD show up. Hell, as far as I know, Batgirl could have caught the GCPD. Really? That is true. I just think they're they're starting. They're like you at night, causing too much uh, noise. Well, People check, check this out. You have Killer Croc on a rooftop. How are you getting him down if you're Batgirl? Yeah, really. Yeah, that you is true. You call him backup. Okay, we'll go. Uh, but yeah, then you get uh, Killer Croc gets slashed in the eyes. That's Selena's go-to that's move. so bad for him. Yeah, and she, that's her go-to move. So she's doing this, and then Batgirl and Selena start fighting. And there's a weird <laughs> deal where Selena kind of calls out the metahuman thing. Yeah, and, that's that's the weirdest part of this And part. that is actually the biggest thing that, you know, kind of got me upset in this because there's no metahumans here. 
No. Uh, me and you even talked. You you don't consider Killer Croc a metahuman, right? No, not even that. She like she was just talking about her and Batgirl. Yeah, I know that. Actually, I I even had that in my review. Uh, yeah, because they had already done like, hey, I don't need this metahuman nonsense. But yeah, it doesn't make sense. But what happens then is Croc kind of comes to. Wipes the blood out of his eyes and <laughs> grabs them in a double fucking body slam. It's a fucking it's a re- great move. It's a wrestling move. And in right fact, here. even when he gets up, it's so wrestling where he's there, and it's a cool, it's awesome page. You have the Nosferatu Nosferatu in the back. It's, so it's awesome. Good. Yeah, and in fact, this whole thing, even the fighting between Batgirl and Slant, so good. And it's one of those where um, Anaki Miranda has a thing where there's pages that don't have panels per se or the panels are even making up make uh framed by the whip or yeah. stuff going on it's a very open deal there are some but it all well, blends in together even later on there's a great thing that he it's a he right yeah i believe okay so. that he does where we see like different little clips through the goggles of cattle yeah. oh i love that i, I really love that. that i actually told you earlier in the week if you remember that people were yelling about the goggles and all, oh, when are we going to get rid of these goggles? And I said Fuck to you, there's such great. a cool thing that he does with these goggles. And even just the regular, and that's more the colorist, I guess. With the, I love the shade of the goggles. I, yeah. I really like it. And, uh, yeah, they do the body slam. And there's another thing that I'm really stretching here. But when <laughs> Selena has Batgirl by the neck, it really started to look like that Killing Joke cover of Raphael Albuquerque. I freaking <laughs> laughed. I was like, it's on their watch, baby. Pretty uh, thin, Riggs. Frank pretty Thierry. thin. Frank Thierry's a tough dude. I, I don't know. It really it does look a little like it. Fireball. Yeah, because then Selena gets away, away by, like you said, Gilt's croc says, hey, I'm the only one who likes you. You're fucking pathetic. <laughs> You're disgusting. And that's when the GCPD That's the worst up. part to me, though, too, because she's trying to kill him. Look, we're friends. Yeah. And then she goes off and so you're dis- – like she says that everybody else sees you this way. Yeah. But she really fucking jabs at him. They think you're hey, disgusting. You know how they think you smell talk, bad. You know how they talk. <laughs> uh, yeah, then the GCPD is there with a helicopter and freaking – all I could think of was uh, Killer Croc does the Wolverine and from the jumps Wolverine game. into the god yeah from the game jumps into the goddamn fucking helicopter. helicopter. <laughs> Selena gets away. Where is Batgirl? She is left on the rooftop. Yeah, she's left on the rooftop. And as far as we know, the GCPD is not too fond of vigilantes still. They and should I be really, her ass up. I really think they're arresting her. And they're going to find out her identity. They have to. It's such a weird thing. You know that's thing. not going to happen. I, well, it's such a... No, because nothing's going to happen. We're never going to hear about it. Yeah. Oh, you know what? No. I'm yeah. looking. I thought this one panel showed her run. No, it's not. It's Selena. That's uh, when they separate. Uh, yeah, she's knocked out on the, the thing, and I think that was a pretty bad oversight. Uh, but then you get to the point where she's jumping off the the deal, and you get the that whole so cool. you get the whole agility and the cat moves and stuff, and that's where you see what she's seeing through her goggles, and you also see that she has some tech there that's showing her stuff. There's writing on the bottom and stuff. Yep. I really like it. Uh, then she gets confronted by one of the villains that was checking her out. Uh, earlier, it's the Riddler, and it's the funniest, one of the funniest panels. I'm <laughs> telling you, if the, if it wasn't Batman Superman this week, this would have been my funniest part of the week, is where he tells her a riddle. <laughs> it's the, what do a million dollars and a million male deer have in common? And Selena not only gives him the punchline, which is the worst for a guy like that, and kicks him in the fucking face and knocks him <laughs> out and just leaves. It is so funny. And then, yeah, she And goes, leaves him for the cops. And by the way, the answer is they're both a lot of bucks. 
Hey, hey, sorry for no time for this fucking Eddie. And yeah, I was thinking that he's also there with a gun laying there, <laughs> and you you get a little deal with a uh, fucking uh, Skagnetti, Skagnetti, and Bullock, which I like, and it actually ties into where uh, Selena was talking earlier in this run, where New York, oh, New York is the worst. They don't care about villains. They don't treat us right. Uh, Gotham's the best place to be, and you see this where Skagnetti just thinks he sees. Selena. Sees her cow. Yeah, sees the cow and goes to shoot. And Bullock stops, gets called a fat ass. (laughs) And uh, yeah, and then the one lady goes and like, no, this was just the mask. She got away. They find the Riddler and they go. And then Selena goes, gets called by Mr. Blonde, the the deal, and even throws in the Tarantino reference. But, you know, that's more of you're wondering who it is. But it finds out, basically figures out that this diamond she has is not what it seems to be smashes it and there's a usb drive in it i don't know i think that she would have seen that usb drive in that yeah, I, diamond unless it's curious. some sort of encasing that has hit it i, I can say maybe it is but the where i get it uh, she's there with tesla and she goes to smash it and tesla who's supposed to be very smart eric goes no what the hell are you go-? like almost like if it's a real diamond she's going to ruin it it's not going to ruin. That's that's a hard piece of thing. Maybe this is Tesla's coffee table, and she doesn't want Selena fucking jagging like, no, it up. My goddamn coffee! Oh no! And then, yeah, they see the U.S. Everybody has a USB drive, freaking thumb drive, in, in Gotham. The thing is, though, it doesn't have an insignia on it, so I don't know I who this Mister Blonde is. That would have been great. It had yeah. the penguin symbol. It has his hat. It'd have the top hat, right? I think it'd be a little penguin. Would it be a penguin with an umbrella? Or maybe an umbrella. Umbrella. I like the top hat. It'd be Was almost like Peanut? the Monopoly. It'd be like Monopoly. You know, the Monopoly top hat? That's when oh, you know you're you. fancy. Yeah, or Mr. Peanut. But was yeah. always the car. Yes. They, uh, yeah, really? I was, um, I don't know. I hate Monopoly. You were Monopoly. the dog. I hate Monopoly. I might have been. Was there a dog? Was there a uh, torch? No. Huh. I was the torch. You're thinking of Puppet Master too. Maybe I was. Torch. <laughs> Strangler. But yeah, they, they, <laughs> she finds out this USB drive, which has no uh, encryption or anything, Eric. You just plug it in. And you get the. That's uh, why it was encased in a I diamond. Guess it was in a diamond. That's pretty uh, good protection right yeah, there. You get a, a list of all these people that uh, Penguin has files on the blackmail and such people as Maxwell Lord, Eric. You got Ted Cord. Uh, Bernard Buddy Baker. You got Ted Cord. You got uh, freaking Oliver Queen. You got Bruce Wayne. Ooh. And you have one Francis the Fireball Thierry. And Francis. I'm telling you, usually I hate stuff like this. I thought it was hilarious, and I, I liked it. Co- you know why I liked it? Because uh, usually, like I, I do it. I'm Eric Shea. No, he just puts himself, and it makes me laugh. And you know what? I was thinking this week. What does Francis have on? What What does Penguin have on him? And I think that he. It's because he brought back Maggot onto the X Men. That's what he has, Eric. What do you think of that, Maggot? You like that maggot? No, nobody likes nope. maggot. That's why he's on the list. But yeah, you go on, and she wants to I, find. I'm telling you, when I read that, I almost freaking sent him a freaking uh, Twitter message, Francis. Yeah. Ha, well, did ha, you ha. see what I put? What's that? Later, he he wrote us a note because he said, "Hey, thanks for that review." This was like a day and a half later. Sure thing, Fireball. <laughs> sure thing, Fireball. <laughs> oh, is that what you put? Yeah, that's what oh, I put. <laughs> I, I actually, I think I put no problem, Fireball. And <laughs> uh, yeah, he sent me back like the LOL. LOL, Eric. Everybody LOLs. Uh, but yeah, and then it ends with Selena like, oh, I got to talk to somebody who can help me with this and sets up a meeting with Bruce Wayne. And it really was off to me. 
this Carry is on. where I kind of, up until now, I was having so much fun, even with Batgirl being left there. Uh, first off, Bruce Wayne does not have a beard. Why doesn't he have a beard? I have no idea. This is the Bruce Wayne that obviously, says later, has no memory. How did Selina not know this because I don't think Bruce would just show up here. I don't think it's one of those leave a message and he's going to show. I really don't. Also, and, this is like an upscale restaurant. He doesn't have any money. Yeah, and in the meantime, he's gotten a hold of the GCPD, so he definitely knows something's not right. No, and, it's, I'm saying it's been all over the, the news. Yeah, she's a murderer. I don't think he could play it off enough to her in a telephone conversation and say. You know, like she says, hey, Bruce, it's me, Selena. I don't think right off the bat he's just going to be like, oh, and, and play it off. I think he'd be like, who is this? I, I don't know a Selena. And then, she, you know, as it went, oh, I got to meet you for, for dinner. Uh, excuse me? Who are you? How do I know you? Selena would have hung up that goddamn phone and wondered what the fuck was going on. And probably would have been one of those where she thought that Bruce was now so embarrassed of her and, and just cry. She'd be so upset. And I don't even know. I don't even know that she would go to Bruce. I, I really don't. Now, even as yeah, Selena, I really want to know why she went to Bruce. Yeah, I would have thought that she'd be like, "Oh man, this is when I needed Batman," because Batman definitely would have been who she went to. Yeah. And yeah, I, it really came off as odd. She notices then that shit's gone wrong. That she sees again. She's very smart. She's intuitive. She can see the surroundings. She knows that these people. Oh, that guy on the phone's GCPD. That guy's this, and they still get her. They zap her, and then it ends with all of a sudden out of nowhere, because I guess that's who zapped her. I, I want to imagine they're freaking all these undercover cops are there. There's the robot suit Batman yeah. freaking with an apron Pretending on. Pretending he's over. a waiter. He's a, a busboy. He's the short order cook. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, ding, ding. The, the flapjacks are up. Just doing a robot voice. I was trying to, I was trying to think of something that you get, like those crazy, like when, yeah, ding, ding, uh, bird on a platter. But yeah, it's the robot voice. Flapjacks are up. She's like, huh, that guy over there, he looks like he's, uh, that guy on the phone, he's GCPD detective. I can tell by the way he holds the phone. And boy, that short order cook really looks like a robot. Fucking he comes up and says, would you like to see our specials? <laughs> it's a hologram of shows. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, it's so good. Uh, boy, I wish I would have thought of that in the fucking review. You son of a bitch. <laughs> bing, bing. <laughs> Hash browns are up. Oh, excuse me. My steak is not well done. Fucking heat vision somehow. This two, shoots those goddamn missiles out. At it. Two eggs and wreck them. It's not. That's that's what I like. I love. I don't know any of those terms. I Here love those terms. You yeah. should have been shooting our cooks. Oh, that'd be so good. Let's uh, go do it for a week. Yes, I want to do that. I want to be like James Woods and really experience <laughs> the deal. Yeah. Hey, uh, excuse me, robot cook. Uh, this isn't done. Shoom! The missiles go. It's now <laughs> well done. Also, now she. It's talking like small wonder. <laughs> Our dishes are done. <laughs> it doesn't understand the, the nuances and subtleties of language. It's small it's, it, it's just a freaking robot suit on autopilot. It's small wonder. Oh, please, small wonder. He's hey, a large it, wonder. Hey, uh, you know, the, the music's on. These guys are cutting a rug. Why are they destroying a rug? <laughs> oh, you Batman, you don't understand things, do you? What uh, is love? <laughs> oh, God. See, now, it all washes away. 
talking about short order cook robot Batman. <laughs> give me give me some more of the I want to know more of the terms that short order cooks use. Uh, come on, come up with one while I actually look them up because I love those terms. They, they want to guard it in a bowl. <laughs> Really wet. I got like, what, like, here's a steak. I don't know. Half alive. See, I don't know the shit. I'm looking it up now. What else can he say? Oh, come on. I hope this is Give good. me a cow oh, walk God by the it. fire. What's that? Give me a cow walk by the fire. Uh, yes. Give me a cow. I don't know. I'm looking this up and nothing's <laughs> coming up either. Axle grease and pan, cow paste. That's what this one says. Shit on a shingle. Shit on a shingle. I love shit on a shingle. I looked it up and it's fucking Mel. From Alice on the street. Really? Is, do you think he's the most uh, famous short order cook? Not anymore, but at yeah. one point. Yeah, at one point, yeah. Do you think that at some point uh, Schneider uh, was the biggest handyman? Sean Schneider. Schneider was in One Day at a Time. He was the Italian-looking fella that I believe might have liked men. <laughs> in the, he I really, don't recall He was another one, I'm telling you. Um, in shows like that, uh, like The Big Ragu. Right. Uh, and I'm trying to think of some others where even Lenny and Squiggy, to a, a point, uh, always came off like they always thought these guys were so tough. And now I look at them, I could break them over my fucking knee. These guys, the big red ghosts start dancing at you. You can have a dance fight like you're a fucking West Side Story, fucking snapping. <laughs> fucking with me and you are holding hands with a goddamn knife. So we're fucking West Side Story in this. Yes, we're West Side Story. And somehow there is Batman. There is a shorter cook, I, uh, uh, Al Pacino. I don't know if that's from like Dog Day Afternoon. I don't know. He's there as a shorter cook, probably yelled hua. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, here it is. Cow on a rail. Mean. I don't know. I'm done. I've laughed too much about that fucking short order cook. Where were we? Yeah, it ends that way. Selena gets knocked out by the short order what cook. What would you give the book? And I gave it an 8.5 on the side. I love the art. I'm telling you. If I you, like it as well. The art is so good in this, except Bruce Wayne at the end. I didn't like the look of him. But other than that, I really I love the art. I love the way the panel layouts are. And I really like the story to a point. I like the fun. I like that this is more of Selena. You know, back as Catwoman, it feels like that. And though I love Genevieve Valentine's run as the mob boss thing, uh, this is a new run. And I'm yeah. not going to be like assholes who fucking pish posh anything because of another run. Uh, I like how the, he's done this. I like how it is. And he's told us the truth. There are more Gotham characters. I like it. Uh, but, yeah, I gave an 8.5. I think I give it a 7.5 to an 8. Okay. Yeah, I really liked it. But we're going to go to my favorite segment, Eric. My favorite segment. And I always say... That I'm gonna. I always call it TV time with Eric when I write any sort of thing. But it is shut up. My stories are on. Uh, you like to table say, seven yeah. is up. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> hey, what's good? And I would love it too if every car- everywhere she looks, it's it's him. He's <laughs> now. He's like there. It's almost like that Ryan the uh, the fucking commercial with Ryan uh, Reynolds commercial. Ryan Reynoldsville. Uh, everywhere they go, it's the bat suit, and it's like tipping his hat. It's, it's, all, like, it's all those different bat suits we yeah. saw at Powers International. Oh, that'd be good, yeah. Now he's like you said, he's the bus boy. He's the waiter. He's fucking. Then you see he's at the piano with the fucking dish there, or the bowl, the <laughs> fish bowl, to getting the money, and the guy tipping him is him. Is that oh, a lounge wizard? Uh, BC, yeah. Oh yeah, he's like, ding ding, hey, rape me. He's doing all that stuff. He's got doing a robot voice. Rape, rape me. Ah, uh, yes. All right. I did it all for the nookie. Come on! 
really like Dick Cheese. I love Richard Cheese. I, I used to like him. Again, that was another thing that just got old quick, though. Oh, yes. Ah, uh, yes. But let's get on with your story, sir. Who else in the level car say yeah? Yeah! Shut up. My shows are on. Welcome back to more TV fun with me, Eric Shea, as we break down the Arrowverse. First up, we got The Flash, Season 2, Episode 13, Welcome to Earth 2. If we're not back in 48 hours, you need to close the breach. Welcome to Earth 2. Hey, handsome. Close the breach. So, which one of you is in the wrong universe? Close the breach. Is in the wrong universe. You'll be stuck there forever. I just want to start off by saying that it's episodes like this that really highlight the fact that The Flash is the best DC comic show on television. I don't care we have freaking time travel in DC's Legends of Tomorrow, we got some supernatural shit going on in Arrow right now with the League of Shadows, Constantine, Sarah, fucking Thea, all that shit. Here we're hopping multiverses and that's where the fun is, seriously. We go to Earth 2 with this with Barry, Sisko, and Dr. Hamilton to try to track down Jesse Quick. And it's just hilarity ensues. We get to see the differences between the Earth that we know, this Earth 2. Joe's a jazz singer. Caitlin's freaking Killer Frost. Ronnie's Death Storm. And the big reveal at the end is that Cisco's double is actually a bad guy known as Reverb, which is a cool shout out to the character of his brother Armando Ramon, who was Reverb in comics. The whole episode just plays out really well because we have this whole kind of futuristic world while also setting it that looks like the 50s. It's a really cool merge. And like people are talking about this telephone that, Bear, that Earth 2 Barry has and it's how futuristic it is but pretty much we just have a bunch of buttons. Dad, Mom and Dad, freaking Hal, Diana, Bruce. These are all kind of shout outs to freaking uh, the Justice League but I don't really understand that because this Barry of Earth 2 is not the Flash so having these people on there does not make much sense to me. It's just a little fun shout out for anybody who wants to see it. Uh, on top of everything else we have... Jay Garrick, Joe, trying to take care of the problem that Fla now that Flash is away on Earth 2. And we have Jay trying to get his speed force back. It's not really working out for him, but I like where we're going with this. I like the character. I want to see him do some more shit, so hopefully we have that big climax at the end of the season where they all get together and take on Zoom. It was just the most fun episode overall, and it's the number one episode that The Flash has ever put out in my mind. It's great fun, and anybody who hasn't watched it yet should totally get on top of that because you're missing out. Next up, we've got Arrow, Season 4, Episode 13, Sins of the Father. My sister is dying. There's only one way to prevent that. I want you to kill Malcolm Merlin. What's unfolding here, it is bigger than my daughter. We're all backed into a corner, Malcolm. There will be war. And the streets of your home will run red with the blood of our enemies. When this, you must kill me. Let's finish this. Damn, that promo was pretty much spot on. In this episode of Arrow, we've got the League of Assassins versus uh, Malkin Merlin because Nyssa has herself a cure for Thea's problem, and what she wants in return is to Malcolm to give up the League control to her. And he's not about to do that. He says he loves his daughter, but he is not about to do that because he does not trust Nyssa. But in the end, we get a confrontation between the two. She's going to challenge Malcolm's right to lead. And <laughs> I'm telling you, I forgot all about this, but... Oliver is Nissa's husband, for all intents and purposes, since uh, his time in the, the League. And he takes her spot and ends up de-handing Malcolm and taking his ring and giving it to Nissa. So Nissa is control. We have this big thing, though, at the end where Nissa takes the ring. She 
She listens to what Oliver told her before. She takes the ring and melts it right in front of Malcolm, Oliver, and she's disbanded the league. They don't need it anymore. We're done with it. And Malcolm is not happy about that at all. We, the whole point of this episode is right at the end, though. I'm like, he goes to Damon, uh, Damian Dark and tells him, look, I know what Oliver treasures the most. He's all like, we, we shot up Felicity a few months ago. No, no, no. It's his son. That's right. Malcolm knows about Oliver's son. And now that he's fucking got his hand cut off, he's about to use it against Oliver. It's a really fun episode. I have not been digging this season a lot, but I had a lot of fun with this. It had a bunch of twists and turns, a lot of good times. And even though we're dealing with Thea... It all worked out fun in the end, and I recommend this episode, Something Fierce. Next up, we got DC's Legends of Tomorrow, Episode 4, White Knights. And this foolish crusade will be acquitted of all charges. And what about my team? I thought you said this mission was bigger than any one of us. Time to decide whether the future is worth fighting for. DC's Legends of Tomorrow. New hit series next Thursday at 8, 7 central on The CW. Yeah, not as insightful as the last promo, but this one's not bad. We go to the 80s for this episode of Legends of Tomorrow, where we find out that instead of screwing up the future like we've been doing every other episode before this, now we have to try to fix it, because Vandal Savage is taking the information that the this Legends of Tomorrow, whatever this league has done, to create himself a firestorm in Russia. So now this team has to go and try to disable it, you know, get rid of the, the information that the Russians have. So just so the Russians don't end up having a firestorm in the 80s to tackle the Cold War. On top of all that, we have different characters joining up. So kind of like a duo and we get to see how they play off of one another. But the real showstopper is Captain Cold and Ray Palmer. Ray Palmer is supposed to be this suave James Bond type to try to go in there and like, you know, seduce the information out of Vostok. But instead, Captain Cold comes in and just kicks so much ass on top of being suave himself. I just really liked his play in this, even though people will tell you that his, well, I'll tell you that his freaking delivery is over the top. It works for this episode somehow, and it's a left on a cliffhanger where half the team is captured by the Russians and Vandal Savage, and now the rest of our team have to go in and try to save them, on top of the Time Masters trying to kill Rip Hunter and the rest of them. It's a pretty good episode, but for this week, pretty much this is the least impressive episode of the lot of them. It had its moments, but overall, I like the rest of the episodes better than this. I have high hopes for what's going to come next from this, but overall, The Flash is where it's at, and that's where you need to stick if you only have one show you got to pick, which is crazy in my mind. So until next time, everybody keep watching TV because having a life is overrated. Here's one for the ladies. Rape me. Rape me, my friend. Come on, rape me. Rape me. All right, we're back here. Okay. All your stories. I think I've cracked the code of why we have a long podcast. What do you why think? Why is that? Well, I think it is because most of these podcasts I listen to, Eric, uh, first off, they don't talk as many books. But also, they usually have it so, like, I would get a book and I would tell you about it. Right. There's no arguing then. You, you don't have any guy getting angry and starting yelling about a British guy on a task force because <laughs> the other person has no fucking idea what the person's talking to. And most of the time, it's like, oh, okay, that sounds interesting. And I, why is it that when people talk like that and somebody, the, the person always has to fucking chime in with, like, the, oh, yeah. 
Oh, interesting. I, I mean, it drives me nuts. But yeah, most of the time these podcasts that I listen to, there's not much of a dialogue going on. It's one guy telling the other guy, and then it moves on, and at the end I don't think they even know what the fuck they said. What do you think of that? That'll happen. All right. What do we have going in our first book of this mini-segment? Green Lantern Corps, Edge of Oblivion, number two, written by Tom Taylor, with art by Ethan Van Skyver, Jason Wright, and Dave Sharp. If things weren't bad enough for our lanterns, it seems that this city planet they've teamed up with is half comprised of people who could believe in only death and destruction, and to add to it, their leader lives in the center of the planet, and she's not about to let a bunch of lanterns come about and uh, come out of nowhere and save the day. This leads to a rip in time and space that conveniently looks like everyone, everything our villains want and try to force the planet into it, but instead, Aresia, now fucking, but Aresia <laughs> and Badge are sucked in... And Guy Gardner isn't happy camper about it. Yes, I think oh, also God. because they know how to read. Fuck you, I'm fucking they, my voice cracked they there. They know how to read, Eric. They know uh, last, read. last issue I bitched over and over again about how nobody listens to Salak, and here we see that if they did, all of this and Muck Muck dying might have been avoided. Yeah. These fucks are not... <laughs> These fucks are all nonchalant about some old and evil thing that lives within the planet. And it's half the populace is fucking comprised of this. Yeah. Hey, all we want is death and destruction. That's, this yeah. was this is a deal breaker right from the get-go. And, and it, that's why, because of that, that's what really threw me off. Like, it, they almost say it like, I know that you, you get the idea, oh, why didn't you tell us that or whatever, but it really seemed off to me. I'm like, really? You didn't, you didn't mention this. You should have said this right from, I'm telling you. Okay, we're going to take all the people that you have that don't believe in death and destruction and actually want to survive and maybe come to our universe. We're going to take them and put them all on MoGo. The rest of you fucks, go fly off and wait for Doom. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I don't get it. I Yeah, I don't either. I also, though, uh, I love Guy. Uh, guy is the best. Yeah, Guy's the best in this in this or, issue. Hey, I'm sorry, Tom, Tom Taylor's favorite uh, lantern is Guy Gardner, yeah, so yeah. he's going to be featured prominently yep. in this. And I love it. Um, I don't like Kilowog, and I, I like the art in this issue. There's one panel where Kilowog just looks completely off. Like he, really? I don't know. It's like a couple pages in when he goes, hey, poosers. <laughs> and he just he looks weird to me. Also, I, don't know. I, would ch- I would chain Ethan Van Skyver to a desk to make sure that he's yeah. always doing a Green Lantern yeah, book. I, I, I like love everything else. I just, this one panel seemed very odd to me. Uh, but in the writing-wise, I'm really disappointed in this book. So am I. Uh, only because... This is, to me, just, it's funny. It's a continuation of Lost Army to me. I know. Really, I just, what I'm saying is not it's much is going on. It, I know. I'm saying, though, it's not anything better uh, to me so I really far. thought it was going to be in the first, after the first issue, and we uh, jump in here, and our story's already halted for a token yeah, action this sequence. This is what I'm talking about, and you only have a couple issues, and this is what's supposed to be bringing back the Green Lantern Corps into Rebirth, yeah. and... I don't get that. It, it's stalled to a point where I think that it's all going to be heavy loaded on like two issues where shit's just going to go nuts. Uh, but yeah, not much happens in this issue. After we find out that half the people on this fucking planet are evil, everything is immediately halted because a gigantic rip in space and time. I don't know if it appears out of nowhere yeah. or if somehow this planet and Mogu just kind of got, like you know came across and didn't realize it because this thing is 30 times bigger than both of them. Mm-hmm. It's gigantic and it's fucking shooting out rainbow light and yep. like there's no light else in the goddamn pl- uh, universe and they, they seem shocked by this thing. Yeah. And I got, oh, I yeah, no they indication. seem very shocked. I had no indication that it just disappeared, though. Yeah. 
I don't know. I, I am very confused. Yeah. Like how how do you how does this thing sneak up yeah. on you? And it's just like I mean, in my view of just as a reader, that snuck up just like that. You know, mar- marnial is that how you say it? Uh, the, the inside the the planet, like that just seemed out of nowhere, like there. And I, I don't know this this issue just didn't do much for me. I don't have a lot of notes on it. No, we have uh, suic- we have suicide bombers go and take out the world engines yeah, because this yeah. rip this rip is there and it's like acting like a rainbow black hole. It's sucking everything into it, and the the freaking the evil thing in the center sends out a suicide bomber to go yep. like fucking fly its ship into the world engines, making it stop and get sucked in. So the lanterns go off. We got to create a barrier in front of this thing while John Stewart does the one thing he's good at and builds stuff with a yeah, bunch uh, of other engines. Uh, uh, just every time. So oh, yeah. we need an engineer. Here I am. Hey, any other engineers? Oh, hey, anybody else Let's ever go. play with Legos or Tinker yeah, Toys? Yeah. Come with me. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to rebuild this while half the lanterns go and try to create a barrier. And then another suicide bomber comes out and, and hits the barrier. I'm saying it shoots missiles at uh, yeah. the barrier. Yeah. It hurts Guy and Aresia. Yep. And then the giant's there. And I don't know if the suicide bomber was going to actually fly into the freaking face of this thing, but guy shoots his uh, like a construct out, blasts this thing, and then debris hits the giant in the face. I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of odd. I'm not sure what the end goal yeah, of this fucking bo- like, this, uh, uh, pilot yeah, was. Let's go. Uh, and, and then like he's, he lets go of Arisi and Badge, and they fall into the void of nothingness. And yeah. you know they're not dead. These are popular no. fucking characters. Yes. And I'm going to laugh my ass off if this is the answer to all our problems. Yeah. This is the fucking like, yeah, doorway think, to the other I universe. I think it is. I think they're back in the universe. And I wish that this was like a, a tie-in type thing where all of a sudden in Sinestro next week, they're there. And then you'd know beforehand because, yeah, I, I think that we're not going to see them for a while. I, and I then just, I'm when, saying we, yeah. we've dealt with all of Lost Army and now we're dealing with two issues of this. I don't know what kind of force or who ha- could have made all of the Green Lantern rings in our universe, disappear and go over here. Yeah, uh, again... The whole thing is just getting back, but what yeah, caused this? Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, if you're thinking about the overall story and why they would be there and what happened and what it did, you know, you had the source wall that seemed to be involved. Kind of. Uh, well, you remember you saw how on the other oh, yeah, side, I know, John. But so I it don't had really to be know. involved because it was on either side, but I, I don't know. Hopefully that that's fully explained. God, uh, I hope so. But yeah, it doesn't make sense unless when that opened up, then they, I don't know who would be so, calling the rings, but they're not calling the rings. They're just making the ring bearers disappear and show up there. And uh, not even the ring. All of the rings are just the anybody rings. attached but I'm saying to the ring. It's weird. Yeah, I, I could even say that, like, yeah, the spare rings, yeah, they something pulled them, but, you know, you're getting pulled because you're wearing a ring. It seems a little well, that, weird that, to I'm me. saying, like, uh, in Sinestro, uh, Sinestro took Sornik's Green Lantern yeah, ring yeah. right before it disappeared. Mm-hmm. And took it off her, so she stayed. So I'm guessing yeah. it's the castle ring you go. And then obviously you had Hal, who conveniently had the gauntlet. The Corona's gauntlet, and yeah, And that exactly. did not get affected, so yeah, that's what left him there. It's just, yeah, it's weird, the whole deal. And uh, I don't know, like I said, I'm going through this, and I do like uh, every panel with, with Guy looks awesome. Oh, Actually, yeah. everything but this one panel looks incredible. I'm telling <laughs> you, he looks like a weird, like almost like hammerhead. A little on this panel, it might be a perspective thing. It just threw me off. Uh, yeah, I don't. Would now again, I'm not fully versed in the Green Lantern stuff. Uh, would Would Kilowog know that that's Muck Muck? I I don't know. The ring went away. 
Uh, I would think they would. It looks like a skeleton of a fucking fish, so yeah. I would think so. And it's weird because he's like, who's that? And then they tell him, and then later he obviously is like, hey, my buddy had, uh, you know. <laughs> I loved they, it there, too. Simon Baz had to have his, like, hey, I'm Muslim. We had it rough kind of moments. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the guy's like, shut up, Simon. And you know what? I fucking love Simon Baz. I, I love really, Simon Baz, too. Like, he so has much. nothing to do, remember though, except for much, be like... Remember how much we hated that fucking mask? That mask threw me off immediately. I love but it. then I read the books, and yeah. he was amazing. I'm saying, I'm looking at that, and I'm like, fuck, fuck Power Ring. I want him <laughs> back, and the main... I, they keep, oh, the new, new Green Lantern's going to have Power Ring. No, you never gave us enough of Simon Baz. You started it. And you didn't finish. It's like you and the sack, Eric. You're always promises. All the promises. I always finish. Well, you finish. I'm saying <laughs> not not when they want you to. Jesus. But yeah, sex is yeah, a race. Really, Whoever finishes I, first well, again, wins. We did I always say win. because that was the tie-in where in the future we saw that Simon Baz trained powering. So I really hope it's them. I hope it's who the both fuck's of them. been training Simon Baz? Yeah, really. Who's watching the Watchmen, Eric? <laughs> who is? God. Now, one thing I want to Damn. talk about real fast before I finish this okay. one up, though, is that I have a real issue. This is a direct continuation of Lost Army. Yeah. And at the end of Lost Army was the best part. Is that we saying. find out that Mogo became this entity yeah. that can call forth any spectrum. And when we started this... a bunch of others. I'm saying that. Well, the biggest one, though, like I could I could say that he just hasn't done it in, for this series yeah, yeah, yet. yeah. Because Mogo's there, he just hasn't called upon all the shit. I'm okay. I'm okay. We didn't see two six in the last two one. Six, Here we that's... see two six, who was turned into a blue lantern in Lost yeah. Army. Here she's a green lantern. And again, it's this is one of those things where that was a cool concept, and I I wish Loved they went with it. And I wish it kept going, and I wanted to see what the what would happen when they went back to the regular universe if they right. would actually because again the blue lanterns are a fucking wreck. And oh, we have a Saint Walker, and yeah. he's fucked up. Right? And it would have been so cool to replenish him from that. That two six would go back and and go. And you know that fucking goddamn Hindu elephant looking guy. I he's love dead. that guy. He's, he's dead. dead. Yeah. He's dead. And I really would have liked that. I really would have liked them going back as that. But yeah, all of a sudden they're just reverting back uh, with no explanation. Obviously, I'm, I'm saying God, seems guy like got a full got out mistake. Guy got back. Yeah, he's yeah. still a Green Lantern before he was a Christmas Lantern. Huh. I even like that concept. I know you didn't like it as much. I hated it. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm looking at the art, and uh, Aresia looks awesome. Badge oh, yeah. looks cool. Everything looks great except that one panel. And I just I was just felt really angry during this whole issue about how lame brain the lanterns were by teaming up with this fucking yeah. this unknown like like uh, civilization that half of them are fucking evil. Yeah. And they're like, hey, you know what? Come back to our universe. Come on. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, listen and, uh, to Salik. Yep, yeah. yeah. The, if you would have listened, and it really comes in, I'll just lead into this. Uh, the best transition of panels is when shit's going wrong, and there's Kilowog, and he's like, you got to do this, we're moving back. And that's when Aresia and Badge had gone through that rift. And you yeah. have Hal, or Hal, you have Guy, who's just stunned. And then the next panel, he's like, he's there, and you know, They're- shit's going on in the background again. He's kind of like coming to grips with it a little. And that's when fucking Kilowog comes over and puts his hand on his shoulder. Like, They're gone, They're guy. gone. There's nothing we can do to him. And the next panel is motherfucking fucking god damn it he's beating the shit he punches Kilowog so hard i want it to be a one punch moment it looks very yeah it would have been good it would have been good if somebody was there to say it too uh or if he just said one punch bitch and walked away but uh there's even the point i really liked it that it's a subtle not a subtle thing it's right in your face but there's the red around him almost like he the rage channeled the rage one last time and you know he doesn't have the ring but it's real so good 
Yeah, maybe he will say one punch bitch, you fucking asshole. But yeah, Kilowog was an asshole. Yeah, I love the art. Yeah, I do too. I I do too. Uh, The only thing that's going to be why my score is so low is just I really thought that we were going to get more. There's more uh, how, or I keep saying how, guy development, which I really love. Guy's my favorite land. I know he is. Because he's more interesting to me. He's He's got some, uh, you know, he's got that rage, obviously, but he's more of a fleshed out character to me than the others. He's not this like, oh, hey, uh, I'm an engineer. John Stewart's boring as shit. Yeah. Well, that's why I actually like Simon Baz again. Uh, because of the whole thing, like people were treating him as a uh, terrorist, he's a terrorist at first, yeah. and he's doing this, and even the that stuff that happened story. around him made it seem more like that. And I really like that, um, and the fact that you—he didn't even think that he should have been a Green Lantern. He has—he had no reason. That was good. Uh, you know, why did I get this ring? That's—it's a mistake. And I really like that. But you get guy, guy's awesome. Uh, but yeah, the the story. Two issues in, I really thought that this was hitting the fucking ground running. That oh, yeah, we were going to be so much like a Tom Taylor. That's he, that's what he's good at. He is good at full out goddamn in your face action. He's good at a lot of things, a lot of things. Wow. And uh, tell me about him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really thought that in I I really really in my mind, if you ask me ahead of time, oh, what do you think at this second issue? We'd already be like, holy shit, this is awesome. Why didn't we get this before? And we haven't. Uh, oh, that's what, the thing. The first issue moves so fast compared yeah. to the whole series of Lost Army. Yeah. This one just stalls us yeah, out. Yeah, it did. It's it's back to that. I, I'm hoping. I have faith in Tom Taylor that next so issue, all this is set up for some shit going down, but. Right now, what did you give this? Six out of ten. Yeah, I, I would have given it a five, and I, that's almost all art. I, uh, actually, in my mind, that seems a little low. Um, but, yeah, the story really disappointed me. It really did. But uh, we're going to move on to uh, one that uh, didn't disappoint me, but it wasn't, it wasn't the greatest there. The Flash, number 48, written by Robert Venditti and Van Jensen, art by Jesus Marino, Guy Major, and Pat Brousseau. Letter of the Year, Pat Brousseau. Picking up, yes, he was. Picking up the pieces from Zoom's recent assault, Barry Allen is recruited onto a new Flash task force. That's in quotes. And his new partners are the Rogues. Dun, dun, dun. It's funny, if not a little odd, and makes for a fast read this month. There's a new villain in town, and while I'm a little confused what he's up to, seeing who he has captured is cool for new 52 Rogues fans. If not a little odd, Eric. The issue is the first with artist Jesus Marino, and I didn't hate the art, but it's going to take me a little bit more time to get used to it because I'm a big Brett Booth fan, and that's what I have to say about that. And, yeah, it's weird. The art, and we talked about that in uh, Brandon's mail, I believe, and the thing is this is very standard comic book art. Sure there, is. There's nothing very special about it. There's nothing really bad about it. It's just that it's such a departure in style, especially people complained about the intricate, I wouldn't even say intricate, but uh, unorthodox panel layout of Brett Booth. Without it works it, so well for this. Without it, it seems that something's off. And Tony, this it seems is, like Barry's standing still. Yeah, and in the point of this this is about as generic a panel layout. I don't want to insult Jesus Marino. No, the, I love the art's Jesus fine, Marino. But the panel layout is pretty standard stuff. I mean, you are getting your standard panels. There's nothing can be, And I think that maybe that's on purpose when they wanted to get somebody like, hey, we don't want to mimic the style. Uh, let's just go full out different. 
and you get that. And it's easier to grab pictures off of the digital copy for the, the <laughs> fucking reviews then, Eric. But yeah, it starts off, and I like the beginning. I like how it does tie in to the story up till now because the precinct, the CCPD, is that how you? Yes. I, that always throws me off. I want to say GCPD. Uh, their building got blown up. Uh, unfortunately, they're, they're by, kind of mad about by it. the Flash, but not really. It was Zoom that set him up to do that. That was part of his plan. So they're in this like shitty ass building that you can see things unpacked. Uh, <laughs> though it's weird because I would think that Barry would know about this by now. Uh, Seems it's very obviously like shit, for the first time. It's shit has gone. You know, this is a little time has gone by. Honestly, I really like when uh, who, who's the who's the guy behind it? What's his name again? Uh, Daryl. The uh, Daryl. What's his last name? Do you oh, remember? God, I, I can't remember. I, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Yeah. It's bothering. But anyway, when Daryl is introducing him, it almost seems like this is an untouchable situation where they're away from the CCPD. This is their task force. Yeah, and they it's have almost. To, I'm like, telling you, this is the Central City Suicide Squad. Pretty much. That's what it seems like. And uh, yeah, he's saying like, yeah, this is going to happen. And yeah, you also get the idea. Barry, you don't get a choice. You, we, you're not you're not able to say no, right? Nope. It seems, and they oh, yeah. they throw in the mayor. Reminds me, it's probably the mayor from Jaws, where <laughs> it doesn't matter, Eric. If there's a shark, it's the Fourth of July weekend. It's our busiest you, weekend. It's the busiest weekend. People are gonna people, be at the beach. People can be at the beach. They're gonna close down. The fucking shops are gonna go under if you you don't let them go. And Roy Schneider, he you knew. moved a headstone, but you left the bodies. Yes, really, freaking not Wait, on my plane. Get off my plane. That's Jaws, right? <laughs> no ticket. <laughs> that's no moon. Uh, yeah, and in fact, um, now I don't remember what I was gonna <laughs> say. Oh, I was gonna say that Roy Schneider and Jaws, he was like Guy Gardner. He knew Eric. Yes, and he did. They, they, they didn't listen. And that mayor was Kilowog, and he should have punched him. You know what was a really good scene in Jaws? when Everything? No. Well, yeah. It was an awesome movie. When they have the one attack that they think, and the camera goes really quick close into Roy, Schneider, uh, Roy Schneider's face. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, about? I know. When he first sees the shark come yeah, up with the chop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and no, not even that. This is when he's on the beach. And I believe he's not smoking in this and he's there and he's got binoculars. He's there and they think that it's a shark. And I think at that point it's the kid fucking around with oh, the shark yes. fin. And but the camera moves in and it looks like a uh, like a held camera thing, but it goes really quick up into him and it's so good. It's like almost like a fisheye that ends up. But yeah, and then he goes, uh, What fucking kid is there? Well, that family you always tell me should I did you hit them when I say anything about yeah. my kids? If I was at a beach in the Fourth of July, when there's been shark attacks, and my fucking Dude. kid bought a fucking fin and was going around, I'd kill him. This is the 70s. Of course that kid got hit. I'd fucking kill him. God damn it. But yeah, the big thing is, hey, hey, uh, we need a forensic guy. I said, uh, there's only one guy I wanted, Barry Allen. I, I don't know how many guys are working on the thing. There didn't seem to be much because, uh, what's her name? Patty left, right? Is she yep. still there? No, she's She gone. seems to have gone. So I, I think he's the only one. I think Daryl is pumping him up. There's, you're like, hey, you were my first choice. Hey, I know when I put this task force together, there's two things I wanted. Barry Allen and a shit ton of villains. Yes, that's, that spells success. And he's like, <laughs> hey, I want you to uh, meet your partners. <laughs> so set up. And they open the door. And this is where I'm telling you, I actually got a little angry. Do, do you have the book out? Uh-huh. There, the fucking look of Barry. When he goes in, it's like, what are we, in an Archie comic now? It's so, it just doesn't fit in this. But, yeah, there they are. There's the fucking rogues. And there's Captain Cold. 
And he's like, hey, they start fighting about it. You can't tap that. Captain Cold, this and that. And it is true that Captain Cold was on the Justice League. They spell it out. Me and you both, I think, I know you had commented on the site. I think uh, Anthony had said, hey, this doesn't make sense. Uh, he was on the Justice League with Barry. And yes and no, because really we didn't get a lot of we Anything. didn't get a lot of Captain Cold. I'm telling you, the most of Captain Cold we got in the Justice League was during the Batman and Robin run when Batman was going to revive Damien yeah. when he snuck onto the Watchtower to get the Hell Bat suit and just immediately kicked the shit out of Captain Cold. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, that was me, it. They even even in uh, some of the others, it seemed like he was just Lex's bodyguard. Bodyguard, yeah. And the, and uh, I'll call out Anthony. I, I know so, he listens. I got so I, excited I, when I, Captain Cole yeah. was announced to be on the Justice League. I did not get. Did you get the idea that Lex and Superman were were buddies? No. <laughs> Anthony kind of spelled that. I'm like, I don't get that, but. Um, yeah, I really, I really was excited when Captain Cold joined the Justice League because I really thought that they were going to do more with him. And, and again, Jeff that's a Jeff Johns, yes, that's a yeah. Jeff Johns character. He loved, not that he created, but he loves him. That's one of his favorites. And I really thought that you were going to get a lot of these things where he was going to be kind of a hero. And, but here he is. He's with the rogues. There's a funny thing where uh, Mirror Master comes over. Hey, Captain, when do we start? And Captain Cold and Daryl start talking. He's like, hey, Cold. You're only captain because it sounds cool. <laughs> I really like that. And yeah, there, there's not a lot going on in this in this issue. No, it's all about um, setting up the flash. We got these yeah, drones it's, it's going out through this. Yeah, then they, they, yeah, they set up force. drones that can. And I said, n drones never work out. I don't know why these people keep <laughs> using them. Yeah, did, did they work out in Green Arrow? Eric? No, no, they did not. Those they are were, those are panopticons. They, those yeah. are giant ass fucking robots. They seem like racist robots, right? They were. Yes, they were. But yeah, drones and why uh, was I programmed with racism? Yeah, and then you here, yes, <laughs> your orders up. Uh, <laughs> then Barry's like, hey, I got to go talk about some things, Captain. I'll be back. And of course, they do the reverse deal where then Daryl's like, be quick. It's not Barry saying that he's always late. I'll be right back. Yeah. Great, be quick. But yeah, then they go, and this is where we both had issues. They go. He goes to a diner, and he has uh, a little coffee, coffee with his dad, yeah. who should be in jail. Or God, he, he should be, be in jail. jail. There is no way. I don't care how much you can spell out. Hey, he was in there. He didn't uh, murder Nora. Even, even we said, even at that point, Barry's like, and I have the, the evidence to prove it. Yeah, Bullshit. how about spell it out because you can't because yeah. there is none. And uh, in the meantime, he escaped prison with known villains pretty much killed a man that yeah, cannot can be proven him, yeah cannot be proven no zoom because, fucking made him pull the trigger but yeah, that zoom made him pull proven. the trigger but he still pulled the trigger you can say oh well zoom might, no you can't blame everything on zoom they're not, it's not gonna hold There's no evidence yeah so yeah but he's there he's you know they have to give you the thing with the he i got this uh new wristband that tells me my heart rate now it's you know one of those with uh, I'm, surprised, a while. I'm surprised he didn't get out of prison it's like what is this box with these people on it how did Dad, you get that's these a tv in the you box. have you have only been in jail <laughs> since <laughs> i was a kid we had a tv <laughs> oh, what is? What are these armored things coming out? That is a car, Dad. You dad, owned a car, dad, you Jesus son of a Christ. bitch. And then he realizes that his dad 
is brain damaged. He, he doesn't know what's going on and is actually put in the Arkham Asylum later because he thinks he's a time traveler now, Eric. The end. Get rid of him. And really, I only think that his dad is out and about so that he can be a victim to some fucking villain because I, I don't want to keep seeing that. his dad. I don't want to see his dad. I don't care about his dad. And and in this, you know what his dad's good for? A little fucking catch up, get people you know on what? board with what happened. You know and, what, Barry? I think Flash is good. You should keep doing it. Yeah, yeah. And basically that. Uh, hey, you know what? When I was in prison, when I was getting it up the oh, never mind. I don't want to tell my son about that. But yeah, those villains when they were biting the pillow, they always talked about the Flash. Don't worry, son. I always use my mouth. Yes. Yeah. You know what, son? God gave me two hands for a reason. <laughs> uh, did you get the idea that his dad was kind of pushing him towards a flashpoint thing at the one deal? No. You didn't? I kind of got the idea that, that this might come down. I don't think it will, but he's like, you know what? I can't help but think if the Flash was around when your mama was die, was killed, he could have stopped it. And I swear to God, that's like, huh, you know what? Dad's right. Maybe I could do something about it. I know. That. He didn't say stop it. He said catch the guy. Yeah, cat, yeah, still. I think he meant stop it before. And still, he says, even later, the he one that was a flash, right person. Cut, he yeah. might have stopped it from happening altogether. All right. But you were just a boy back then. You weren't the Flash. That's exactly what he says. And I'm like, really? Dad, you're setting this up, you son of a bitch. Uh, yeah. Then they we clink. had problems the last time, Dad. Don't yeah, do it again. Yeah, he's like, listen, this whole fucking nonsense that we're dealing with now is from me. God damn it. Me and Pandora fucked everything up. Yeah, uh, Pandora for some reason. Yeah, then they clink glasses. I don't know who does that with coffee. Do you ever do that with coffee, clink glasses? I don't really drink coffee Coffee's with other hot. people. I'm seeing it. It's steamy hot. You're going to spill shit. You see me making coffee after work at Wawa. I, fucking, I am two seconds from spilling shit at all times. <laughs> you a, are a klutz. I'm a wreck. And, uh, yeah, trying to fucking remember what fucking lid my wife wants or she'll fucking kill me. Two lids, Eric. That's all Good I times. have to remember. Isn't the Adderall supposed to fucking make me remember that shit? Oh, they clink the fucking glasses. Then you get this villain. I don't, I don't have a, a grip on this villain. Nope. Do you have a grip on what he's all. doing? I, I don't. Obviously, you're not supposed to. But he's going to start a, a gas leak. Gas leak. But I don't get it because he's right at a place that says flammable gas, and he's hitting it with a laser. That shit should blow up. I, I think he says so, he does something so well. He actually has a throwaway line, uh, yeah. I think. Well, he does say, we introduced the variable, a little chloride trifle. <laughs> I'm like, really? This is like Batman in Eternal last week yelling the shit that he's going to goddamn use. <laughs> so they have that. And I said in my review, I'm an awful person. You know that. You I know, know I have no fucking sympathy for people. I, I'm a step away from being a serial killer. Good, uh, good. And that step is just acting out on it, Eric. Acting out. I love when he goes by the safety first. We have worked this many days without uh, an accident. And he's giggling. It makes me laugh so much because I'm telling you, I go, I used to drive around and deliver for my old job. And when I'd go to places, they'd have these things. I think people have gotten rid of those for the m most part. Uh, but you'd go by and you'd see the, uh, you know, at, this many days without an accident, it's two. And I would always laugh. <laughs> I'd be like, oh my God. And then I'd realize, I am, la somebody might have died. And then I laugh more. 
<laughs> You're just, a monster. I don't know why those always because they seem very pretentious. Those signs to me, like they're making fun of the other businesses. Like they're there, hey, yeah, I know you, you motherfuckers, but we've gone two thousand days without an accident. You know what else that leads to? And I'm sure that somebody's out there going to shake their head. Yes, that leads to people not reporting an accident. Eric, you'll fucking cut your finger off. You don't want to be the guy that sets that back to one <laughs> zero. So you don't say anything. You get that fucking goddamn finger and run out the door. Pretend it happened at home. You got caught in a goddamn. You're like, hey, you got caught in a mower. It's the middle of February, sir. You're not using your. Oh, I, didn't I say snowblower? Snowblower. Snowblower. But yeah, those signs always make me laugh. But yeah, there's Barry. He gets a call or gets word. There's this uh, fucking industrial accident, and he wants to get there before OSHA. Because you know when OSHA shows up, Eric, <laughs> shit gets shut down. So he goes off. He and his dad's like, hey, sit this one out. Dad, dad you're still a piece I'm, of shit. Listen. I'm the Flash. Yeah, I'm the Flash. You just gave me a pep talk, you fucking asshole. You patted me on the back, you son of yep. a bitch. So he goes. He's detected by these uh, drones, drones. And then you get the idea. The drones are only there so that you have a way that the rogues know where he is. Uh, so they're like, oh, there's the Flash. They go. He saves people. Uh, even the one guy's like, hey, you know what? Flash isn't. Hey, he hey, ain't so bad, right? Yeah. Hey, it's the Flash. The rogues show up. They fight. Uh, they put out the fire. They're actually, um, I think in the meantime, even though Cold's like, hey, we're not getting paid for this. Uh, I think in the meantime, they're going to come off as better people as well. Yeah. Like they are going to do that. It's going to be even against their wishes. Even. Only to the public. They don't want, they don't want to do this, but they, they're forced to. Yeah, and, and then the, the public is going to really start to love them. Uh, yeah, I don't mind that. I think that's funny. Yeah, um, I like it. And then Flash is there and he breaks free, gets away. And cuts himself, and uh, Daryl gets a bit of the blood and is like, hey, now we're going to know the, the Flash's identity. Get me, Get Barry <laughs> Allen. That made me laugh. But then you have two little things in the meantime. You see that Wally, you go Wally, and, and we haven't gotten a lot of Wally lately. You see that Wally has a thing where his hand's vibrating. And I, Parkinson's. Said, I said in my notes. Parkinson's, that, right? Uh, actually, what I think is, because then... Uh, Iris comes in and is like, hey, what's going on? you got to go to school, whatever. And he's like, oh, no, I'm going to go in the bathroom. And, Eric, <laughs> we are not going to see him for weeks. He's going to be in that bathroom. Holy cripes. If I had that movement going on, I'd never get caught. I'd have that Sears catalog on the floor. My mom never catch me. That's all I want, speed yeah, force in will. the hands. Speed force of the wrist. Because <sighs> you'd still be buck-ass naked yeah, laying on the floor. Yeah, but I, I, yeah. yeah, and in fact, yeah, she'd still catch me. I'd laugh, too, if this is all his power is, and he can slap people real fast. That's all hundred hand slap, like just, fucking E-Honda. Just really, and it's really light. You know, it's like a, you know, <laughs> one of those slaps, slap fight. And uh, then I think Wally West fans would really be happy with that. Uh, then you get the, the whole big thing. Then you get the big cliffhanger where you have this villain. Again, it's one of the things that I did not like about the issue. I want to know what this villain is up to or whatnot. I can't figure it out. Uh, but yeah, yeah he, no idea. he has heat wave. Heat wave is in a tube. He's alive. He's alive. And I told you where heat wave uh, disappeared was during forever evil. And he saved them where black mask and the um, false face society were about to take them. And he caused an explosion. Uh, you, when they did the cleanup, they couldn't find him. You never right. had a body. So the only thing that leads me to this, I'm I'm looking all over for this guy. I'm like trying to figure out this guy, who it would be because of that. And you, yeah, you can say, oh, maybe he's a false face society guy. That uh, doesn't really make sense because they usually wore masks. And um, yeah, I don't know. 
I really don't know, but he has heat wave and he's trying to, it appears, he's trying to see what can make him completely burn up. Or it's something where it's just that he's completely fully activated at all times. I, I don't know. Well, he's uh, always he, burning in this in yeah. this uh, continuity. Yeah, and heat, but he wants to die. He's like, oh, uh, you know, I want to die. Kill me, please. Just kill me. End it. And then, uh, see, I think this, he's this guy is a part of Vandal Savage's children. And he's sucking the energy oh, off of him. Oh, he's sucking the energy. Well, I know that he has a uh, a future as a stand-up comic, Eric, because Heatwave wants to die, and he ends it with, "Oh, Heatwave, we're only just getting warmed up." <laughs> waka waka. And then a fucking uh, goddamn cane comes and pulls him aside. But yeah, um, there it is. I I like that ending. I really like. Uh, the rogues being in, involved. I sure. even like. Uh, I didn't even mention. I also like that Trickster's involved. And he's so fucking worthless, and he gets called out. Do like, something. Just, yeah, do something for once, because he does nothing. He. What is Trickster gonna do? <laughs> fucking Makes worthless. Do some tricks. Yeah, but yeah, I really I liked it. Uh, the art did kind of throw me off a bit. Uh, I have to. Get I liked used it to enough it. though. Yeah, exactly. I liked it. it, was, it was I'm just, telling you, it was, it was not just offensive. Slow. Yeah, it wasn't offensive. It's just it's very different. And it just does not seem like the Flash to it's me. It's like we're talking about in Suicide Squad with Juan Ferrer's art where everything doesn't have any emotion. It's yeah. too static. Yeah, it is. And this um, should feel like a fast book. It should feel like Barry's fucking moving, but he just was standing still, it seemed. No, and I'll even go towards like reviews and stuff like that. This is uh, pretty much, it's definitely uh, ending Van Jensen. He's leaving. Uh, Robert Van Diddy, as far as I know, hasn't announced anything. Uh, people are not pleased with this run of the Flash. I have enjoyed it. It's been yeah. a little different. They've he's, they've had some wacky ideas, and right. yes, I'll admit we talked about it. The last Flash, and people even saying in comments and, and mail that he is very big on uh, giving you a big buildup. Like again, this this villain, it'll be a slow burn for a couple issues, and then he'll get killed by getting slapped by Wally. It'll yeah. just end. Uh, but man, this book has fallen down in in people being interested in it. And with that TV series, though, I, I kind of called them out with uh, the Suicide Squad trying to get that in. But I'm just saying, with that being so popular, this I am one of two people who reviewed this this week, and that that's ridiculous. It the is. Flash should be one of the big books. Anytime a solo book of one of the Justice League members is that that should get some play, at least by reviews. This is just showing you because unlike us, these other ones probably go by how many people are interested in a review per se. So they are basically telling you nobody's coming to our site to look at the Flash review, so we're not going to do it anymore. We're gluttons for punishment. We'll still do it. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, it was us and IGN. That's it. And IGN gave it a six two. But Eric, I gave it a seven five. I'd give it a seven three. Okay, that's you just want to be fucking negative to me, don't you? No, I, I mean, actually had it in my head. I I've been spending. You just went off on a rant there. I'm uh, yeah. actually looking at Robert Venditti's Twitter to see if he actually announced yeah, anything. Yeah, he's announced it. I don't see anything is announced, and nope. it's weird. Um, maybe he's just a guy who doesn't like to go out and about and uh, you know announce things like that. Maybe. I would guess that. Van Jensen and him are leaving at the same time, or maybe it's one of those. Maybe he is doing 52. Maybe. And that's going to come out, and then it'll show like something. I, I wish, actually, I wish that when the solicits come out, and they should come out this week, we're going to get a lot of those, like, say, a Midnighter, and it's final issue, and stuff yeah. like that. But when you get a flash, you're not going to get anything. I, I kind of wish that they would call out, like, last issue for this team. I, I know that that's a weird thing to do. 
like last issue for Robert Venditti and stuff like that, almost like um, when a, a guy retired, like Peyton Manning might retire. Right. And it's a shame that people didn't know ahead of time. So then, like if he played Philadelphia next year, he's not going to, he's going to retire, yeah. I yeah. think. Um, but that would almost be like you'd give people the opportunity to say like, oh, man, I want to go see Peyton Manning one last time. I never got to see him play. This is one of the biggest quarterbacks of my generation. I want to see him. And you get that opportunity, and you don't when these guys do that. And it's almost like this. Like all of a sudden, we're going to get this issue, and, yeah, we'll know. But even then, we won't know until it's like too late almost. We'll know a couple months ahead. But you don't get the opportunity to, you know, give the guy a little send-off, let him tell some deal. I don't know. I wish they would do something, but then again, he'll probably announce it. They'll they'll all announce it. Shit's gonna start going down soon. Can't wait till those solicits come out. Seriously. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna go on to the flash reviews and then the digital spotlight. Ah. All right, flash reviews. Ooh. And you always say that. Ooh, that's usually before we go into the segment. Uh, <laughs> I will mention that if you want to see or read full reviews, I always say see. This, uh, this segment always ends up off the rails. Uh, if you want to read the full reviews of these, because these are going to be very uh, quick, just synopsis of the deal, uh, go to our site for the full reviews. Most of these are not done by us. They are the ones that are written by, say, Reggie or Joel. 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 And, uh, you know, everybody. But, yeah, we're going to start off with Gotham Academy number 15. The Gotham Academy yearbook story continues, and this week we get a funny look at a staff party with Egghead and Bookworm that was excellent, Eric. Excellent. <laughs> a little bit with Maps and Olive being sucked into the game Serpents and Secrets, and then an ending that showed that the pizza club is not exactly popular in the school. Uh-huh. While the last part hit too close to home for Eric, uh-huh. the issue was okay overall. And Joel gave it a 6 out of 10, mainly because it doesn't really have a cohesive overall narrative, and he wants his regular Gotham Academy back, Eric. Mm, mm. Hmm. All right. Next one is Constantine, the Hellblazer number 9. And it's written by Ming Doyle and James Tynan IV, art by Raleigh Rossmo, Ivan Placencia. John Constantine and Papa Midnight find themselves prisoners of the yuppie demon Neron, who is torturing them for eternity in timeless hell unless they promise to forfeit their souls. Things look hopeless, then John's ex-lover and demon he screwed over when they last met, Blythe, appears in a puff of smoke and agrees to lead the magic duel out of hell if they promise to pull her out when they reach solid ground. Thus ensures a wild romp through hell. With and John's trio, like, I never pull out, baby. Yeah, with the trio escaping throngs of demons and certain doom, reminiscent of the Beatles in A Hard Day's Night. Ooh. You know the beginning of A Hard Day's Night? No. You don't know that? Uh, the best is you have to watch that at some point. And I believe it is, I think it's, I, I always forget who it is. It's either John or Dr- They take the worst spill. I've ever seen it. I mean, it is bad. And then it gets up and laughs. I think it's George. He gets up and laughs it up, or they're all laughing at each other. After many hardships and annoyances, they reach Hell's exit door, where John screws Midnight and Blythe by trapping them in their <laughs> Oh, that Constantine. That guy, he doesn't change, Eric. Why do you Red- keep saying Constantine? I don't know. Because I'm Bother me. like that. Oh, I'm going to keep saying it. Constantine. Reggie gave this one a 9 out of 10. And you could probably give a full two points to Riley Rossmo and Ivan Placencia's art because it is just perfect for the book. The next one is Starfire Number 9, written by Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti, art by Elsa Charitier and Hi-Fi. 
Antley is super excited to have Starfire and Stella meet her parents, so she enlists Everglades guide and undercover underworld agent Billy Bob to take them all to the entrance of her homeland named Strata. Strata. Back on dry land, Starfire's egg is hatched and a pink earwing named Psyche Psyche, uh, burst out to immediately annoy the shit out of everyone. And I I think Jody even spelled out that's something from the animated series or something like that, or uh, her freaking little earwig. Soul takes care of the earwig while the three ladies drink wine in a bubble as it descends gently in Atlee's strata. There, a welcome home party is cut short by an invasion of King Nelatok. The artist for this, Elsa Charitier, is new to Reggie, but he really liked her work. And I don't know anything you're saying. What's that? I don't know anything yeah. you're saying. The story, on the other hand, did nothing for Reggie, so it got a 6 out of 10. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to Black Bunch Canary. Bunch of made-up words. Black Canary number 8. Dinah has been missing from Gotham City for two weeks, and the police are really suspicious of her band. Luckily for them, the super-rich and super-mysterious Kurt Lance is able to keep them out of too much trouble with his enormous wealth. He sends them over to Germany along with Bo Maeve and the presumed dead guitarist Ditto. I didn't know she was presumed dead. I, I have been I reading. Have not been reading. To find Dinah, who Kurt says is in danger. Meanwhile, in Germany, Dee Dee is being held captive. I hate that. By a clan <laughs> of martial arts weirdos in a cage with Vixen. Dinah's Aunt Rena, herself a ninja, wants her niece to sit tight and wait for a better opportunity to depose this regime. But instead, she and Vixen bust out of their prison like they were made of dynamite. Dynamite! Dynamite. They hot-foot it back to America and land just in time for the members of Black Canary to have arrived in Germany. Art duties for this issue were handed off to Sandy Jarrell, and he did a very good job. The story had some pacing issues and moments of convenience that were hard to gloss over, but it didn't sweep every previous issue under the rug, which was nice to see. Reggie liked this book okay, so it got a 7.5 out of 10. And the last one for me of these flash reviews is Harley's Little Black Book number 2. And two dudes come into possession of a Green Lantern ring and specifically separated red and black lantern rings, so they immediately put them up on WeeBay. Harley oh. tries to get the Green Lantern ring, but she's outbid by Jeff Johns. So the sellers contact Harley separately and offer to sell the black and red Lantern rings on the side for five grand. Turns out that I think you'd get more than five grand. <laughs> Turns out the black and red rings have fused together somehow, creating a piece of jewelry that not only matches Harley Quinn's outfit, but gives her murderous rage and the ability to create constructs of light. This gets the attention of Hal Jordan, who goes cross-country to deal with her. Instead, he gets his butt kicked by the original alien thieves of these lantern rings. So Harley borrows Hal Jordan's ring and smashes their spaceship with a giant novelty mallet. That's pretty good. So this all sounds like fun, actually. That's uh, This actually sounds really good. And I like that it's like almost like a take on uh, Hal and his freaking boxing gloves, but yeah. it's her mallet. Then Hal and Carly kiss. No fooling. Reggie gave this an 8.5 out of 10. It was pretty funny. I moved along in a nice clip. Yeah, it sounds like fun. Yeah, I, I actually might go and read that then. To finish us off here, we got Telos number 5. Telos spends this entire issue just fighting a Citadel fleet, and before he can get surrounded, Parallax shows up and just spits in the face of everything we've seen of him so far because he states that he's been in this universe since the first fight with Darkseid with the Justice League. And then he just dupes Telos out of his power gem so that he can recreate Coast City. Oh, Parallax, you tricky... P- I don't even... You- it's weird reading these. <laughs> uh, I was going to say... Try oh, reading Parallax. somebody else's writing. I know, right? I'm telling oh. you, when you said that you didn't know what was going on, I was reading it, and the words were not going well together. 
I'm not that Reggie wrote it wrong. It was just no. me reading it. I think I was oh. reading it probably like fucking a robot. Oh, Parallax, you one-trick pony. The art is okay in this, but the story is just boring as hell, besides for the, the name drop of the Oblivion Stone, which gets me more excited for Lois and Clark than it does for this book. I gave, I'm going to give this a 4.5 out of 10. All right, and that is Flash Reviews, and now I'm going to send it over to myself and Reggie, who in our digital spotlight we are going to talk about the Batman v Superman Dr. Pepper prequel comics. Ooh. Amongst <laughs> other things. Ooh. But yeah, uh, take it away, myself and Reggie. It's another digital spotlight. Yeah. It sounds like circus music you had going on there. I, I'm telling you, I hate circus music so much. It drives. It, it's one thing that and whistling drive me nuts. A, so literally, the things that make children happy. Happy. Yes. Make you mad. That's because I guess. Sick, it, you know. Yeah, it was probably that when this would go on, I people whistling and doing their circus music because they were at a circus that I wasn't at. You hate uh, joy. Yes, it's I all do. simple as I that. Do. Anywhere you find it, you hate That's it. That's why I like DC Comics. Really. <laughs> that is why you've now broken the code. But yes, this is the digital spotlight. Mm-hmm. Digital spotlight. Now, I'm going to start off this week uh, as we have in the past couple weeks. To I'm going to tell you what came out this week. And you, you can comment any bit way you want. Uh, right. This week we had Teen Titans Go came out. Go. Any comments of Teen Titans Go? I didn't. I didn't look at no, it. No, I didn't either. I, I actually it bought it that for the first time because I wanted to. We we talked about it. I wanted to yeah. review everything. It's, it didn't happen yet. Uh, the next one though on Monday, Adventures of Supergirl came out. Yeah. The second issue. And that was a cool book. Yeah. Yes, you reviewed that. You liked that, right? I did. Yeah. I think I gave it a seven point five, okay. if I recall. That's good. Not looking at it, but I did like it, and uh, it was a good follow-up to the first one. Worth checking out. All right. And Injustice Gods Among Us came out. Uh, that's uh, year five, issue number eight. That came out on, on Tuesday, and I liked it. I liked it enough. I think I gave that a 7.5 as well. Um, yeah, I didn't like the week before. This is kind of a rebound. It was a big Hawkman story. Hawkman's mm. a piece of crap. I said in my oh, review, yeah. oh, yeah, he shows up, uh, freaking Hawkgirl. He treats Hawker. Hawker basically says, listen, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm not your slave. And his response is, oh, yes, you are. You're my wife. And it went from there. And, yeah, it was it was pretty bad, uh, but bad in a, in a funny way. I actually thought it was funny. In my review, I said that he definitely had a wife beater under the nth metal armor, <laughs> and uh, he was going to use that backhand. But, yeah, then on Wednesday, Arrow Dark Archer came out, and I yep. don't think you liked it as much, right? I didn't like this one as much. This was sort of a down issue, but, it, you know, this is uh, the third chapter. So yeah. I bet when you stitch all three chapters together as one comic, it reads a lot more reads coherently. A lot yeah. I have a be- I have a feeling, but this this really was just uh, not much happened. The art that was kind of rough in spots. Gotcha. And it's funny you say that. Um, a lot of people will say that with a regular comic, a monthly comic, like, oh, I'm going to wait. I'm a trade waiter. I'm going to wait, and it really reads better. These definitely do, though, because a lot of times you'll get these chapters that yeah. Yeah, they're they're not full, you know, full out drawn out stories. They're just a chapter. So yeah, yeah, when you read them together, it does 
flesh it out. You do, it have, a you do bit. have to keep that in mind. That yes. And expect a. I'm telling you, that not full to bash art. Eric because he got upset. He listened to the segment last week. And actually, I sent it to him because he wow. doesn't listen to the podcast. I sent him just the I, segment. Yeah, I sent him the segment because I wanted him to hear uh, how we had recorded it. I was so impressed with how nice it sounded, and I forgot at the beginning we badmouthed him for like five minutes, and he got very upset. He almost cried, I think. But yeah, uh, I don't. He's just crazy. But yeah, well, uh, this one you're bashing Hawkman. That's his favorite guy. That is true. That and Blue Beetle. He's yelling today about Blue Beetle again. I just <laughs> shoved him aside. But also, then on Thursday, uh, the Legend of Wonder Woman came out again. That's issue mm-hmm. 14, and I'll promise you every week that I'm going to catch up. Who knows if I will? I'm trying. Hello, Hello Weird Science. Yeah. Hello, Weird Science. I'm gonna catch yeah, up. I'm, I'm going to try. Yeah, that I'll have to decide if I'm going to backdate him. Eric gets mad at that too. But uh, and then today, which is Friday when we record this, actually, I don't know why I say today. I date this thing. Mm-hmm. But no uh, is the bombshells DC Comics bombshells uh, mm-hmm. issue number thirty came out today, and we're not talking about any of those books, are we? No. Because Again, I will make an empty promise this week. I'm going to try to catch up on yeah. bombshells, but you had a uh, you had a big book week. I did. I, I had a lot of books. You were kind of like, hey, if you have any extra books, you need you know, a little break. And, and we gave you so many, then they all hit this week. It just worked out <laughs> that way. The week yes. before, like, I had one. You know, yeah. I just had Swamp Thing. So yeah. it's all right. Glad, glad to be there. Glad to pitch yeah, in. Yeah, it's good. People like your reviews, Reggie. But, uh, yeah, with you with Bombshells, if you actually do catch up or start doing Bombshells, then I promise I will catch up with Legend of Wonder Woman. I all really right. like Legend of Wonder Woman. It just I, it just ends up kind of on the back burner all the time. I also might just dive in on Bombshells. I mean, you know, just because it's a fairly, yeah. you know, big, respected book. And I, I did think it was really well drawn when yeah. I read the first. I think I read the first print. I like the style of it, too. Yeah. It was just, it just didn't grab me, but. I'll check it out. You know, I, yeah. nothing, nothing really keeping me from it. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll do that next week. Okay. Well, what we're going to talk about though is nothing that we've said already because nope. we're going to talk about something that actually I'm, I'm considering it a digital book, uh, though it's not on their quote unquote lineup, but it is no. the Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice prequel comics. And tell us how we get those, Richie, or you how get you those could by have purchasing. Those. A 20-ounce Dr. Pepper or Diet Dr. Pepper or Doc Pepper's Slam Blast or Ms. Pepper's Cherry's Jubilee or Ms. Pepper. Is this this stuff really true or was this bullshit of yours, you son of a bitch? Of course it was bullshit. Yeah, I didn't even know that that was true. I'm sitting there and you put that because what we do is have a cover price and, you know, you two ninety nine whatever. And I, I get it from you. Because you had written the first one with the written by art by it. So I grabbed yeah. this and I'm like, okay, we got the uh, Dr. Pepper and Diet Dr. Pepper. Okay. Doc Pepper Slam Blaster, Miss Pepper. I'm like, oh, Cherish <laughs> Jubilee, huh? So I look these up because I'm thinking, I've never heard of Doc Pepper. And I look at them, like, there is no such thing. I sit there today at work. I'm like, that <laughs> son of a bitch, Reggie, had me all week trying to find this goddamn Doc Pepper. And. I was like, that son of a bitch. He got, I was so freaking, I was so upset. I forgot to yell at you. I was going to send you a thing like, you motherfucker made me spend all this time looking up Doc Pepper. You wanted it. You wanted that Cherry's Jubilee. Did. It was the Miss Pepper's Cherry's Jubilee. It got me. <laughs> and the Miss Pepper's Cherry's Jubilee blast. Blast. Yeah, there's no such thing. People, I'm telling you, I'm not the only one. Somebody else was like, what's this Doc Pepper? But yeah, you could get codes and get these individual chapters. But then yeah. this week... They uh, they dropped online. 
and um, we reviewed all of them. We reviewed all five. We we broke them up. But what they are, there's uh, chapter one's Batman, chapter two's Lois Lane, Lois chapter Lane, three yeah. is Senator Finch, uh, chapter four is Superman, and chapter five is Lex Luthor. Yep. And uh, you, you don't really need, if you just like Lois Lane, eh, just read Lois Lane. There's not really, the only overarching story is that, they kind of just set the mode for the movies for each character. Like yeah, I said. Uh, and there's a lot, a lot of, a lot of the information is redundant in yes. between the comics. Do the same, they say the same things over and over again. You know, Superman won't join in any uh, political cause political because yep. yeah, want and, him. some people love him, some people hate him. Da, yep. da, da, da. And I, I like though how they do it with, uh, like, say the Senator Finch one, which is the one I even said that has to be the least hype for all of them, but yet that was the one that interested me the most because I didn't know anything about it. But even there, like, in that one, it's like, we can't trust Superman because he might join, you know, what happened if he joins Korea, North Korea? And then, and in fact, then you get to the Lex one, and he's mad that Superman isn't getting political. And you know what I mean? It, It does go, you get the point of view from each of them, uh, you don't really get a lot of Batman, though, because the no. Batman comic itself does not really feature Batman as the narrator of the comic. You just hear about him. It's like whispers and stuff about how brutal he is, and he shows up at the end. Um, but, yeah, what did you, you like them, though, right? I did like them yeah. overall. You know, uh, I don't know whether they didn't really make me want to see the movie more or yeah. less, but no. I'd say for the price of... of a twenty ounce diet Dr Pepper or whatever it is, Doc you can't Pepper. go wrong. They were they're really well drawn. Yeah, they are. The dialogue, as we were saying before we recorded, I thought the dialogue in the Lois Lane was great, and the yep. Senator Finch. Yeah, they they really are well written. They just aren't uh, super exciting. No. I don't know if they exploit the comics medium to its fullest potential, but you know. Yeah, it's weird too what because does? it's it's Christos Gage wrote them all. Joe Bennett yeah. does the the pencils, and then there's uh, Sean Parsons on inks, Hi-Fi on colors, and Darren Bennett on letters. Well, that and, lettering. Yeah, and um, I do think Christos Gage did a really good job because I I don't think they gave him a lot to work with. Like he was given like you can say this, you can't say that, yeah. and he does do. It. And basically, these are there's not a lot of set pieces in each. It's it's a lot of like one scene type deal, like you said, dialogue heavy. Um, yeah. I think that they do an okay job of just setting the tone for the movie. Um, but again, you're not going to get anything that's mind blowing or yeah. uh, out of the ordinary. You're going to it's you're, not revealing anything for no. the movie that's going to really put you over anyone else. So. Yeah, and and it's everything that you do read. You you kind of know. You know that Superman. People don't trust him because they, he's an alien, and they don't know if they, you know, is this all he's going to do? Is a, he might not know his own powers? And the Batman kind of tends to be, uh, yeah. oh, he's a he's a tough Batman. He's he's a little more uh, out of you know, not like he was. He's yeah. And they're letting, they're like letting us know this is not the compassionate Batman. Yeah, and it's, in fact, like even the the ones I actually reviewed, I did the Batman, I did the Center Finch, and I did the Lex. Because Batman, obviously, but. Everything else is pretty heavy on Superman. Yeah. It really sets up because I think that it's setting up the beginning where you, you're going to get that scenes where he's going to go to the committees and, and stuff like that, where it's it, this is not – you're not going to get these prequel comics and you're not going to see Batman and Superman fighting. Yeah. Really, really nicely done uh, art-wise and 
really have nothing bad to say about no, him. I don't. If I, if I was going to give an overall score of all of them, I would say probably about like a 6-5. Uh, but, yeah, I don't really have that much more to say about it. No. But I like it. I don't know. Anything, we, we don't know anything that comes out next week. That's the problem with these digital no, books. We know so. that we know that Supergirl and Dark Archer don't come they out. They do not. Uh, you know what? Wonder Woman 77 probably will on Monday. Oh, okay. So yeah. maybe we'll talk about that again next week. I don't know. We'll have to figure it out. Maybe we'll talk uh, a little more about it and justice. We'll say goodnight and get back to the podcast. All right. Good night, guys. Good night. Walking out of school, me and Mike is trying to come up with something to do. We could go TV, we could watch movies, we could turn the bad channel on and see boobies. Mike, we do the same thing every week. By 9.15, I'm so bored I fall asleep. We ain't playing Halo, we ain't playing Joust. We gonna pay a visit to the Voorhees house. That last name got Mike's heart racing. Said, wait a minute, that's the house of Jason. Oh no, no I ain't doing that. Are you going crazy? You must be going mad. You know what's going to happen if we step into the house? Two of us go in and none of us come out. But I God, I love that Freddy vs. There's uh, that Freddy vs. Jason vs. Ash number one. Like the, each day it was uh, three different covers. One for Freddy, one for Ash, one for Jason. Mm-hmm. And you could put them together to make a big long ass fucking deal. And it was so cool. Man, we're back, Eric. Oh my God. <laughs> Don't I wanted, do that to me. I wanted to get you some of those uh, action picker talk. Oh, you piece of shit. Yes. I got you there, didn't I? Sitting there talking to fucking Jason versus Freddy versus Ash, Jason and all of a sudden we're back. Jason Freddy versus Ash. I just started recording. I was recording on the sly. Have some little reaction of you talking, bitching and moaning about food. So hungry. I'm tired. I could not go to bed. It's now the next day again. Now we the keep next doing day. this double, double shots. Home. And boy, I am so tired. We got done, what, 3.30 yesterday, 3 o'clock? Double, Sunday, Sunday. What was <laughs> yeah, it, 3:30. about 3.30? And I did not go to bed until about 6 or 7. I could not fall asleep. We're gabbing on and on. My girlfriend sent me a message on Facebook. Can you be done yet? Yeah, we're going on and on and on and on and on. Ah, uh, yes, but we are back. We only have a little bit left, yes. hopefully. Last time we did this, it ended up extending the damn thing. Oh, That's how we got the six-hour podcast. But we're going to go, and uh, we're going to start it up. You have your notes there? Yeah, I got my You're notes. You're all ready? I thought I'd catch you without the notes. Uh, what's the first book in this last section? Earth 2 Society, number 9, written by Dan Abnett, with art by Jorge Jimenez, Alejandro Sanchez, and Travis Lanham. It's all about politics in this run of Earth 2 Society book. While our heroes spend their time trying to keep the peace between cities, while Batman brings together Red Arrow and Wildcat to take on a corrupt energy company, and Green Lantern wants to write a constitution with Red Arrow. Red Arrow, Red Tornado. Red Arrow. And Hawkgirl. He's has, there. Yeah, Hawkgirl has a little Q&A with Fury. Yeah, it's yeah. all about fun with politics in real life. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, I say this every time we talk about this book. It, It's not that it just confuses so, me, but I have no interest. Month? What's that? Last month and this month? Then? Yeah, yeah, both. I, I'm telling you, it just, I have no interest in this storytelling. And this I, is Dan Abnett, right? Yeah, I'm telling you, I was... I was so waiting for Dan Abnett to come in, swoop in, fucking save this book and the characters, make it interesting, and I was so goddamn bored reading it. Yeah, I was really bored. This is one of those where you have a quick read, and then you have one that each page you turn, you're hoping will be the last. It's (laughs) not. Uh, I think that he is trying to tie up all these characters, obviously, and to me, there are too many characters, 
and I've lost interest in almost everyone. I really like Hawkgirl and Fury, though. I like that interaction at the beginning. I wish we'd have seen more of that continuing. Well, the, um, the problem is, like, he he has done something with it. He's, like, thought of himself, the name Earth 2 and the name Society. In this, he actually has the characters refer to this place as Earth 2, which initially, like, kind of upset me, like, put me off a bit. Yeah. Then I started thinking, this is their Earth 2. Yeah. Because their first Earth died, Earth 2. I'm okay with that now. And I think he takes the name Society and wants to talk all about the society aspects of this new world. I don't want to hear that. Yeah. I want to adjust to society. Now, is this leading to them trying to extra terraform this or leaving this planet and trying I, to get somewhere it's else? It's got to be leaving this planet. Yeah, it has to I be. Get. Because, yeah, they're really stressing. Like, they really go over the top with, you know, well, this isn't going to sustain humans, and we, it, we're going to have fights. And The book is pure dialogue, and it talks about it places we know nothing about, like areas of the different yeah. cities and places that where natural resources should be. And I'm like, nope. I don't know any of these no, things, and, and I fact, don't care. I was getting confused and thought I was just a dummy, which I yeah. am. But I really was like, when they started talking, it led from Fury and Hawkgirl. Yeah. Kind of, you know, talking, hey, what do you, it's like you're preparing for war. And then Fury's like, well, if there's a war, you know, one of those things. And then that leads to everybody pretty much going to war. And they keep uh, freaking wiping to the next area yeah. and talking about areas like, oh, you de- Clearwater oh, Valley. Um, Clear, Clearwater Valley. Sounds like a Sounds like a kid's show. It's like a, a fucking kid show where there's a bunch Jolly of Jolly Time Farm? Yeah, they're, they're fucking singing and dancing. There's fucking Mother Mary uh, and yeah. a son that looks like a little baby that laughs at you. Oh, uh, God. Don't, it, don't bring up Teletubbies. Yes. Uh, I'm telling you, some of these, and because I'm not engaged fully, I, I just I go over it. So you see clear what about And even if they would really um, explain it, the problem is next month I will not know what they're talking about because I'm so bored. That I just kind of go over, and I'm not paying full I, I attention. I kind of am too. I'm telling you, we have this Arrow City, and then like I think it's like Ark Home City. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. but I don't really know enough about it. Like I know New Gotham, and uh, was it Neotropolis? Yeah. And I, I just don't know. I'm all saying these yeah because I just, I just don't want to be an idiot. But yeah, I don't. I don't know everything. The world, you know, even the stuff that I should know, I'm just what? Even there's. And, I don't most, know. I'm looking at. It. I'm looking at the dialogue, and I I've read it. Now I look at it. Everything looks like friggin' nonsense. I'm telling you, the most interesting part to me, which we only got a little bit of, is that Batman's doing his own thing. He's not a part of this World Council that's trying to make peace everywhere and shit yeah. like that. He is taking on a corrupt energy company, and I dig it. He brought in Red Arrow and Wildcat. I'm like, all right, yeah, this sounds like fun. Yeah, and this that actually sounds like I'm something a, you know, superheroes would do. And heroes. The other stuff is, well, we say about the prequels all the time. The Star Wars prequels, all of a sudden you go from adventure to politics. And I do not like that. It's a trade federation. Yeah. I do like the art. And I do like seeing, like, again, you turn the page and there's, you know, freaking Supergirl. Hey. Power Girl. Power Girl, I mean. uh, Or then you you go and I'm telling you that Lois Lane turns me on. I know. You're a weirdo. I don't know. It's her body. She's got a bald head. No, it's the nice body she has. And she like, seems like she's up, Sinead O'Connor see, yeah, and she on? seems like she's up for anything. Really? She really you think does. she's up for anything? Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm yeah. going to write a constitution with a god, so I'm up for anything. Yeah, no, she scratched that out because she's like, boy, I'm up for anything. No god. She crossed that out <laughs> in God We Trust. And again, what, they have that. Boy, that's, that's hard-hitting, Eric. It's, 
It's really heavy-handed, honestly. Well, I because do... it has to bring out the point where Green Lantern is I a was god. Say, and... Yeah, he's already said that, and now you're getting the point where like she doesn't even trust him. I'm like, okay, we get it. But, but the, I... I'm sorry. The weird part is we have all these heroes in this fucking world that nobody trusts anymore, especially not Green Lantern because people consider him to be a god. Yeah. And uh, he really is, and there is no need for any other heroes here because Pat, when we see Power Girl, I got all excited. She's going to fight some monsters. All right, this sounds like fun. Green Lantern shows up and just immediately takes him out. Yeah. And yeah. Then, then we're done with that. I, I mean, I actually was like with uh, Valzad and Flash, and you know, I really like seeing them looking for oil. They're doing scientific study looking for oil. Motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. Like, really? That's what you're going to do with them? But yeah, the Batman part I liked. I liked uh, with uh, Batman and Red Arrow. Wildcat. And, and Wildcat. When Wildcat shows up, looks cool. Uh, the I character designs in this are awesome, which is great because that's all you get. There's not much going on, just the characters kind of showing up, eating they, donuts. They uh. all stand around and talk. Yeah, yeah. There's no real anything going yeah, on. I guess that Dan Abnett's trying to get something going, but... He's I worried mean, too much about the society in the title. Yeah, I, I really think that it, when he came on, what I thought it was going to be, and maybe people who are like really into this book, like Jody. Jody really likes it, right? I don't um, know if he still does. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, I would have had something, just some fucking cataclysmic event happen where they all have to just join together and fight some alien. There you go. I'd have some fun then. Not this. This is not fun. No, it's really it's, not. It's not a bad written book. It's just boring no, as hell. No, and it's I just really... boring. The big thing that we've seen to find out here is that they're they're mining for oil, drilling, fucking doing some scientific survey, yeah. and we find out that this Earth is barren. It is yeah. a fucking husk. And, and I like that. It, it has makes no sense. natural resource. It does not because Green Lantern talks to the goddamn Earth. I, yeah, he should have yeah. fucking known. This. I don't know that he talks to the oil. You he know what I'm saying? He, he talks, talks to the, the fucking, grass, the grass, the He's ground around to the it. Grass. And what are they gonna tell him? Oh, there's oil. I I like it because this was an artificially made thing. Yeah. Pretty much, and it shows. It's almost like you'd have a clone, and then you find out the clone has no soul, Eric. It, it can't go to heaven. It has no soul. It's just there. It's a husk. It's a husk, Eric. I, I, I don't so know. Maybe, maybe it he, doesn't go to heaven, Eric. Maybe he wouldn't know, but the way he's connected to the green, I think he should have an idea about the natural resources on this really? planet. I, I, I don't know about the natural resources. That, like I said, he knows the goddamn trees. The trees, you know, they drink the... They, really, he's in touch with a bunch of trees. What do trees tell him? It reminds me of... Uh, uh, do you know what they tell him? That, Every uh, time you do something, become a giant, because that's your go-to yeah, move anymore. I guess. It, it often reminds me of that pretty cool thing that Jeff Johns did with Aquaman, where he said, yes, I talk to fish, but they don't really talk to me. Yeah. I can kind of subtly tell them to do things, and then, you know, they often forget that. And next thing you know, fish are having fucking conversations with the guy. But I, I get the idea that the green is more of a like an overall feeling that he gets. They're not right. fucking saying, hey, you know what? By the way, Green Air, or Green Lantern, I like your look lately. The fucking frosted tips you got going there, pretty sexy. <laughs> and watch out because I just saw Lois Lane fucking scratching out in God We Trust, though she is up for anything. Yeah, metal body, man. Anything. You can wreck that shit. She might be mad. She needs that oil, Eric. She's a machine, mm. right? Lubrication. <laughs> Yes. Uh, did you like the part? There, and again, here's like my favorite parts. I really like the part with Fury and Hawkgirl, and I kind of did like the part. Hey, I don't like being around people. They're always looking at my wings. My eyes are here. Yeah. Eh, yeah. It's just kind of funny. I, but I, I do like Fury. I always like Fury as, as a character. 
and I like the kind of uh, mystery of what she's up to. You know, is she going to try to take so over everything? All over the place. I don't even know what to think of I her think anymore. Maybe she's schizophrenic. She is huh. schizophrenic. Her. She was a bad guy. She kind of became a good guy. Maybe I don't yeah. even. And now she's off on her own, creating Amazons yeah. with some kind of. Uh, I don't know. I think they have her, uh, the, her followers drinking her blood. Oh, like Randall Savage and DC yeah. Legends tomorrow. Yeah. Probably, but yeah, because even Hawkgirl calls her out, and wants to know about it and what it is, and uh, what do they call it? The like the divining or something? Uh, the borrowing? I yeah. don't know. <laughs> yeah, we're real good with this one. But, I, yeah, I don't uh, there care. It is, yeah. I was so bored. I didn't even bother to fucking, was like, remember these things. Oh, I'm paging through it, and it looks really nice. It really just, does. But when you go through it, even like I said, it's just a bunch of characters, and they're just yeah. standing around talking. And yeah, you don't get much more. I that. really hope that this whole like this place can't support life for very long gets us to another world. Somehow they cross dimensions, and it would be weird now that we know that the Justice Society is showing up to have these characters come to the fucking Earth yeah. Prime. But yeah. uh, it's I, they got to get off this planet and do something different. Yeah, have something to do, not just look for fucking. Uh, but it really is pushed that way that they're oh this. How do, planet how do they have television? Take, I don't know. I don't know how they have any of this stuff. It makes no sense. Ah, uh, what did you give it? Five out of ten. Yeah, I uh, I put five point five. I I really I like put, the art, I, but still, I think the art's great. And I did like, like you said, I like I like the Fury and Hawkgirl part, and I did like the Batman part, even though the Batman part was just too quick. Yeah, I want to see more of that. I would actually like even like how they did Eternal this this week, where you had it all in the present. I'd like one of these issues. I, I know they don't have a lot of time, uh, but I would have loved to have seen like a, a half an issue with just Batman. And uh, Wildcat and Red Arrow, yeah. and see what they're doing. And uh, here's the thing: kind of get it where this would be. Say it's just a TV show, and how you'd go is you you start to gauge who's popular. Concentrate on them. You don't need to have eight trillion people. You can go back and to these other all, stories. But all boy, of a sudden, Power Girls going up the stairs with a basketball, and never be seen again. That's right, never to be seen again. And Huntress. Because really, Huntress did nothing in this no. issue. She just she's stood standing in there a... talking to a committee and then threatened some guy. Yeah, I was going to say, she's the not end. very good. Put I don't send her know. there. She's like, oh, we don't want to have to do this again or something. Like, what do you mean again? And then yeah. we're done. Yeah, yeah. All right. We're going to move on, though, because we're going to make this quick. Red okay. Hood Arsenal 9. Tell me about it, Eric. Tell me. Red Hood Arsenal number 9, written by Scotty Liddell, with art by Javier Fernandez, uh, Jose Villarubia, yeah. and Dave Sharp. Yeah. Back in the underground, we see Jason Todd keep telling himself to remember his training as he takes on the iron rule and gets his ass kicked, while Roy and Joker's daughter listen to Charon go on and on about his evil plan before JD kills him and attempted murder-suicide. But we get, but, but we just got Dula starting to be interesting, so we can't have her die just yet. But she goes, she, but she does give up her Joker's face as our team leave the underground to take on their next adventure, while Roy lets us in on the fact that he used to lead the iron rule. Yeah. The Iron Rule. This issue is this a piece of garbage. Crap. My first fucking note. This issue is garbage. Yeah. I actually put this as awful. Uh, and it's one of those, sometimes you get that rare feat where everything about the issue sucks because yeah. I do not like the art. Nope. I don't like the story. And uh, I'll say I don't like the art. It started out and I was like, uh, I wasn't that much. I was, yeah, it's bad, but it, boy. I, I have to look at the end to see. I thought there was actually three artists because by the end, it is fucking terrible. And I that. think they just lost interest. When Jason Todd escapes the Iron Rule, I have no idea what happened. The, yeah. the ground shook, yeah. and then I don't know if he was thrown or if he fucking got away. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know. know. 
at one point, too, that he was talking. I'm right at that part where they kind of knock him down. Yeah. And he's talking to himself. And then he goes to it. And I don't, I, it's so bad. Like, I get the idea they have where they do is they show some action in the panel. Yep. And then on the bottom, they have a red outline of some karate move that does not match what's going on in that it, panel. It really reminded me of the new Suicide Squad. Yeah, it did. But at least that seemed to match up. This does not match up. It no. just looks like, a, you know, hey, you know, it'd be really cool. I'm going to throw this in. No, it makes no sense. It well, does sorry, not we make had that sense. part where he's getting his ass kicked. He's like, he's, he keeps telling us he's got to remember his training from Ducra, the all-cast Batman. Yeah. And then he gets his ass kicked. Then he yeah. reminds us, I got to remember my training. And then he has this quick moment where he does beat them up a little yeah. bit before getting his ass kicked again. Yeah. Well, there's and, the one part that I, I thought was ridiculous, and it might be... Uh, it might not be what I was thinking. Might have been like kind of against what. But he's like, I can't concentrate on their weapons. I, but yet the panel shows him concentrating on every on the weapon. weapon. Yeah. And I, like, I was I, like, I, is this him saying to himself, No, no, break out of it. I can't do this. But it comes off as he's saying one thing and he's doing the other because he's looking at fists and weapons and you know all the different things. I'm like, this is ridiculous. This is what? really stupid. What is it about the Gotham Underground that just creates nonsense? Yeah, it, it's terrible. And I said to you, at the one point there is the shout out. Hey, you know, go and check out. It doesn't say the now classic, which oh, would thank be fun. God. But it basically calls you out to go check out Anne Nocenti's Catwoman run on the uh, up Gotham Underground thing that yeah. she did. I'm telling you right now, this is a public service announcement for me. <laughs> you, you don't want to go do that. No. Uh, if you want to laugh. And even then, if I remember right, there was some funny stuff with Tinderbox. Right. Remember, like she would say this craziest shit that made no sense, and she was insane. But I think it was just the writing. And Osenti kept forgetting what she had said and went again. Uh. But it was not even as fun as some of that other Catwoman stuff that I laughed at. Uh, yeah, you want some classics? You go Race of Thieves and uh. go back to that fucking Gothopia. Was fucking that was a ball. But yeah, uh, this Gotham Underground is never good. And in no. fact, he even had that uh, crap which kind of led from this uh, or led into this, uh, some of the stuff from Eternal. It seemed like that was because at one point Joker's daughter was down there kind of running shit and whatever. Yeah, and she and, left. And it was nonsense then. And it still is. It, it just, it's awful. And yeah, I don't care about anything in this underground. You, you get the idea that you're supposed to care about these people and how they, you know, they have feelings too. But if you do this, they're going to, you know, become fucking zombies again. Well, I don't the whole, care. The whole I motivation for Jason Todd taking on the Iron Rule is because the Iron Rule has been terrorizing the folk down there. Yeah. And then he either gets thrown away or runs away. And we never see them again. And then our heroes yeah. leave. I'm like, what about the Iron yeah, Rule? Yeah. They're like, still down kinda, there terrorizing yeah. folk. Jason just falls through the roof. Yeah. And, uh, hey, nice of you to drop in. Uh, no, no, Roy, Roy was the most enjoyable in this book. Yeah, There's not good. much for him to do, but I love his dialogue, his humor, his Roy humor. Yeah. Actually saved this book from being well, complete and I, garbage. I liked, up until now, I liked Joker's daughter. Uh, Scott Liddell has now went fully over the top. To, to change her completely, and it's it comes off as ridiculous. She go, her, the big moment is her wanting to shake hands with Karen. He's like, oh, you know, I just I want you to know I forgive you. He should have sh fucking chopped off her arm. That was oh, that, so that was, stupid. That was a ruse. That was just to fucking get a well, handcuff I know, on. But that's what I'm off. saying. But he falls for it. That's what I'm saying. He falls that's, for it. And it's, then, uh, it's like freaking Rick Moranis. I can't believe you fell yeah, for that and again. And you know what? Quite frankly, 
I don't fully believe that it was full uh, full out Ruth. I think she wanted to kill herself with no, him. No, she did. Because, no, she and I think did. that she just doesn't like what she was, and yeah. she's going to take him down. But that was, you know, part of it. But yeah, she was going to throw him into in the fucking the lake, lava pit, the lake of lava. Uh, there was so many fucking nonsense. I said at the one point, even Jason was like looking back at his uh, training, and I said in my notes that I was wishing that he went back and showed that he was grabbing fish out of a pool with a blindfold and then somehow he's it all at, becomes blood and that he's at dinner and he blocks a fit and there's mrs tanaka shaking her head with that yeah. longing look she's up for anything there Phew, pass the mrs tanaka and make it a double helping is what i say Eric. that's my script for a fucking blood sport 2 what did we Mrs. call blood what was blood sport 2 we were blood brothers call? blood brothers yeah. Uh, yeah so good but yeah the art's terrible i'm paging through this there's really I nothing understand that... everything that was going on because of the art and, and charon just dies and yeah the iron rule disappear and the lava monsters go back to being mindless drones down to the deepest darkest caverns of the underground yep. and then the big thing at the end was uh them saying hey don't you want to get that goddamn joker's face no, no, I'm going to leave it here because then the people down here, they don't have feelings anymore. But I think that they'll like it because somebody's looking after them. And Fuck you. That's that's actually the one aspect of the book I really like because oh, yeah? we're, we, we've changed Joker's daughter so much now. She's not going to have the face. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if she just goes by Dula Dent from now yeah. on. Yeah, I think she will. Yeah, I and think that this is kind of trying to I get like the character a little more. Is, it doesn't really make complete sense because out of nowhere she just wants to leave the mask behind when that was her whole thing up until yeah. now. Yep. But I like the progression of the character. Yeah. And then her and uh, Roy or uh, Jason hug it out. And, hug um, it out her. and then we just have this weird thing where Roy's talking about leadership. Like, what do you know about leadership? Oh, you'd be surprised. And we see a picture in like, Roy's mind where he's with the Iron Rule. Yeah. And it reminds me so much of Hellboy yeah. when they had the picture of all of them, the little Hellboy. And I like that little cute I, hellboy. The thing is, we're going to like move into this next story with the Iron Rule, I guess, where they come back and Roy yeah. has to deal with this you past. You know what? I don't, I don't think care. we will. I think this book is going to be done. I don't think this has many months left. And yeah, maybe yeah, we'll get an Iron Rule deal. Yeah. But I'm telling you, this is one of the books where we always yell, oh, you know, people are going to start bailing from these books. Once they find out, once oh, yeah, these definitely. solicits come out and you see Red Hood Arsenal last issue or whatever it's going to be, they're going to bail. This one, I, I can't blame anyone. There's going to be a couple books like this where but, people have stuck it out. You've stuck it out. I'm saying before but, Robin Ward, this book was so much fun. Yeah, and but I nobody else liked it then. It. You liked it. I liked I it. It was fun. It was. You liked it. It was yeah. It was a uh, freaking guilty pleasure. Hell yeah, it, man. it was just a lot of fun. And when these things are announced, uh, and I'm telling you, I, Midnighter, nobody's reading anyway. No. Not that you could tell that from the goddamn reviews. But um, people are going to bail on all those, and there's going to be books in those last couple of months before, you know, a April and May that possibly could have 6,000, 5,000. It's, it's going to be awful, awful. So uh, moving, on, moving on, though, I'm sure we're going to get this Iron Rule story continuing. Yeah, yeah, you but might. I'm sorry, we've had two issues with them so far. I know nothing about them except for the fact that there's a one throwaway line that they say they're dead. Yeah. So, and that's all I know about them, and I do not care. I'm looking at the Iron Roll picture at the end. You got that? Well, why yeah. are those two? Those two guys are so fired up on the side. You see I think them? those are the brothers. Yeah, the bro- They are. They're the. They. Oh my! They're so over the top. They're giving the, the like the fucking flash jump. Everybody <laughs> else is just standing there. I mean, what are they cheering for? They're, this is a, a picture. Like, hey, say cheese, and these cheese. They freaking go over the top. Uh, you- 
you were just miserable in that baseball photo you sent me the other I day. I know, so yeah, that's what I'm you saying. Like this, I wouldn't get like that. All of a sudden, you see that baseball photo. Everybody's there as the team, and I'm there, fucking jumping with my fist pumping in the air. Yeah, like, man. Get, I'd be Add off a the little team. Fucking flavor like, get to off it. This team. It would be funny now that I think of it. It'd be funny to go back and do just stupid shit throughout my whole life and every picture. I, mean, I didn't do I, that. I, I hated getting at, my look, picture taken. Here. Look at the guy in um, the end of the Teen Wolf class photo with his dick hanging out. Everybody remembers that guy. Yeah, yeah, that's true, and that didn't happen. That I'm, uh, I think the worst panel in this book, I'm looking back, if you're there with that photo of the Iron Rule, you uh-huh. go back one page, and at the top they have a picture of Roy. I don't know what that is. It is the worst look. All of a sudden his nose is like 15 feet long. It's so bad. This whole book looks like shit. I'm saying the story in this issue is terrible. The yeah, art is even yeah, worse. There's no reason to Don't ever waste your time or money on this, this book. No, there's no reason. And if it does go, say next, all of a sudden you don't even get Jason. You see flashbacks of this iron rule. You don't need to know this this issue at no. all. Just fucking bail. Don't don't read this issue. It's terrible. Oof. What did you give it? You, I know what you gave it. Actually, I laughed because Three nobody called you out on that. Absolutely you, you not. I actually put a 3.5. I'm trying to be. I'm telling you, I'm surprised people didn't call me out for going as high as I did. Really? Yeah, actually, it was fucking. Who garbage. cares? Nobody cares about this book. No, actually, it no. Is. I, Are you one of like two reviews now? I think so. And they, yeah, I, I did this one late. Yeah, and nobody. Yeah, I actually, I, I remember looking, looking it up at right the comic book round of so am I. I remember as we go, and there's some books that you know we don't get to right away. And then I'm I, at one point, I'm like, you're still gonna be the only one. Now there's nope, three. Three, yeah. Boy, one guy gave it an eight. Did you see the user review gave it a ten? Oh goodness, ten. Bland dialogue that has to explain everything to the reader. Empty plot developments. Jason, oh no, it's not a 10, you read it wrong. It's a 1. Oh, I was going to say, Jesus Christ, this guy's really ripping it apart. A 1. 1. God, I'm looking, you and Batman News gave it 3s. Yeah, and this fucking Batman Universe site gave it an 8 out of 10. gave it an 8. An 8. He's interested to see where this title might lead her. With Dula. Yeah, I'm telling you, a lot of these, I love, too, where you get a, a people's review, and this is another one, this is just us bitching and moaning about other reviewers. I'm sure they sit and yell about us, but I hate when you Sure they don't. <laughs> yeah, they don't even know about us. I, I hate when these uh, reviewers will have, like, it'll be the last issue of, of a run, like a, a creative team, and they'll be like, I can't wait to see what Eric Shea's got in store next. Yeah, they don't have anything in store, and these, oh, my well, that Batman universe that gave Red Hood an eight. Yeah. I just looked. They gave Earth two a nine. Really? Holy. Well, they have the positive. Uh, they got a good spin, business plan, don't they? That's their business plan. I'm looking. Uh, they gave that Injustice a really good one. They love. They love everything. Holy. They gave uh, Batman the same as me though, so they're smart there. And I'm looking for something that's uh, really, no, I think that was the really bad. Oh, and you know what? They don't like Midnighter. I don't. I don't mind these guys anymore. Huh. Uh, yeah, they that, know when uh, to be positive and when not to be. Yeah, yeah. Well, they they go over the top. I don't know what their thing is to de- decide to hook on to the Red Hood and Arsenal bandwagon <laughs> or whatever. Because that bandwagon, there's not much of a bandwagon. Everybody left. Whew. Yeah, that that fucking bandwagon broke down. It's on the side of the road. <laughs> Actually, what it was happening is the bandwagon was driving, and a car drove by. This is at night, Eric. A car drove by without their lights on. And they flashed the lights to tell them to turn oh, on no. their headlights. And then that was a Satanist in the, and came and, and sliced everybody's throat, just like I hear happens all the time. <laughs> it always happens. Yep. 
You know what? We were talking about it the other day. I brought it up to Jess last night. Has and she ever she's heard never, that? She's never heard of that. I wonder. And that has shaped you. You and know me what's pretty... really weird? What is that possible? I, that has to be a common urban legend. I was gonna. Is that a Warminster Hepro thing when we I don't were know. like younger? But yeah, what we're talking about, just to pull you out, is that urban legend where if you're driving and there's, you know, you hear the story. It's almost like the guy with the hook story. Yeah. There, there's a couple or somebody driving, and a car goes by without their lights on, and they give them the tap of the the high beams or whatever to tell Let them their know. lights yeah. are on, and then that car, that that's turns the signal, around. turns around, follows them, and kills them because of that, just because they were being nice, Eric. It's not a bad thing to let them know the this lights are. This urban legend shaped you and me so yeah, hard. It, it I, still bothers us today. Yeah, I told you about I two weeks never. ago, I was going into work and somebody flashed me because oh. I didn't. Because when I go to work, this is when we were working even earlier. Yeah. And I would go and sometimes I'd be you know, going through town. I can't tell if my lights are on or off. There's street lights and stuff like that. And somebody flashed and I thought to myself, they're goddamn lucky. I don't want to run and slice their throat. But I, I, if I see somebody driving without the lights, so be it. Yep. You know, None of my business. I could even, if I see in the rearview mirror them going off the road and crashing, hey, at least they didn't slice my throat. Exactly. That's all I ever heard. That was a big one for me. That really did scare the hell out of me. me. Too. And you know what's funny is it really scared the hell out of me. I was, what, 10 years from driving? <laughs> it wasn't anything that I did. No, needed, me too. But it really stuck with me. Really did. Well, and, even when I drove, if I, can, um, I never honked a horn and I never yeah. flashed my lights. Yeah, I told I honked the horn I don't need time, that. really. I really don't lay on the horn. And sometimes I'm like, it, it gets me upset because, oh, man, I should have honked there. I would have really showed them. Because it's just not a reaction for me. Some people go really quick on that. Uh, the one time I was working and I was in my car and I guess I was coming back from lunch. And I was driving and a guy had opened his door right as I was near. And I fuck, I slammed on the brakes and fucking let, I mean, one of those like, like I wasn't letting off. And it was this poor little like really short <laughs> Asian, old Asian guy. And he came out and he was so upset. And it really upset me. I'm like, I really ruined this guy's day. And again, all I had to do was slam on the brakes. I was being a jerk. Freaking little Asian guy. And in my mind, for some reason, he looked like Jerry Lewis as an Asian guy. It's really racist in my mind. Was it Jerry Lewis playing an Asian guy? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I think of in my mind. Actually, it looked like Mr. Miyagi came out. <laughs> and then he kicked my ass. But no, the guy was so upset. that freaking... Got me upset. Who played Fu Manchu back in the day? Um, I I know that that was like the look. Well, is that actually, Peter Lorre? It might have been. I know that when Jerry Lewis did it, it was more of like the Charlie Chan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, look, and it was the uh, basically. Actually, you know what his was really? A, if you had in the, the round 50s, glasses in the fifties, if you had the stereotypical uh, Asian tourist, he had the round glasses, the buck teeth. I'd even say he had a camera. Eric probably didn't have the camera, but in my mind he did. It was so bad. Oh, my goodness. What was accepted back then? It was hilarious. History, brother. Never forget. Hilarious. Only doomed to repeat it. Yeah, yeah. The freaking racist still. People downtown. I told Reggie the other day, we were uh, on Friday, we were doing our little bit, and I could see out the window while we're, while we're recording. And out of four cars that drove by, two had goddamn Confederate flags fucking flying on I their, on their truck. We're in Pennsylvania, Eric. Yep. We're, we're not down south. I don't. Even if you were, it's that's so just disrespectful to people. And and, and you know what? They lost, Eric. 
they lost. I know I'm a bad loser, but you know, after all this time, <laughs> after all this time, you got to give it up. You, you couldn't cheat your way out of it. You're done. You know what? Actually, what I would have done when I lose and when in sports or whatever, I'd get so fired up and start really training and stuff. So I probably would have done. If I was the South, it would have fucking never ended. And to them, it didn't. So there well, you go. if I lose, I try to find the person that really like you know made me and lose. Kill them. No, I try to go and seduce somebody in the family. Ooh. Yeah, I, I didn't do that. I would bring up stuff. We played hockey against the, this one team for a while. It was like in the league I was in, their team was – we had the two best teams, and it would go back and forth, and we were in a final, and yeah, this is so bad. Uh, his brother had gotten hit by a car, the, oh the captain God. on the team, while we were growing up. So I knew this guy. He was a couple years younger than me. I think his brother was a year ahead. And we were at a face-off or something. I just started like – Hey, how's your brother doing there, buddy? Uh, and he got so mad. <laughs> and then he fucking cross-checked me, got a penalty. Hey, that's what you do, Eric. You say shit like that, you see a guy with fucking cerebral palsy, you fucking level him. You level that son of a bitch. Yeah, we actually played hockey the one time, and there was a girl on the team. I actually didn't do much then, but I, I was going to. I said, if she fucking goes in the corner, she's getting an elbow. She's getting an elbow to the face. <laughs> she's fucking playing. That's what you get, Eric. That is what you get. Oh, God, you, now you're sending me fucking... That's not an Imaginex, right? No, no. It's Superman has Jason. Jason's head on Jason's Superman's head. body. Is that just somebody did a, uh alteration? That, yep. that can't be official, right? No, it's not that official. That is pretty cool. If I was going to do that, I'd have... Well, I guess Leatherface as Scarecrow, that wouldn't really be that much of a, a deal. No, in my mind, it would all have to be the heroes. Yeah, I would probably put Le- Jason uh, there... I'd put Leatherface as Batman. I don't think I'd go Freddy as Batman. That's too over the top. I think I'd go Pinhead as uh, Batman. Really? I think Pinhead would look cool as Green Lantern. Okay. Uh, And Freddy would actually fit uh, Flash to me. Flash, yeah. yeah. It would be pretty good there. Or, let me think. There isn't, like, it would be cool. uh, Like, the Human Torch would be awesome with uh, Freddy, I think. Marvel! I'm just saying. I'm saying I'm trying to think of somebody that would go well. Yeah, I can't think of anybody that would be that great. Oh, Red Lantern. If you had a Red Lantern, Freddy would be pretty cool, right? Yeah, I actually I wanted Fear to have Lantern, a Jason Red Lantern at one point. And uh, yeah, yeah. That uh, who else? What other great ones would that? I be? was gonna do a top five a long time ago where I was gonna do a bunch of Photoshop to get like oh, a really? uh, like a Red Lantern Hulk, uh, Red Lantern cool. uh, Jason Voorhees. Really? You know who would be really anybody cool? who's good with rage? Like a um. A Frankenstein Frankenstein would be awesome. I hate That'd you be so much. So fucking cool. Who would uh would how about uh Red Hood without uh with the mummy? Mummy head. Oh like look Hush. Like Hush. Yeah. <laughs> it would really look like Hush. Uh how about you easy Aquaman as the creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh yeah. Would be pretty cool. Um what other uh like bad like monsters are there? Bad. I'm saying, what other monster? Phantom the big Opera? Monster. Phantom the Opera would be good as, well, that would be good almost like a, uh, huh, what would be good with that? It's going to go Black Mask, but that's stupid. That's <laughs> not a hero. How about, what would Catwoman be? Like a, or horror, no, Wonder Woman would have to be Frankenstein's bride. Bullshit. Wonder Woman would be Reagan from fucking Exorcist. Really? Put that fucking Reagan head on her with the fucking don't consider her, down? I don't consider her a classic. Here. You know what would be really good? Are you good? talking about Universal now? No, no. I was just thinking what I like, think of as classic looks. Reagan I, is one of the classic. I didn't even know that name. Until you uh, said Exorcist, I thought you were talking Linda Ronald. Blair, how's that? I, thought, you know, I know that. I thought you were talking Ronald Reagan. Oh, Ronald Reagan would go well on Frankenstein's head. 
He, I heard a story where this guy was so upset for The Exorcist that when Ronald Reagan was running for president, he did not vote for him just because his name was Reagan. Really? Yeah. That's that's crazy. You know, I think a really good one would be Catwoman with the Amityville Horror House as a head. <laughs> fucking awesome. That'd be so scary. What about Angela Baker from the end of uh, Sleepaway Camp? Oh, Angela Baker. That would have to be Midnighter. Really? I was trying to think. What uh, is there a? Tr- oh no, that could be uh, Batgirl's roommate. What's her yeah. name? That just had the. Uh, is it Aresia? Uh, no, Alicia. Aresia. Alicia. Um, I'm trying to think of some other monsters from movies. Other monsters. Um, Tom Hanks from Forrest Gump's head. He's a monster, isn't he? Yeah. What other ones are there? I'm, I can't read. You're the big monster guy. You give me a monster. I'm going to tell you what figure. It Tall, man. Tall man. Tall man. Ooh, Tall Man would be good on one. You gave me one, and I'm I'm lost. He's too old. He's a fucking guy. Chucky. Chucky would be good as a female Chucky on Harley Quinn. Uh, Other than that, Chucky. No, Chucky's uh, Guy Gardner. Okay. I would go with that. How about um, what's his name? Jigsaw. Would be good as. Are you talking about the little Billy doll, or yeah, you talking about? I was actually thinking of the doll. You know, I've never seen those movies. I've never seen Saw. Huh? You never seen? How could we do in this joke? It's fucking been ten years later. (laughs) I've never seen Saw, Eric. I hate you so much. (laughs) What are those terms? What was the term that you liked? I'm thinking back at the uh, the diner terms again. Oh, freaking up! Pig in the cradle. I can't even remember anymore. Adam with I got an Eve with a hat on it. We got Eve with a hat on it. Coming up, I said the summer like uh we got a we got Alabama syrup and that's like ketchup, <laughs> fucking no, mustard. The hemorrhage. Yeah, hemorrhage. Why would you say Ugh. that? That's disgusting. Uh, wh- what would you think if I gave you some uh, a glass of orange juice, and there was a big fly in it, and I just took the fly out and threw it? Would you drink that orange juice? No, I wouldn't either. Tanya was yelling at Ethan earlier. Now, if I was at home. Yes, if I okay. was at a diner. No, yes. no, this is at home. I mean, home. No, wait, this wait. was here today. Hold on, I would get rid of it at a diner. I would drink it at home. Okay, yeah, because uh, I'm a slob when I'm by myself. Oh, so the diner, you're just saying you'll get another the one right. on the yeah on the house. Now, uh, Tanya was yelling because Ethan poured a glass of orange juice, and I hear her in the other room. That is, that's yellow gold. I'm like, what are they talking about? Texas tea. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. Fucking, we got on the big goddamn truck and headed out to Beverly Hills. <laughs> yeah, she's yelling at it, and then he's like, oh, it has a fly in it. That's not a big fly. You eat a lot of bugs every day. Jesus she kept Christ. Yelling. telling you, she would have fucking thrown that away. Why is your son eating so many bugs? I, I, I don't know. And it's just because she was mad that he poured a really big... And here's the other fucked up thing he did. He poured a tall glass of orange juice, put it down, and then started swigging some out of the container. It made him. no sense. Like that, the glass was not enough, Eric. He had to get, you know, he had to tie one off first. So weird. Uh, we had spam for lunch. We had the fucking nonsense going on right before the podcast. You had uh, gotten a hold of me. I was in the middle of making the worst fucking nutrition, non-nutritious lunch ever. Freaking juice with bugs in it. Fucking uh, goddamn spam. I think a good character would be spam on uh, Dula Dent. How about that? That's no, a good absolutely. figure. Big fucking hunk of spam you, were you don't like lunch. spam do you no 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 you were, you were making lunch and i was having some valentine's day sex oh were you we're I, trying i trying yeah eric had a problem this morning oh. you want to go into that not really you had a problem I, just thought, huh? I looked over at the bed I'm like oh that's some shame right there yeah 
Nice. Valentine's Day sex that you had problems with. I, there's only a couple problems you can really have. Yeah. Like that, that light bulb you sat on last night still bulged <laughs> in your ass, and you don't want it to break. Don't, don't want to shimmy the wrong way. Yeah. You like those? Uh, they have like sites where you can go on and see all the things that people have shoved in Absolutely their ass. not. I don't know. I'm not big on that, and a lot of them I, have I like X-rays. I don't want. Yeah, I don't need to see that. I really, that actually, when I think of the light bulb in the ass, it reminds me of what we were saying, tying it into fears, was when I heard of the <laughs> razor blade in the apple. And yeah. I was showing you this week, and oh, I was yeah. describing it, and like, just think of that, how it's there. And then you said the worst. You'd have to pull it out. There'd be a razor <sighs> blade in the roof of your mouth. Oh, the worst. I was scared of everything. And if it's one of those double razor blades and you might fucking cut yourself coming out. That's what I, I think so, too. And in my mind, it's so weird that this even might retract or, or expand. And when you put it in, it goes boom. And now it's in both sides. It's in the bottom and top. Oh, there's been a lot of horror flicks with that shit, yeah, man. Really? Yeah. That's a thing. You know, they always have to come up with a better way to kill people. Some of those guys, I don't know what they're thinking. A lot of guys, crazy dudes. But yeah. What do we got going on next week? the podcast. And, well, first off, pick of the week. And mine's very week. easy. It's very easy. Yeah. Batman Superman. Batman Superman number 29. The book was That's, awesome. Yeah, it was. That was my big pick of the week. But next week, Eric, these are the things that you'll hear about when you tune in along with Eric's sexual problems. We will hear <laughs> about Batman and Robin Eternal number 20. Okay. Right. Oh, you know what I was thinking? That's weird, too. Just think, I guess, I was thinking about the uh, top five list. Really, I don't know why I thought of this right now. Um, and I was going to call Jody out. I was going to say, you know what? Every time there's a, 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 what's it called? A holiday. We always had a holiday-based uh, list. He kind of did. Yeah. It was kind of shipping. I hate that term. <laughs> I don't know why I was thinking. I was just going to say, God damn it, it is fucking Valentine's Day. And Jody, but he kind of did. All right. If anybody wants to, it's what? The top, uh, top. Five uh, DC Comics DC shippings? Comic shippers. Somebody I, in the shipping department. Eric. Romantic shipping. Romantic shipping. That's like when you send flowers, right? That's when you send for a real doll. That'd be. I, I always wanted one of those. I would address that thing up like a whore. Eric. All right. Top and five I would have, romantic hey, shipping Jim, DC television. Glad to have you home from work. Why, thank you, Fred. So I don't. They sent a name. To me, it's like get, my cabbage patch doll. I was going to say, to me, they give you the name, and sometimes they get mixed up. Because there has to be a dude doll, right? I would think so. I'm going to find out. I'd have them both. I'm fucking three-way gym going on me and no, the no. real doll. The thing is, you just had the other one in the closet doing a cuckold. Oh, that'd be awesome. And, you know, here, just imagine this, uh, how I pose. The door is cracked. His hands are both there. <laughs> and, and one eye is out. And then I have just tape recordings of, like... Oh, what are you doing with my wife? Shit like that. Oh, it'd be so good. I'm Dad, back. why in my room? Wait a minute, let me. They're on their way, Eric. Three right. day shipping. And I mean shipping. That's going to cost you, in my mind, like $10,000. Yeah, probably would. Oh, my God, that'd be so great if he's there. I just have him there to humiliate him. Like, I am so crazy in my head that I'm, I'm nailing the one real doll while yeah. I'm berating the other. And then I have, I have like voices and like the, the one, the, the girl real doll that I'm nailing. It's like, he has a bigger cock than you, Freddy. That's right. <laughs> I'm like, you're lying. You must love me. You love me so much, you'll lie. And then I look and I cut that guy's cock off and throw it out. Oh my God, it got fucking weird now. Even weirder than it was actually. Uh, yes. And then somehow he's dressed up as a maid. 
I don't know what's going on in this scene. It's so I don't like good. your kinks. It's so fun, Eric. And then when we're done, somehow I have it made so that this is actually an automaton now. Because when I get done with his wife, I have him go down and make me a sandwich, Eric. You know, he goes down really, and makes me eggs. It is a really good thing that neither of us hit that goddamn big oh, power ball. Yeah, really. I might even I I really might have modeled a doll after myself and tried to send it to work. <laughs> be great. And yet the best would be is that doll would be at work for three weeks before they even realize it isn't me, Eric. It's just sitting there doing I nothing. Know. You shut your mouth. <laughs> All right. We have Batman and Robin Eternal number 20. Uh, the next would be uh, one of your big ones, Dr. Fate number nine. Uh, big ones. Yes. I don't even think I did Dr. Fate number eight. Do you think that they would make a real doll um, based on uh, superheroes? Like if you wanted I think a if you had enough real money. Doll, yeah, I guess you can make anything happen. Yeah. Do you think that it would be one of those things, like a lot of times when you get, like you know, you, you're Mr. Action Figure. I uh, am. The big thing would be the mold. Yes. So once I would pay for the mold of, say, Joker's daughter. That is the weirdest goddamn sure, thing. Say, um, I'm trying, like, obviously you would go, like, Corey or Catwoman. Power Girl, Power Catwoman, like whatever. But I think I would more go with, I'm trying to think who I would go with. Maybe Enchantress. Or maybe, what was that uh, that one in the Suicide Squad this week? That one that we said that the Crow. Cheetah? Crow Jane. Oh, it's Crow Jane. Or maybe Chicken. I'm just trying to think of some really bad uh, characters. Freaking a black mask. Nobody. Now, do you think that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. Or uh, I don't know. At one point, I, I even forgot to mention it. At one point, I was like, boy, Harper's pretty hot. Now I think she's 16. i got to watch myself, Eric. There's rules. Goddamn comic books making yeah. me feel weird about myself. I know. Myself. That, that really threw me off. I'm sure there's some guys out there that now are shamed. They don't know what's going on. Now they're in the fucking closet. But, yeah, if I got a Wonder Woman, I went to the Real Doll Corporation. Though I, I guess if I had won that thing, I could make my own. But yeah. I go to them and I say, hey, I want you to make a Wonder Woman. And they make it. Do you think that because now they you have the mold. You need a brand name. Yeah. Do you think that <laughs> if then they have the mold? Do you think they would start offering that? No, think they because would, they don't, don't have the license. Well, it wouldn't be. It would be um, Wondrous Lady, you'd call it. And her name would be Priana Dintz. Priana Dintz. Or and and it would be like you'd have the ad and be like, "Welcome to Paradise Bedroom." They'd have shit like that, and you could just actually you could call her the Amazon. How about yeah. that? Just call her the Amazon. You have Catwoman. That's uh, it'd be funny. I'm like there and I'm like, you know, hey, I order me the Catwoman, and it comes. It's this big fat lady that has like 18 cats that follow her in. Like that, this they is, modeled it off yeah. some of the cosplay. Oh my god! At? I'm like, this is not what I wanted. This was not the Catwoman that I thought I ordered, people. Uh, all right. Where are we? Uh, Dr. Fate number nine, Eric. I yes. said that one, right? You don't want to look at that. That He's going to Egypt. What about med school, Jim? I think that he's going to he's gonna fuck up so bad. He's going to go to that Egyptian med school that his dad went to, and it's and then he's going to be driving a cab. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, that doesn't cross over. Harley Quinn, 25. I didn't even look at the solicit. I'm sure there's a bunch of Harleys in that. I'm sure Probably. they're doing gang of Harley nonsense. Nonsense. Yeah. Actually, no. I'm completely wrong. I did look. It's... uh. It's at Arkham. It's with Joker. Oh, yeah. And that's how much I care about that because it's not real. That's a big deal and we don't give a shit. Yeah, it's not real. Doesn't work. Nope. Uh, I'd like a Harley Quinn reel, though. though. I'll go with that. Uh, Martian Manhunter, number nine, which I read you the solicit. I'll read it right now. We don't usually read solicits, but this one threw me. Uh, It's an all-out war on Mars. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. When an enraged John Johns takes the fight to the despot Malifact. Meanwhile, Miss Martian Malifact. 
Miss Martian, Mr. Biscuits, and the others try to save the Martian people from annihilation by transforming a city into a cosmic lifeboat before the red planet collides with Earth, which, one thing, sounds a lot like Earth, too, yes. freaking society. But the other but, thing, Miss Martian. They Ms. mentioned Miss Martian. Martian, and we have not had that you know set out for us yet. Do you think in this issue they will? Like, you find out it that has Pearl... has to be Pearl. It has to be Pearl in my it's mind. weird. I, it's the little girl, Alicia. It can't be her. No. I know it can't. But could it kind of tie into a weird thing? It'd be very odd. Because she... I don't know. She was in the Martian at one point. I'd be stupid. But yeah, it has to be Pearl. And uh, probably your least favorite character in the book. Definitely. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she's Miss Martian. I really, that was never... I don't think anybody's and, ever said that Unless they before. have a Martian there that he saw, John kind of takes with him who becomes yeah. Miss Martian. It's that baby. That yeah, little God. baby. Well, Miss Martian's supposed to be a white Martian. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that's racist. The next book is Poison Ivy, The Cycle of Life and Death, number two. And I don't give a shit. Everything, all the shit that we talked about this book, going <clears throat> I look forward to this because I really like the first issue. Yeah, I, I did not. I was really bored with it. I thought that it would have more oomph. oomph I think I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. I think you did. I think I said I would have given it around a 6. Yeah. Neither of us review it, though, so it doesn't nope. matter. We're not on record. Though, I don't know who's going to do it on the site. You actually said that you wanted to take it over. Kind because, of. Uh, you Got a lot of positive. books this week. Yeah, I know. Uh, the next one would be Robin, Son of Batman, number nine, with the solicit says, uh, The Return of Goliath. So Ooh. funny. I forgot who Goliath was. I actually thought it was the heretic. I'm like, holy shit. And I'm like, oh, it's Goliath. Then I remembered. I like Goliath. Goliath's cool enough, but that's the issue. Is he I don't returns. really care for this uh, uh, Damien, Son of Batman, Robin, Son of Batman book. Yeah. It's yeah. not what I want it to be, and it's just... Goes on just doing the yeah, same shit. There's a lot of talking issue. in that too, and not a lot of uh, fun. Huh. And where is this supposed? Was there not going to be a uh, Robin War? Uh, what's it Aftermath? called? Aftermath. Aftermath. And I swear to God, Robin, son of Batman, was supposed to have one. And it did not. It's I'm still weird. winning. I have no idea. It's very weird. Uh, Sinestro number 20. And he is going against the Pale Bishops. And I believe this is going to be the one where he disappears. Either they zap him somewhere, he ends up, you know what I mean? I yeah. don't know what's going to happen, but I think this is going to be the one that ends with that. Uh, because that's coming up in the solicit that says he's gone. Uh, then you have Superman, American Alien number four, which I'm looking Always forward to. Forward to that. And I have this solicit for this just because it sounded so awesome. It's Clark travels to Metropolis for the Cerebus Summit. And a rare meeting between three of the world's most prominent young chiefs of industry, Lex Luthor, Oliver Queen, and the enigmatic Bruce Wayne. Landing an exclusive interview with any of the three would all but guarantee Clark a prestigious internship with the Daily Planet, which makes me kind of laugh because we'd always wondered how they claimed that he got that job. This right. would explain it, wouldn't it? It would. Yeah. Uh, but Clark runs into some unexpected competition when he meets another college journalist named... Lois Lane. Ooh. Yeah, he's going to have a little thing with Lois Lane. I love this book. Yeah, and I'm telling you, that solicit just sounds like a lot of fun, and I am now a Max Landis fan. I was not. I really thought he was a dick. But Maybe he didn't, Maybe he won't think that you're an asshole anymore. Who I knows? I think he said I was a dick. That's why he yeah. said it. Uh, the Secret Six, number 11. Hmm. Not, I have not read that book in a long it's a, time. The book's a mess. Reggie keeps telling me every like four issues, it seems like they've missed one. Uh, <laughs> Titans Hunt, number five. I think, this really is, I think this is going to be the one that me and you both come together. All right, come good. Together. So I'm on the trolley for this book. Yeah, we're going to come. Hopefully, when we come together, it's not going to be like the bad sex you had this morning. Maybe you can fucking come through for me. I don't know, man. I think it was uh, – I hate having morning sex because I hate dragon breath. 
Oh, really? And it you, bothers me. You didn't me get up I, and I, brush your teeth? No. I'm telling you, you're the weirdest guy then. Because there's a lot of times when you're with the ladies, and this I'm talking mainly with my wife. Yes. And the ladies usually have any excuse to get out of any sort of sex, at right. least with me. And uh, <laughs> so, like, you wake up, I haven't brushed my teeth. Boy, when I am raring to go, I do not. You could have fucking shit and peanuts coming out of your goddamn mouth. I don't care. I'll start making out with you. Then then I'll get disgusted later when I'm done. But at that moment, boy, I think a guy, when you are, I don't know, you have five in the chamber. I don't right. know how you'd say it in that. Uh, when you are inspired as a guy, you will deal with probably some of the worst stuff. Well, that, there was that. My stomach was hurting care. a bit. Yeah, I'm still. You, you still have not convinced me of what happened. If you tell I me that you would shit your pants. I swear this has never happened to me before, Jim. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if you would shit your pants, and then it got rubbed all over your chest, and then somehow you lost a finger. I'm still in. I don't know what wow. you could tell me. To, wow. to get out of it. I'm, obviously, how many guys that are listening now woke up that next day and wondered what the fuck they were thinking? They weren't. It's because they were inspired. Probably a little drunk, Eric. A little drunk. Whew. Titans Hump 5, yeah. I think we're going to come together. <laughs> I think we're going to really like that, both of us, this week. That is my prediction. I'm predicting it. And then the last one is something I bet you we won't like. Wonder Woman number 49, which is going to continue the interesting story of Wonder Woman wondering what the fuck she's going to do now that fucking Ares is back. Dr. Poison. Boo, 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 Dr. Poison. I, I actually, somewhere along the lines of my notes, I didn't bring it up. One of the books I had a note about that. Oh, I know what it was. Suicide Squad. I was actually going to tell you that the Russians hated the Americans. It was still fallout from that Dr. Poison nonsense. <laughs> and I forgot to say it. God damn it, and I was going to bring up Ivan Drago. I had a lot of shit for that beginning, and we really glossed over it. I'm telling you, I do not look forward to this book. It's been a mess for, for a while now. I don't know what's going to fix it. We need a new recreative team what, on Wonder it. Woman? Yeah. Yeah, what's going to fix it is it's rebirth's going to happen, and we're going to start all over again. And this is that's one book that I really, I'm telling you, that when they start over, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because Azarello's run... Very contained. Yeah, and it's, it almost seems like it, it. you could tell me that it's an Elseworld story now. And yeah. I, okay, I'm with it. It really is not something that you need to go from. And I, If it's up to me, I loved Azarella's run. This God of War nonsense, just get rid of it. You do not need that. That was really cool in that run. It's yeah. now become a, a, a crutch, or I don't know what it is. But yeah, even uh, Meredith It makes Finch, my eyes bleed. It does. It, it, I'm seeing my head movies. Uh, freaking Meredith Finch keeps going back to it. It's almost like it's like something like a crutch. Then, oh, we'll go back to that where people loved it. But, yeah, they'll get rid of that. Just go freaking full out. I wouldn't mind if that was one of the books that were actually completely rebooted to tell the tale because of what they're saying that she might have been involved in that JSA yeah, and I'm that cool she's it. this old. Go with that. Go with that she's been around for all this time and just start from there. You don't have to start with her as a little girl even. Just have her going. All this shit. Fucking Steve Trevor's been dead for 13 years, Eric. Oh, he my died. God, Steve. He died, and now she's... That ruins the rest of the continuity for the rest of the book. She's do well, yeah, but in the movie, he's very old. He's there in World War One. so if they're going to tie it in with the movie, I don't know what they're doing. Or you think that's Steve Trevor? Why Trev would you do World Steve War I? I don't know. Uh, because Captain America did World War Two, and if you go earlier... Actually, World War One. I, I listened to a really good podcast. The I can't remember what it's called. Hardcore good. History. It's called Hardcore History, and they had a really big... It's one guy, and this guy talks for hours. But yeah, he, he does like a six-hour podcast. It takes him nine months to put it out. 
he actually has some knowledge behind yeah. what he's saying. Oh my god, he knows what he's doing, and boy, he's engaging. But he, he had a whole series of World War One, and I listened and realized I knew nothing about World War One. I. I think <laughs> a lot of people don't. I think that is the forgotten war that they skip over. You go from the Revolutionary War, Civil War, and then I really do think that you go right to World War Two. Uh, because World War II, it's got Hitler, Eric. Everybody, oh, man. The ultimate enemy. That. Yeah, it's so easy to freaking pick sides there. And I'm German, Eric. I am German. Warner is Good. German. Good. Yes. You keep that to yourself for now, huh? Um, but yeah, I think World War I is, is a weird thing, but it's almost like the, uh, it's like the ocean of wars, Eric. It's unexplored. <laughs> I don't even, How are you I don't to even think that, I don't even think that they wrote down what really happened in World War One, so you can kind of make shit up. You make it up, Eric. Nobody knows what happened. They, everybody's forgotten. And they even have textbooks or shit about that. Aliens. And, that'd be awesome. Yeah. And you know what? If you go an alternate World War One, you always go steampunk too. Oh yeah. Because it's that. Oh, it's so cool. There it is. I'm writing World War One. I'm gonna start a, a textbook right now. And then the aliens landed. There it is. It starts out World like that. World War 1.0. World War 1.0. What would that subtitle for World War 1? Uh, friggin' bring in the gas. How about that? Trench war. I think that's what it already is. World War 1, the prequel to World War 2. Yes, World War, <laughs> World War 3.8. I don't know what I'm saying. I, anyway. It's weird, too. It's the afternoon. I'm so fucking tired now. I'm about to fall asleep. I'm starving. Are you? Did your girlfriend yeah. come back with the food? I don't know. She probably didn't. She went and got some other guy. She's going to come back. You're going to be in the fucking closet. You can't satisfy her. Why would she bring you back food? She's like, here you go. Here's a hot dog. I had to use it beforehand. Oh. Actually, when she walks in, you're like, what would you go get? Seafood. Hey, seafood. What'd you get? The tuna taco. Oh. I'm pouring my heart out to you, and you're making jokes, I man. Think that, oh, my I think God. that she went to Taco Bell, <laughs> didn't she? No, we got some Chinese. Chinese, huh? You, I bet you that you got a thing of boneless spare ribs. Yeah. You got a um, ba -ba 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 fried rice. You got the beef fried rice. That's true, yes. And you. That's it. Oh, that's it. Those are the two I was going to say. Those are maybe the two I always go with. Yeah, I know. I thought maybe you got an egg roll or something. Yeah. Uh, at work the one day they were getting donuts and like uh, what what would Eric get? Uh, he likes the chocolate one, like the chocolate crone. And then they went and asked you. You said the same thing, and they thought that we were gay lovers. <laughs> like how do you know what he gets? How do I know? Me and him fucking steal. We talk about food all the time. And, and I'm telling you, they bring in donuts, and before anybody gets them, we've already had three or at least <laughs> one, and looked at all of them and yelled about them. Like who yes. gets this fucking variety? Really, if you're gonna get four dozen donuts. At least one of those dozens, and this is for a work thing. You got to go Boston cream with yes. maybe a whole dozen, just just because people like them. I don't like the Boston cream, one of my least favorites. Are we gonna have a podcast about donuts? Of course uh, we are. But yeah, and then if you really want to go, you're gonna probably go at least, I would say, another dozen of just vanilla cream, the Angels cream, as some call it. Uh, so I'm telling you, we had a problem because we want to do this just for the hell of a podcast. On top of this. It seemed like it was just going to turn into a food podcast. Yeah, because everything we said, I said, you know what we should do next? Snack foods. And then we should do fast, fast food. foods. And then we should do the – yeah, everything becomes – and then we were even talking like pizza. Yeah. And then hot dogs, you said. Just the oh whole God, podcast yeah. on hot dogs. Oh, my goodness. We'll just do that every week. All of it is food talk. Food talk and nonsense gonna get a like mic this. For work because that's where it all happens. It does. We, we go through about probably what? Five or six podcasts a week, me and you Seriously. just yelling at each other about fucking uh, movie sequels we want to see. Oh, that'd be and, good. 
That's a big one. But yeah, food is always. And every time, we're not just like guys who are like, hey, uh, you like hot dogs? Yeah, I like hot dogs. We have to freaking have a full discussion, and then we're giving top fives. <laughs> Everything is a top. And what's then you tell people who yeah. have nonsense oh, yeah. opinions. They're like, what's your top five topics? And you'll you'll give it to me, and then give it to me. And then we'll yell to somebody who walks by, hey, um, what's your favorite uh, hot dog topping? And they're like, oh, I like uh, fucking baked beans. On. What the fuck? Get out of here. We start yelling at them. Or we ask the, the people, hey, uh, what's your favorite? Uh, do you like Chicago-style pizza? What's that? Get the fuck yeah. out of here. We get so high. The one girl didn't know what a walk was. A walk. A walk. A walk and roll. Yeah, hasn't she eaten that walk and roll? One of the Everybody best fucking has. cuisines ever. <laughs> walk and roll. Boom. Every time I'd go walk and roll, they'd always be walking around with that tray of the fucking samples. And, oh, it was yeah. all, and it was always like bourbon chicken, which makes no sense to me. It was not bourbon chicken. It was General South chicken. Would, would they have a, um, in our mall at one point, did they have a place where it was like a New Orleans food? Yes. So that would have been the bourbon chicken. I never ate there. No. Uh, but I'm, you're with me, though. They always have those goddamn samples. Yeah. I remember the one time there was uh, people outside the Chick-fil-A in the mall, and they were giving out samples, pretty big nuggets, like standard nuggets. And I'm telling you, in my mind, I kept costume changes to go back and get more <laughs> until I had a full meal. Yeah, I, I get called out when me and my kids go to the uh, Walmart even. They have samples. And they, we've been told many a time to stop getting the samples because I'll send Rafe will get some then I'll send them back it's always him I always think that they'll let the kids go I'm awful like yeah go get some more of that he gets that we're making a sandwich freaking that's so good so good I have to go over there I have to do some shopping for tonight I don't know I might make a chicken pot pie tonight nice chicken pot pie what was that was one of the diner terms it was like yeah give me a chicken with a hat that's ice cream give me feathers with a hat yeah, I think it was. I like those terms, but when I read them, they didn't—they didn't quite mesh with what I thought they were. Absolutely crazy not. diner terms, but that's about it, Eric. That is uh, it. I'll, I'm going to pay the bills here by telling everybody that what they should do is go to our site, weirdsciencedccomicsblog.blogspot.com, and see what the fuck we're doing. Who knows what we're up to? Next thing you know, we have uh, fucking lists about uh, fucking hot dogs, and then people calling me out. I wonder who's reading this. <laughs> you jerk. But yeah, uh, also have our email if you want to email us and tell us that we ramble on too much at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. Yes, we do. We like talking. I won't see you for another 24 hours, and then we'll talk again. Also, I'm trying desperately to find that You'll guy. see me in less than 24 mm. hours. Yeah. I don't know if I'm showing up for work tomorrow. Oh, good. I really, uh, actually, I'm so tired, I would not uh, count on me coming to work. No, I'll be there. Well, I'm going to take off a little bit. We're going to go in the next month or so. Supposedly, we're going to go to this fucking indoor water park. Whew, I don't want to go there. But, yeah, we're going to do that. But I also <laughs> want to mention, if you want to rant and rave, Eric. You can call our number, which I still didn't set up. I got to set that up. Six four one seven one five three nine hundred extension four five two three two eight. Simple, and then followed by the pound <laughs> sign. Uh, boy, it just flows right Simple. off my tongue. Simple stuff. You can just call and yell about how many numbers you have to push. I don't. Know. And you know what? I guess I should say that I have no idea if you're going to be charged for that fucking line. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! I guess n nowadays everybody has. You know, you can call wherever on cell phones, right? I, would, I call I my ladies in Taiwan. I call them up, and they talk to me. Uh, yeah, that actually costs money, though. Mm -hmm. i got to pay mm -hmm. them, Eric. Yes, I'll say it one more time. 641-715-3900, extension 45232828.
We'll never beg you for money, but I beg you for your rants and raves so we can put it in the podcast and laugh. And boy, if you just call and yell about Eric, oh my goodness, I I wouldn't need the don't, leprechaun don't, ever don't again. Don't do that. Don't I would have that. that for when I need to be picked up. No leprechaun, somebody yelling about you. Though I'm the one who people hate now. But yeah, also go to iTunes and all those, rate and review us. Anything else I'm missing? Not that I can think of. Uh, Facebook, I freaking forget what that even is. What is it? Uh, Facebook.com slash weird science, weird science DC comics. Yep. And I'll just stop with there. Who cares about all right. this stuff, right? And that's it. We'll see you next week. And what do we say, Aaron? Keep America strong. Oh, Listen keep it to strong. Monster Don't Party. forget. Monster, Listen to God Monster damn it. Party. Yeah, I'm editing that out. <laughs> Party. Those guys, I freaking followed them on Facebook. Or Facebook on uh, I know Twitter. you rambled about it last week. No, I didn't mention their name, though. I'm telling you now. They didn't follow us back because they don't care about their listeners. They oh do God. not care. They just, we care. I'm telling you, I talk to anybody. In fact, right now, Anthony thinks I'm pissed off at him. Freaking misunderstood what I was yelling at and uh, thinks that I'm mad at him. And I, it really affected me. I tried to send him like 18 different messages and different routes. I, so so you're telling pigeons. me that Monster Party isn't crazy like you? No, they might be crazy, but they just they, they just throw it out there. They don't care about people. They have a shout out. Boy, you, you waited with bated breath to hear if at the end <laughs> they've mentioned your goddamn name. And then they didn't. Ooh. And instead of you like me, I'm like, fuck them. I got so angry at them. And you're like... I'm going to have to step up my game. I'm going to try harder next time, Jim. <laughs> Fucking nonsense. I'm telling you, <laughs> you just send me an email that just has your name. I'll give you a shout out. They're like, dear Jim, Tom Franklin. I'm like, okay, there's the mail. Hey, Eric. Did you say Franklin? Franklin. Okay. I don't know why. I always go with Tom Franklin as like a generic name. I have never Every heard time. you say that once in your life. Oh, yeah. I, I say it all the time. And in fact, when I say it, I often think to myself, man, I got to come up with another name. I probably said that three times this week. Tom Franklin. Anyway, four times. everybody have a great week. Thank you, Reggie and Ryan, for your contributions. Yep. Keep it weird, and we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Yeah, that's the clean. Oh, there it is.